PKA, episode 330. Uh, our guest will be Anthony Akumia. He's coming in about an hour into the show. We'll see how that works. Uh, Kyle? Several sponsors tonight. Smart Mouth, Casper, Lyft, ProFlowers.com, Movement, and Dell.com. Brand new one. A little word from Dell here. Bring your best game at every level, from powerful Dell gaming PCs with Intel Core processors to the ultimate Alienware VR-ready experience. Don't just play, game. Visit Dell.com slash gaming. That's Dell.com slash gaming. Nailed it. All right. Nice. <laughs> yeah. It's a good ad read. Yeah, coordination <laughs> right there. <laughs> we got oh. sound effects. This is a whole new level of production in our ad reads mm-hmm. this time. Um, First topic, the uh, the swatting gamer thing. Yeah, so, I uh, I caught look. that on Reddit this morning. I read like the the high points of it, but uh, I'm glad to see that, that that somebody's getting punished for this finally. God, look at his face. Ah, oh, fuck, poor Dude. guy. It's it, yeah. There's oh a... wow, poor fucking guy. Jeez, he didn't deserve this. No, he um. What do you do? Teabag somebody online? Like that—that's literally what we're talking about. If, if, ah. Did you go to the? Uh, are you watching the video? I paused it. Yeah, I'm gonna see if I can play the video for the people. I haven't actually watched the video in advance. So. Yeah, for those who don't know what swatting is, it's when you falsely Thanks. report some sort of hostage situation or terrorism or a bomb threat on another person. You say, hey, Bill is over there holding his family hostage. You should do something or something the likes of that. And what you get is a SWAT team to literally, you know, crash into the person that you dislike's home. And uh, oftentimes SWAT teams don't play no shit. So they roll in there like the military and rough people up. And in this case, this, this guy got yeah, hurt pretty bad. Went about as bad as it could go. Well, almost as bad as it He lived. Yeah, he could have died. Yeah, so... Um, just fixing Kyle's overlay, and then I'll jump in. Uh, the guy who did the swatting was British, which historically, I, you know, of course you can't speak in these generalities without being wrong at least some of the time, but British swatters considered themselves immune to repercussions, right? There, there's this general, like, fuck you, I'm not even American thing going on. And they're going through Skype, which many people consider to be a huge mask of anonymity. Yeah. yeah, yeah, that's a common thing. Skype, or I don't, I could give SWAT lessons, really. That's but. what he did in this case. They they said an internet calling program, and I just I defaulted to Skype in my head. It's probably a good guess. Why don't we call their local constabulary and have <laughs> them uh, send whatever they do? You know, some guy with a cup of tea <laughs> and a rap on the door. Baton. Yes, a rap on the door with a baton. And, Excuse me, sir. I know that it's it's almost tea time, but. If, if it's not too much bother, could you, could you produce <laughs> all the members of your family? So we've been yes, led yes, to believe there. there's a bit of mischief going on in there. Can't I open? No, no. All right, we'll call the real cops then. How would you like that? One with guns. How to raise my boy. <laughs> so, okay. So let's lay this out. Um, <clears throat> based on this article, one streamer asked this guy to swat a different streamer. Right? I don't have all the names in front of me. Uh, the victim, his name is Robert McDade, I think. That's the guy. I don't know what his online name is. And, uh, wait a minute. No, Robert McDade is the bad guy. He's the swatter. And Mr. Dobbs is the victim here. And uh, one streamer told McDade to call this like terrorism hotline SWAT thing and go to the guy's house and SWAT him. They said that he was holding, I think, three women hostage. And let me see if I can get the details on, on what they said. Yeah. 
I know that like when they when the, when the SWAT team came in, I think they were met by this guy's parents or family members they, who told the SWAT team that he's upstairs <laughs> asleep in bed. There are no hostages. And now, uh, go, go ahead. Let me let me finish because there's two sides of that story. Yeah, the, the, um, the police say that they went to like the owner of. Let's read this. Let's let's lay it out there. Here, I'll go first and see if I can read. Um, all right, the HCPD, I guess Howard County Police Department, statement from the swatting case. The case in which Tyron Dobbs was victimized in a swatting incident is still being actively investigated, both internally and criminally, to find the person responsible for the fake call to the authorities. While we cannot provide an interview while the cases remain open, I am happy to provide you with information on this incident and our experience with swatting cases in general. Dobbs case. In the case of Tyron Dobbs, a man called authorities claiming to be Mr. Dobbs. He advised that he had three hostages, a loaded gun, several explosive devices, and was demanding $15,000. He provided a specific address and advised he would execute the first hostage in 15 minutes if his demands were not immediately met. Police responded to the scene and determined Tyrone Dobbs was, in fact, inside the residence with three females. They contacted the leaseholder for the apartment, who advised that he is Mr. Dobbs' father. According to police reports from a lieutenant on scene... His father advised that there was a gun in the apartment and that he couldn't be sure whether or not they were credible threats from his son. Weird, right? But dad's like, yeah, I don't know. He might be holding him hostage. What a shitty dad. Wow, like, like, all right, hang on. Can dad. we play, uh, save your place? And we got to go around. Who's dad here? If the authorities were like, we're about to go in there and get him. We heard he's got hostages. Who's dad here would be like, it's possible. None. <laughs> I, I don't yeah, believe no, the my cops. My dad would be like, he absolutely <laughs> does not. Like mm -hmm. bombs, guns, maybe. <laughs> probably probably but 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 he, no and hostages women, yeah. there may be three yeah. women in his bedroom you have to believe <laughs> that that your dad would take your side and give you some plausible deniability like if i was tying up three women and i had a gun in my bedroom and he like burst in the door as i was doing it even then i think that as a father he'd try and be like oh you guys just be safe you know and so, like close the door and just pretend there was some tantric <laughs> sex thing like no your dad's gonna have your back and say no of course my son isn't about to murder people for 15 grand 15 grand the, that's the number the police just shot a guy between the eyes right fortunately he lives somehow and now this is their side of the story I th when as soon as I read that, like the dad said, they might be credible. I'm like, I don't think that's an accurate quote. I mean, my assumption is the police Seems are lying to their teeth. I think also, they the uh, between the said, they, is there any possibility that your son might be in there with bombs, explosives, guns, or or holding women hostage? And the guy's like, well, I don't know. I I haven't been up to his room in the last thirty minutes, but. I, I, I imagine that scenario, maybe, right? Usually but he's playing StarCraft. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> right? he shot up with a fucking beanbag. And I've got a lot of experience with those beanbags. I've never been shot by one because I'm on. Um, I intended to shoot my friend with one once, but we didn't have any handy for the video, so I shot him with these, uh, these um, round rubber balls. But they hit so goddamn hard. When you shoot like a mannequin with them, they just plow right through it. Like They just make a hole oh, and keep going. They were shooting if with beanbags? That wasn't clear to me. I didn't realize they weren't bullets. Bean bags. Ah. See, they didn't specify that in the video. And when I watched the video, my honest first thought when it said shot between the eyes and I saw the wound on his nose, I was like, that is bullshit. If a bullet grazes your nose just because it's between your eyes does not mean that you were shot between the eyes <laughs> and the jury will agree. Like, that 
is the kind of thing I thought. But yeah, beanbag that makes a lot more sense because and both of his eyes are bruised as fuck. His nose is destroyed, like flattened. I've heard it right said there. and equipped. Equi I've heard that I've heard it said that a beanbag is like a heavyweight boxer hitting you with all of his might. But I, I don't know if you can in that really... big a spot, right? I bet it's yeah. even harder than that. I bet it is too. I've just I've shot a lot of stuff with him. It's a devastating impact. It dents the fuck out of a car. It breaks car windows out. It, it goes through mannequins. I don't know what it, it blew a piece of fruit up. It's a serious fucking. That'll be impact. the next after. And, the and just so you know, fight, it's not uh, beans in there. Like some of us from preschool maybe have some experience with actual bean bags, or maybe you've ever played that game uh, cornhole where you throw the be actual <laughs> bean bags. That is not what we're talking about. It's a uh, it's a pouch with full of lead shot, the same lead shot little BBs that are in shotgun shells, and it has a tail on it of cloth, and that tail acts as a stabilizer as it flies. And so you've got like a little pouch of heavy lead shot that's crushed together so tightly that it leaves imprints you know on the cloth and stuff and that is fucking hitting you it's it's keeping it from penetrating you but it's hitting you so goddamn hard hmm. so goddamn all right man so police responded to the scene oh i'm sorry i read that negotiators made contact with the woman inside the apartment who was able to exit with her child they were immediately transported away from the scene from the for their safety and to be interviewed. The third female, believed to be his girlfriend, remained inside. Mr. Dobbs was initially seen by officers crawling on the floor in front of a sliding glass door. He then came to the open slider twice, and both times police repeatedly directed him to come out and show his hands. Mr. Dobbs did not comply and walked back into the apartment. The third time he walked to the glass slider, Mr. Dobbs was given the same direction by officers, but kept his hand inside the lower front of his shirt. Before he could again walk toward the bedroom, where a woman maybe hostage was still inside, he was struck with two non-lethal rubber rounds to prevent him from retreating back inside the apartment. Those are worse. Okay. Those are worse than what I described. The rubber. So, so I'm <laughs> guessing here. I, I'm just guessing, but I, I, I have some experience with this too because, like at Shot Show, you go vendor to vendor, and everybody's always got these less lethal things. And I've been, I've been, I've sat through a bunch of pitches. Mm -hmm. They make these 37 and 40 millimeter launchers, um, and they come in a variety of like setups. But the coolest, of course, is the one that looks like if you remember Terminator 2. I know you don't, Taylor, because you're a moron. But Terminator 2, <laughs> when he fucking rolls up that in the Cyberdyne, he, and, and he's got the, the, the tear gas canister launcher that's like a revolver, and every time he shoots it, it shoots a 40 millimeter tear gas. It's that kind of launcher, but it's mm. shooting a rubber uh, projectile. I wish I had one of my grenade launchers down here, but 40 millimeter is about that big around, uh, like two and a half inches or so. It's a big thumper so that they shot this guy. It's a noob with. tube rubber round yeah it's a new right. tube rubber round so mr yeah. dobbs was struck in the torso and started to fall forward a second round was also intended for his torso hit him in the face as he was falling oh. to the ground the doctor who was part of the county's tactical response team was on scene and rendered immediate aid before mr dobbs was transported to the hospital in a consent search of residence officers located a small quantity of drugs. This is relevant because after interviewing all the parties involved, it was clear the people inside the apartment believed the drugs were the reason the police were at the resident. They were not aware of the alleged hostage situation. It was determined that this was a swatting incident. Investigators believed that Mr. Dobbs had been... believed that Mr. Dobbs who has been cooperative with the police, was targeted by an online gamer. This investigation has led detectives to work with the FDB, FBI and Interpol, as it appears the case may have ties to the UK. And then there's, there's more. And this part I thought was really relevant. This case is an example of why swatting is so serious and dangerous. Police respond to the scene for a hostage taker, and when they arrive, 
The situation appeared to corroborate specific factual details provided by the caller. When Mr. Dobbs repeatedly refused to come out, to the re- come out of the residence, it further raised questions of the officers that this could be a legitimately dangerous situation for the woman inside. This is the fourth swatting incident in Howard County in the last year. Each of the other cases was resolved without incident when the police made phone contact with the occupants who complied with the officer's request to exit the residence. In those cases, with the residents' cooperation, police were able to make immediately confirmation, immediate confirmation of the false report. Like all law enforcement agencies, we must take the threat of a hostage situation seriously and respond with the appropriate resources until the situation is resolved. The goal is always to protect the safety of those involved, victims, suspects, and officers. That's why our officers use non-lethal weapons whenever possible, given the circumstances. And then it just gives some status and safety tips. We can read that if you like. But when I read it initially, cops bust in, shoot the guy in the face, etc. I was like, oh my gosh, you know, one, these cops fucked up bad. Stop playing war. Two, uh, this guy's about to be rich. When you read the cop's statement, and I know how much of it I'm supposed to believe, I'm like, ah, they weren't completely unreasonable in this thing. You know, apparently if it's true that he ignored their first two requests to get out and then like on the third time was had his hand down at like the front third of his shirt. What is that? Right. And we see it all the time where these guys who don't want to show their hands or like grabbing at their waistband to keep their pants up. If my cock falls out, it will not keep my hands from being up here. If we're in a showdown, Right, mm-hmm. like like we've oh, seen. Yeah. I've seen enough Clint Eastwood movies to know that it takes just a twitch to make that guy fucking draw. Right, like he's waiting least. on you to yeah. act. He's waiting on this. He's waiting on any aggressive movement. You need to be like, hey, 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 just, just what what do you need from me? Like, like I'll upside down, cartwheels backwards, crawling. Like what is it? Because I'm I'm docile and compliant, motherfucker. <laughs> Big mistake here. Yeah, there's some yeah. Fuck the bitches in there. They're yours. Like, like why yeah, no, you no. But, but <laughs> you take them hostage. <laughs> They're yours. You want them? Yeah, I. Like you said, you know that. But I don't know what's true, right? Because it also yeah. doesn't seem reasonable that this guy suddenly went all gang. And he's an online Twitch streamer, right? It. it that's not to me. Sounds like he's confused. He was sleeping. He's an online Twitch streamer. And, and what, he ignored their requests twice? The women knew to get out. What what was going on in his he head got there? there? You know, like, what was the request? Did they identify themselves? What's, what, it, right. maybe he was, I mean, like, like, I don't want to disparage this guy at all. Maybe he's stoned and, like, asleep and stuff. And, like, they wake him up and there's noises. And he's, like, trying to see if it's even real or if Vitaly Z is in the bushes out there with a spotlight, you know, because he is a, an online guy. Like, he, maybe it's a prank, you know? Right. Maybe I'm being the, punked here. Like, the first time I was swatted, uh, I could have complied better. I didn't realize they were cops. When they identified yeah. themselves as cops, everything changed, you know? They, they would, like, put the weapon down with the police, and I did. Uh, but when I first saw men dressed in black hiding in bushes and trees in my yard... I didn't immediately just, go to the, yeah, went, uh, banditos, right? Like, I don't know, <laughs> but uh, I didn't think they were cops hiding in my yard. Like that. That's reasonable. You wouldn't anticipate it. Like when yeah, you think of someone getting not. swatted, you think of them walking up like a Roman phalanx where they're walking up with their shield <laughs> and, and they're all ready. Not like a couple of guys in the bushes, like 
peering the, at you. The me of Night today would be more hip to the SWAT possibility, right? You know, because like, especially if I just finished streaming or I was currently streaming, like, yeah, I, I get that. Every time the doorbell rings during a stream, I'm like, ah, oh, some asshole ordered a pizza. Honey, raise the yeah. white flag, quick. <laughs> right? <laughs> but uh, but back then, you know, like I, I, I wasn't the first guy to get SWATed or anything, but it certainly wasn't what it is now. And I didn't know. So anyway, this guy, I feel like, should have known. He just finished streaming. Both the girl, the two, I guess they said three women, but then it seemed like it was a mom and a daughter. One of them was a mom and a daughter yeah. and maybe, then a girlfriend. Maybe, right? maybe I zoned out on a bit of it. I thought that the report was he had three hostages, but in actuality, his girlfriend was in the room with him, and and that was that. And then there was a mom and a kid, and that, okay. that filled out the other three. And uh, right. But yeah, so the mom and the kid got out. It makes me think like, Everyone should be hip to the notion that there's a situation here. If he was hiding his weed. If it was, if he was actually like Could doing be. what they said, where he did that shitty thing where you walk out with your hand like ambiguously under your shirt near like where you'd keep a gun, then yeah, he probably deserved to get popped with one. And <laughs> the whole like going to the window over and over, I don't know how much of that to believe because I could totally picture the cops being like. Well, he came up, and then he didn't come out immediately, and so we blasted him, and someone's like, whoa, whoa, whoa. That was the third time he came up. No, it wasn't. <laughs> oh, yes, it was the third time that third happened. Was. Private Johnson already. You're, you're going places. You're going places, <laughs> sir. Sergeant like, Johnson. <laughs> yeah, Sergeant Johnson. Like, I could see that happening, but at the end of the day, it's like I don't, I don't understand the mentality of people who aren't more afraid of cops, where, like, so when scared. shit goes down, like, if, if cops came to my door and they were like, you've got, we know you've got black tar heroin in your bathtub right now, I'd be like, you're more than welcome to come in and check it out. And if I have any, I'm happy to share. Like, <laughs> <laughs> but, but just like, I, I would, my, my response would never be anything but unmitigated, like, cooperation. Because I, I would just have in my head the image of, like, my face on the news the next day and then myself on this show saying what a jackass he should have just fucking just <laughs> been yeah. been more but at I, the same time this is shitty like the whole I've, swatting thing you can't sweep that under the rug that this is incredibly dangerous i've been in like two or three scenarios where like i needed to hand a weapon over to a cop or an officer of some kind and they were nervous about it and they had their hand on their own gun and it was just like hey I'm here to give you my gun and make sure we're all on the same team. <laughs> this is for you. It's, it's like, you know, when you hand that, I, I hear stories. And, and of course, like there's that famous thing in, in Reservoir Dogs. Those cops are having that little talk in the bathroom. And he, he's talking about the situation of pulling a guy over. And the guy keeps reaching for the glove box. And like, I am anti that guy. I got pulled over by this female state patrol officer in Washington State one time. And she asked for my information and insurance and such. And I was like, it's in the glove box. It's in there with my handgun. I was like, is it okay if I reach in there with the handgun and get it? She's like, oh, I got one too. She's like, <laughs> she's like go, go for it. And I was like, but still, I went, I like maintained eye contact with her and was like, okay, we're going to sit this over here. Yeah, <laughs> I've you done the go, same thing. Thank so in, you. In North Carolina, you're not supposed to say, I have a gun, right? Apparently, that makes people nervous. What you're supposed yeah. to do is hand over your license and your concealed carry permit which is what I do, of course. And, uh, you know, the cop looks at it, you know, whatever, eyeballs it all sideways. And he's like, you got a gun on you? And I was like, it's in the truck. And he's like, where is it? My hand's on the wheel. Like, I'm going to point with my elbow. <laughs> you know, like, that's how I do it. And he should feel yeah. 
Like, like you know, he knows what the scoop is. I'm not reaching for a gun. That elbow point to me. Says, oh, it's right here. <laughs> yeah, it sends the message. Like, yeah, that shit's right here. And and he's like, all right, <laughs> now we know. And uh, yeah, and just cooperate. This guy, according to the police, <laughs> didn't cooperate. Yeah, but, but this but is the police cops statement. Might be lying on this guy. We've seen him do it before. When they kicked yeah. that guy in the street, uh, I guarantee the reports did not indicate that they kicked him in the street. They were like, oh, yeah, he put up a fight and he resisted and Officer Jones had to subdue him right. with advanced tactical techniques, <laughs> a.k.a. Yeah. giving him the boots. Right. We've <laughs> seen the police battle cry of stop resisting on tape a hundred times, not right? Resisting. Fuckers not, not resisting. resisting. Come on, Mike, to hell. It. Yeah, and they're just stop I resisting. Mean, it's, the, it's the blue battle cry, man. It, it, it. So when I, I read this thing, feeding the other day, because I, mm. I, I don't think I'd ever seen it as a fucking adult, because like I was seven or something when that shit happened, nine or ten or something, and I guess I'd seen clips of it over the years. You know, it's like, oh, it's it's been ten years since the Rodney King beating or whatever. But I watched the whole fucking thing. God damn, that's rough. Um, and I started reading into it, and I guess there was two sides to that story. He was high on something and like not obeying their commands, and but but instead of like. I don't know, pushing him over because he was high and like out of it. They just kept like whooping him. Like, they like, they beat him to the point that he was no longer capable of following commands. They did. Where well, it was like, until, you yeah. beat them until it's like, now stand up and get in the car. Oh, you're resisting by not standing up, you concussed asshole. Ah, three more reps for you. He like, had permanent brain damage, I think, want. right? Rodney King? Like, he was never the same guy He's again. dead now. Um, oh. I, was he very bright I, before I, that? I, think, I know he had he had lasting <laughs> injuries after that. And I remember no, reading but I, <laughs> him like wanting like everybody to, he, i think he said what did he say can't we all just get along or something like that you know but no i think he was like i think he had real brain damage you know i'm not talking about like trauma afterwards i yeah, remember that. like I, I slurred speech and like like no joke damage i don't know about that i, I know that that, that I white wrong? truck driver got pulled out in the la riots he he got some lasting effects remember that guy who got bricked dude uh, i remember he his died case. of a drug overdose did ronnie king die? Yeah. That's the trouble. Every time but, that I mean, if you get beaten to the head mm -hmm. a lot, like that can facilitate addiction problems, mental disease, like all sorts of things. So it's not like he was high when they pulled him over, you know, and he was fleeing arrest. But but what they I mean, I'm not defending the Rodney King beaters, although they did. They were innocent in the court of law. <laughs> Wait, were, oh yeah, they were, weren't they? Yeah, that's what caused the L.A. riot. I, mean, I forgot for oh. a second. Oh, uh, no, he drowned in a pool. The L.A. riots. Do you, do you remember when all those? I'm going to say Vietnamese, but I don't know, maybe Korean shopkeepers, um, yeah. you know, were out there like looking badass with mustaches, cigarettes and, and firearms. You know, the reason why they were being targeted the same like, within like three or four days of those cops being released on that thing, a, a, a female, I'm going to say Korean shopkeeper shot a black woman in the back of the head. Um, completely unjustifiably. Um, they, mm. There's like CC uh, footage of it. And basically what happens, this, there, there's a bit of an argument. The black girl has like some chips or something like that. They're arguing, disputing over the purchase of them. And in the end, she takes the chips and like throws them on the counter and like goes to storm out of the store. And the Korean lady like draws down on her and shoots her in the back of the head before she can take another step and just kills her right there. And that Korean lady got off scot-free. So that, that, that played into it as well. That was Jesus. How did she yeah. get off scot-free? I, 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 I don't know, um, but, but I know it happened. Oh, no, it, maybe it wasn't scot-free. It was something. It, she didn't do time. It was like some bullshit slap on the wrist or something like that. It was. I remember this is the same event where, like, you saw the Korean store owners up on the roof of their shops with, like, rifles because they're like, don't you fucking come in here and steal my shit. 
Like oh, that. this video of blasting and they're, they're like like it looks like something out of Walking Dead the way Rick would walk and start shooting with one hand, but it's a Korean shopkeeper with like a mustache and like some shorts on and he's just walking through a parking lot, bang, 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 and another guy's running up to a car with a rifle and you don't see they're shooting at. I, you know um, what? I'm I fine need- with business owners doing that in the in a riot. You know, go to get up on your roof, get a gun. Even not even like business owners. If you're the manager of a Best Buy, and you want to get up on top of that big yellow thing and protect your Best Buy. Maybe you just really like the food served at this place. You can get on top and protect it yourself. Maybe you're just a loyal customer. This Reginald Denny thing, the guy that with the brick. Someone else's (laughs) (laughs) This this Reginald Denny thing, I know I've talked about this before, but it blows my mind. So if you don't know, during the riots, there was a white guy, he was a truck driver, and he's driving through the riots. He wasn't hurting people, he wasn't running anyone over. They kind of surrounded the truck and he stopped. They pulled him out of the truck, presumably for being white. Uh, they beat him, and then this guy threw a brick at his head, hit him, and then started dancing around. And it was, you know, as savage as any of the things that provoked the the, the riot in the first place. Yeah. So the prosecutors got overzealous, and they charged this guy with attempted murder. Now the way it works, and Taylor might know more than this about this than me, but I think you can charge people with like six things and kind of let the jury decide, or you can do what this guy did and kind of twist the screws and be like, you either find him with attempted murder or you let him walk. And they let him walk. And the, the reasoning was this. They're like, attempted murder is when you try to kill a guy, right? This was actually like felony assault because they hit him with the brick and what saved his bacon was he started dancing. He did a celebratory dance. And they're like, it's not attempted murder because if he was trying to kill the guy, he wouldn't have started dancing. And I'm he'd have hit him again. He'd have hit him again. So he literally walked, uh, just like I guess everyone else. It makes else. fucking sense. It, if I walk up and shoot you in the foot, and then drop the gun and laugh and and run away, like it's not attempted murder, right? That would be felony assault murder. with a deadly weapon or something like that. But, I blew a toe off. Like uh, uh, what was that fucking movie? I think uh, Kyle's the Adventures right. of uh, Judge Roy Bean. Like I, I go Judge Roy Bean mode, and I blow your goddamn toe off. Like <laughs> felony assault with a deadly weapon. Yeah, I and if as that, long as they did something that I'll could be out facilitate in seven. your death. <laughs> yeah, What's yeah, that? I guess that no, yeah. no, no, never well, mind. If you actually died, in this case, the man didn't die. Right. Yeah, yeah, yeah and, and it didn't seem like he tried to kill. If he actually died, it might have been a homicide. Man, or, they, I mean, manslaughter, because he didn't intend for the man to die. It's, uh, yeah. it's probably manslaughter and some other shit, but we're talking about no, it. You know what? We really ought to get Clifford on this. Because manslaughter is unintentional. And he clearly intended to hit him with the brick. Hmm. Good, oh, good okay. point. And so it would like be like, it, so he wouldn't be, he, he, oh, unless, they, unless they went back to his apartment and found like string and push pins with like a brick <laughs> and then like question marks on the truck, <laughs> like then you couldn't say it was first Lots degree premeditated murder. practiced on and I think stuff. Mr. Like, Hutchinson yeah, is right in this regard. Uh, like, he's got a weight, he's got a workout <laughs> system that involves throwing bricks, like just, just one arm on a Bowflex all day and like videos of him doing it. Like then we know. He pioneered the kettlebell workout. Yeah. <laughs> just one though, just one. Just, just one the overhand out. right. It's the but overhand heave. Yeah. <laughs> that's fucked, man. The world is, is all fucked. messed up, right? Like, like, uh, like this this poor streaming kid getting shot in the face by some military uh, guys in black costumes in the night, and we have to wonder whose fault was it really? It's, yeah, it's clearly the person. You know who's most at fault is the person who called in this bullshit threat. 
That's yep. who's most at fault. Like the cops did some bad stuff potentially. This guy didn't handle it as well as he could, but well, none of it would have happened if that. You say that now, but, but we what don't about know the what the that British told him man to do did to get this right. We don't know what this the guy the British man who got shot. We don't know what he did to to bring no, no, about no, the, all the of American this. guy. Stop. Let me jump table. in. We do know stuff that another um, streamer, a competitor, or disliker of the of the victim told the British guy to do it, and I think supplied him with his details. Ah, so he's just envious. Well, that, well, that's not funny at all. I was going to suggest a scenario when, like, like, Taylor, what if he deleted your whole uh, uh, Magic the Gathering card collection? Just oh. deleted. Swatting I mean, time. <laughs> I would yeah. go straight to the brick. I, I, I wonder how guilty is the guy that told the guy to do it. You know, like, if Kyle tells me to murder his, his whatever, neighbor, uh... How guilty is Kyle for the murder I, I committed? I, I think it's going to come he's down complicit. to like if that guy, yeah, I, that I, guy's probably he's culpable Ivanka. in some way. I hope everybody <laughs> who did wrong pays, uh, pays for this, though, because it's such a horrible thing. The whole swatting thing, it's so reckless. You don't know what you're doing to them. That's the worst part about it to me is like if you threw a brick through the guy's window, we know the, the cost of that, right? Now he's got to buy a new window, ha-ha, mm -hmm. you know, and, but if you send a SWAT team, you might kill his whole family. You might kill women and children. His dogs might be killed. He might be killed. Strangers walking down the street might be killed. Who knows what? An officer might get killed. Yeah. Anyone that you're involving in this, their life is now at risk. And not just a little bit. Like, you're creating a Mexican standoff. You're creating that moment in the movies where the music drops down and everybody's fucking scared shitless you're creating that for another what if individual something, what if something Un actually happened that required a SWAT team right around then too yeah. like what, what if what if there's actually shit that needs to be done and you're just pissing away government dollars not even that you funded because you're british that calling in a fake fucking uh SWAT threat or whatever like it's there's so many ways for it to go wrong it's it's just mean-spirited and shitty like so there's no I, way for it to go well when i got swatted like i talked to the cops and the story they told me was you know, we cased your house for like 90 minutes. Uh, there was supposed to be a hostage situation. Somebody went up, went to the bathroom, went back to bed, and they're like, that's just not hostage behavior. Like, we kind of knew. Um, like, the whole, like, they, they pretended they knew all along that it was not real. And then they got it, they, they did a story on NPR about me and, uh, and that swatting incident. And I heard the same detective get interviewed by whatever that guy. And uh, um, he's like, you know, we were headed over there, and I was ready to kill someone. He's like, that's a weird feeling, because not every day at work, even as a policeman, do you think, well, I'm about to shoot somebody. But that was, you know, he was over there ready to kill me. Like, he was in his truck. They're all in the little paddy wagon thing. They parked it two blocks away so they could sneak up on the house. But I just picture him like, like a... Like a a bunch of soldiers in an AC-130 ready to jump out like paratroopers. They're all like, yeah. fuck, we're, we're about to do some shit here. Yeah, they're hyping right? themselves up to get ready. Oh, for yeah. It. yeah. Yeah. That's how they came to my house. Like, that, no joke. It's scary. You know, you know what they're else getting could, geared up like that scene at the beginning of Predator. It's fucking fucking Jesse Ventura's tiny little painless out the bag. <laughs> getting their fucking grenade launcher out. Like, it's a, it's, it's, it's a real shitty thing to do. What Real if the next time thing. those SWAT people get <coughs> sent to a house, it's another fake? And then the time after that, it's not a fake. 
but their guard's been brought down a little bit because, I mean, is there really a hostage situation in North Carolina? Be real. And then something fucking bad happens. Someone gets shot because they weren't as on point as they would have been if they weren't responding to ridiculous wild goose chases all over the place. Yeah, like, if you're wasting the North Carolina— All Car- around SWAT, nonsense. If you're wasting that North Carolinian SWAT team's time, I mean, they could be somewhere at a bathroom mm-hmm. keeping it safe, right? Gunning down any— pervert who might try to to to, to feign femininity to and try to see her piece yes. yeah. yeah that's that's really, what those that's what they're good that's really what that, that's what my idea was that i submitted to north carolina is just put one cop in every bathroom every woman's bathroom and only and install one urinal in every woman's room and you'll find out immediately <laughs> immediately who shouldn't be in there you're like, oh, uh, no, no, you thought you fooled me and he, he's gonna go oh you got me i thought i could throw a wig on and watch little girls pee and then, <laughs> and then uh, uh bamboozled again well, you know another idea would just be to put lots of cameras in all the women's bathrooms <laughs> you could see <laughs> after they pull their pants down what they got going on Yes, that, that's another reasonable way to handle These are two <laughs> reasonable <laughs> Penis detected. Penis detected. <laughs> <laughs> All right. Well, hey, it's our first topic. We've already got into uh, cameras and more. In bathrooms. Yeah. I mean, yeah. it was inevitable. That we <laughs> I found that. a... Uh, I found a new uh, subreddit, but I'm having a t- hard time remembering the name of it. It's it's uh, but the premise is it's all clips from movies, actual movies where they where it's non simulated sex. So it's like it, it's oh, all these. What does that mean? Like it's it, real sex. It's yeah. real sex in a like feature film. It's not a por- pornographic film, but there's real sex in it. And sometimes that means like you see a cock and a cum shot uh, in a regular film but sometimes it just means like oh yeah look real closely that like they're in i think it's monster's ball and like halle berry is writing billy bob thornton and if you look close you can see his cocks inside of her are you sure um, about that I'm one pretty so sure. i also know this subreddit and i also well, can't remember the name of course brown buddy and nine songs are submitted again and again and again to the point where you just unsubscribe I'm told. <laughs> I'm told. What is Brown Bunny and Nine? Because lo- what? What are those? So Nine Songs. I think it's called Nine Songs. Uh, it's pretty much just like a really well done porn. Um, the actors in it are like they say, like all oh, these are real actors. These aren't just porn stars. But I'd never heard of them before or since. But they did seem to act pretty well. And um, it's, it's, it covers the relationship of this man and a woman, and they have sex a lot. Uh, and then Brown Bunny, I, I forget what that movie's about, but it happens that the female lead and the male lead used to date. And there's a scene in there when she gives him a blowjob. And her take on it is basically like, like, I'm glad I did it like for artistic like purity. It made the scene that much better. And, you know, I had blown him like 300 times already, so it was just one more. And, you know, like, the only, the only difference is this time it was in a movie. So, yeah. but it's like, you look at it. I'm watching I, it right now. Yeah. Is it the Brown Bunny yeah. one? Yeah. It's called Unsim- Unsimulated. Unsimulated. Is the name of the Reddit. Ah, I, I think it's a different subreddit that I go to. There may be multiple subreddits mm. that cover this topic. It, it is not as niche as you might think. <laughs> it's not as niche as you <laughs> Yeah, they, I, they started, uh, <laughs> I, I saw that that scene from Requiem for a Dream where they go ass to ass was in there. And apparently that's real, but it's not Jennifer Jason Lee's ass that, mm. that they're using. But there is an actual double-ended dildo in actress one 
Jennifer's pussy, who's on the left, and actress two's pussy, who's on the right, who's supposed to be Jennifer Jason Lee, but is a body double who's apparently an escort. Once you start reading, I just go down a rabbit hole, and I ended up, all right, well, let's get to the bottom of this. And I finally <laughs> did. I even went to her inside the actor studio interview to like see her take on it. Um, uh, but but yeah, I, I found it pretty fascinating that the the you know that sometimes they really fuck. Yeah, that yeah. is interesting. Like, I'm do you think uh, that the guys in those scenes when they're like, "All right, brown bunny blowjob scene, take one," and then like right as soon as he comes, he says something that like ruins, ruins the shot, <laughs> where he's just like, "Oh, hot dog! What a great film this is gonna be!" <laughs> like, just some, something that's just like so out of character that they're like, "Cut! Fuck!" Can you can you take? Okay, we're gonna take thirty. Can you blow him again? I know, I know. It was once in the cop. I understand. I no, it was one shot scene in the contract, ma'am. Not one attempt. You can talk to your attorney if you'd like. <laughs> We've got Clitch Huff- Hutchinson on retainer here. He's a multimedia blowjob expert. A and- non <laughs> sex consultant. Yeah, yeah he's going to get through this. Uh- <laughs> <laughs> yeah, that would. Uh, that's what I would do if I was one of those actors. I'm watching the monsters ball scene right now. Are you looking at Billy Bob Thornton's balls? Is that what you mean to I'm say? I'm doing my best. Uh, Where is Monster? I don't see Monster Ball. Monster's Ball. Um, I've only seen it once, and I was younger, so maybe I don't remember the details. But Halle Berry's husband or loved one was in prison, and he might have died in prison. And Billy Bob Thornton is like a prison guard, and they develop some kind of a weird relationship, and then they fuck at one point in front of a couch on the floor, and it's pretty crazy sex. And the the thought is, the theory is that it's real sex, and I didn't research it as much as I did Jennifer Jason Lee because I'm not as big of a Halle Berry fan as I am a Jennifer Jason Lee fan. Uh, she's been nude a lot. She's, Jennifer Jason Lee is is, is, is is almost perfection. Real real sexy lady. Um, but yeah, it looks like they're really fucking. And and it was on that uh, subreddit. But I I, I don't, I don't sure. want this kind of sex in my feature films. No, honestly, it kind of takes me out of it. Like if I'm watching. they're trying to save a space station or some wonderful (laughs) world of of mystery and someone starts getting blown. Like at that point, it's like it pulls you out of the movie and it makes you also think that like, come on, man, you're on a space station. Oxygen's running out. Now's the time you want your dick sucked. Like be real. You would have waited till you got back on land. You'd be way too stressed out to to want that. Think what a mess that jizz is going to make in zero gravity, man. It's It's going to ruin your electronics. Gunk everything up. It gets in all the little places. Everything's sticky now. Yeah, that's not what you want at all. I, I don't know. I if, if I want to watch porn, I'll go watch porn. But it's if not I want to watch porn, though. Like, like if I were watching, this, this is porn. Not this always. Porn. Or it, that might be considered porn by you, but some of it, it runs the gambit, right? Some of it is like if you you've got to like enhance and brighten the whole thing and be like <laughs> oh yeah she's literally like there's one of them it's called like it's it's this lesbian uh movie it's like blue is in the title but there's a scene where they they're having lesbian sex and if you look closely yeah she's touching the other girl's pussy and it and she and the girl the other girl's not wearing one of those like pussy cover things there's no merkin involved and it's just like oh yeah i guess that's cool they're they're actually having sex right there she's fingering that chick's pussy um it 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 goes from like that to like there was one where it was like a French actress like finds out the day of that her co-star is that Rocco guy who's a porn star and they're gonna fuck for real and she's like fuck like she didn't even know so like it goes all the way to that and they just bang and it's just it's porn- I just it's don't like when I'm invested in like I don't know some wizard's progress in collecting the nine runes of chaos or, or something yeah. and he starts getting blown and then I start like then I'm thinking about sex I'm not thinking about 
the wizard's progress or or what they're doing on the boat or whatever the movie is you know it's just it's a it's a big heart i see that almost like a jump scare where they're like hey this movie isn't that great on its own what should we do well it is a horror movie can we drop a few jump scares oh yeah it'll like fool people into thinking it's scary perfect and two like oh this 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 movie isn't that great and it's nothing setting us apart like the actors suck you know no no name recognition well, I mean, she's just not famous enough to suck that guy's dick. You, you want to ask her? And be like, I mean, do you think she'll go for it? Yeah. Oh, maybe. That's uh, no no reason not to try. And so they do, and then that's like what the movie's known for instead of actually being good. You know, that's exactly what. It, whereas Brown there's known there's five hundred porn movies out there. There's a bunch of porn stars watching these films, going, "Oh, okay, okay, blowjob queen, there. Yeah. Go watch my fucking repertoire." Okay, Ms. Two Thirds a Dick. I'm not impressed. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> I, I bet they see that as super threatening. I would. Who, it's not implausible to think that maybe the porn industry has a vested interest in the MPAA, the Motion Picture uh, Association of America, and, and their uh, little clamp on censorship in, in major motion picture film. Because imagine if all of a sudden you could put a movie in the theaters with a little pussy penetration. You know, like, like okay, anal's the line, uh, vaginal penetration, that's fine, just no sodomy. Like, if that was the new rule... Imagine how much money Vivid loses. Imagine how much money the entire porn industry loses if if now so there's all like corruption. high production dollars. We need to drain the swamp to drain get the more. swamp. Yeah, <laughs> I would not want that would be the worst possible outcome for movies because all it would do is just like everything in the movies they go to the lowest common denominator of what will be popular. That's why every other movie is a serial superhero movie is because they they realize they make a lot of money. Fuck it, I don't care. You a, see a lot of money. For Ragnarok, I got pumped. I'm ready for it now. It I don't want to buy excellent. tickets to a movie and then realize halfway That's through I'm sitting in a pimped up, you know, trumped up porn movie. You know, like I, it, all if, I would do is cause. If I busted a load halfway through the next movie, I would stand and applaud. You would too. <laughs> if if he if he gets to that 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 uh that 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 uh that battle planet where he has to fight uh, the Hulk in that arena, if he gets there and they like throw some slave bitches to him that night, and there was like a three minute orgy of just Thor Thor sex, and they gave him like a Thor cock with CGI and like lightning bolts made of iron, is yeah. like. I'd be okay with that. Like, 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 you know, I mean, I haven't maybe seen a this montage, trailer. How long is it? A minute, three minutes, something like that. I think it's fucking Just, excellent. It, 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 so it, it reminds me a lot of Guardians of the Galaxy. They seem to be like having a lot of fun with it and it's really upbeat. Mm. The music is excellent. And they added Kate Blanchett as the new. I'd love to watch it. It does have some music in it, though. That's the sketchiest part because it can. Let's Do watch you, it. Can you, can you just hum the music as it goes? <laughs> uh, no, no, I can't. Check this thing out. Yeah, I, the, I, the last thing you want, if you actually think about it, is porn in your movies. Hmm. I'll tell you what. Force I don't. them to make that's a full. That's a tough that's, sell, Kat, Taylor, because I really think that most <laughs> movies would be improved with a little sex. Yeah, it's a little sex. Like, yeah. don't make it all sex, but maybe I don't you even get like it in Game of Thrones. Thrones. I liked um. Battle scene comes next. What was it called? It was a mini series. It was good for a while. The actor got cancer and it started to suck. It was like Gladiator. Ah, yeah, that's a great fucking show. That is called Gladiator Spartacus. Herc- Spartacus. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Spartacus. Oh, that- Tons of sex in it. Only Who's made it better. titties? Oh, I <laughs> only made it better. My entire life. I watched so much Xena so I could one day see them big titties. Mm-hmm. Oh, when I saw those titties, I thanked God and I don't even believe in him. It was 
It was a beautiful day. The rest of that week was better after we I saw Lucy We should all Lawless live in a city. world where we have fluffers getting us ready for sex with our significant See, others. Those, oh. okay, I remember that show, and it actually speaks volumes to the quality of those tits that I know exactly what you're talking about. <laughs> in that, it, I watched that show seven years ago, like when it first came out, and I still remember watching it, like seeing her naked and being like, this is pretty great, but then yeah. also getting frustrated because... All the show was was a constant build up to the next time Spartacus got to get in the ring and like who's he gonna be with? Well, who's his partner gonna be? Is he gonna have to fight Crixus, the guy that he's training with, who's really, really strong? And every time they wrote about twenty-eight minutes of content for a forty-two minute show or whatever it is, and then the rest is just slow walking slaves naked. And that's it. That's all that it is. They took what could have been a good show and packed more stuff into it, and they just were like, you know what? Well, People won't bitch. If people bitch about how much sex we have, and we'll just call them Puritans and say they don't get the show. Well, won't they just point out that we're clearly stretching content because we don't have enough story to get Spartacus to more fights? No, 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 no. Like, this is HBO. 30 minutes of content, 22 minutes of tits. Like, <laughs> I watched it to the end, that's, that series. That's a, that's a different quality. Don't, that. don't put that on Showtime. I mean, on HBO. They wouldn't okay. do that. <laughs> don't put that on HBO. <laughs> no, it was a good show, though, as far as the actual like fighting and the training and shit. The black guy who trains them all. Dude, it's a big great fan for of the first couple seasons. And then you start seeing through it. And you're well, like, oh, my God. Don Hodgkin's lymphoma or something. Yeah, after like he that. dies. He dies in like 14 months. But it was yeah, the rest of the characters mostly stuck around. And then he had a good replacement. And, and I'm just telling yeah, yeah. you, when you start getting into like season five and six on that thing and you watch him slow-mo fight, you're like, oh, why did I ever think this was interesting? You know, because it's like, all right, it's time to start battle. And then they're just like big slow motions where they pretend to do things. It's awful. That's all that it is in the end. You're right. You're it's, right. It where it just goes so like, bad. ready for the battle. And it goes. Ah! <laughs> yeah. And then it's like, and then it's like it misses. It's like, oh fuck! Like, <laughs> how, how, how yeah. long is this fight gonna be? Just like, cuts an apple in half. CGI like, blood I, spurts. Oh uh. uh, yeah, the CGI got got old toward the end. I like the first two seasons or so. Whenever the original Spartacus is out, and then they start doing that prequel season, it, things get real bad. Um, the prequel season was okay. It was okay, yeah. and my thought watching it was, I hope that after this prequel. The main guy has his health has returned to him and he can return to the show. You know, that was the hope. And then he dies and it's like, ah, I'm done with the show. And I watched maybe two episodes of the new replacement of him. And I know, you know, their whole battle once they've broken free of uh, being slaves and all. But I wasn't into it. He wasn't the I, original guy. I could recognize that it wasn't. And, this, you know, I, I probably enjoyed it through like at least three seasons, maybe just out of momentum. And then like seasons four, five and six were just uh, effort. You know, like, yeah, oh, I, I really, even, I want to know how it ends, so I will watch it like I don't think I watched six at all. But yeah. Like, yeah, I agree with you. I watched the first two, and I loved it. And then the third one, I wanted to like it a lot because the guy died of cancer, and I just wanted to keep watching it. You know, it was still that world. And yeah. then after that, it was like, I, I can't pretend anymore. In the last season, now it's the gladiators are on fight. the run, and they're in a really cold environment, and this cold environment is, like, their main problem, you know, trying to deal with it. Yet they still only wear underwear and capes. <laughs> <laughs> it's just they like they have no time to go get clothes or or wares or, or anything. Fashion just some or skins. kill a yeah, skin something. Oh no, underwear and capes because these guys worked out way too hard to wear warm clothing. You've if I had the body of most of those skated. guys, I would wear underwear in winter too. Mm. Yeah, they got so much mass. They they don't need clothes. 
How did we get here, though? We what happened before Lulu? <laughs> talking Lula, about sex Lula, and movies and how God, much. God, uh... Lucy Lawless's tits. We should circle right back around to that. Like, I, I just want to. I, I wanna... didn't think she was that great. I always thought she was like. Uh, it, to me, it's like, oh, Lucy Lawless is like the milf in this show, but all the slaves are the real attraction. Like, like they're they're the cream of the crop. Lucy Lawless was. She's great, but when you take an eight and surround her with tens. She looks like an eight. No, no. Lucy Lawless was like the matriarch of the bitches. Like there's that scene where Lucy Lawless is in the tub topless with her big fucking titties floating a little bit and her husband's banging this slave chick and 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 uh yep, and I she exactly. and, 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 and I, th- I think Lucy Lawless says something like have her ass. Like and I'm like, "Oh, wow." She told she told her husband to fuck the slave chick in the ass and like they're having a conversation while he and I'm just, "Ah, oh, this is the best thing ever." I did oh, like this is the that best thing ever because it was like it wasn't so much focused on the sex as much as it was focused on like Oh, this is like what Romans were like, like super uber millionaire Romans, like probably not true, but whatever. But I remember exactly what you're talking about, where she's sitting there in that big square tub and there's a bunch of very uh, displeased looking servants that that don't want to be naked. They don't want to be naked, but they're naked and they're (laughs) like serving grapes and doing their thing. And then the one who's sitting there giving a look that uh, of of when she's being penetrated of like like when you uh, inseminate a cow. Like, it's not, like, no interest at all, just chew and cud, just like, this is what I do, this is my life, after this I get to clean the clay pots, woohoo, like, like th- that kind of thing. And then when he tells him, and when, she, when his wife tells him, like, uh, Ateneatus, or whatever the fuck his name is, take her ass, and then she just has to sit there and be like, oh... Oh, this bitch, this bitch. <laughs> oh, I'm so sorry. I will not bring you warm wine again. You cunt. You don't have to do this. I'm so sorry. I, I, I'm sorry. I, I warmed it with my hand. I'll hold it by the stem. I told you I would. Just have him do me in the pussy. Like, just like, I, uh, and, and just like you, I watched it, and I'm like, is this at all close to what these old times were like, right? Did, Rome, did Romans really have, like, sex slaves? Were the wives okay with fucking the sex slaves in front of them? Sometimes the sex slaves were just a warm-up. Like, you know, all right, she's going to blow you like a fluffer, which is yeah, not yeah. even a real thing. But, like, was it a real thing back in these times? I have no idea. Uh, but based on Spartacus, the documentary, it, it, yeah, I, I read a bunch about Caligula. Apparently, he was he was in a lot of, in a lot of crazy stuff like that. But But I... The more I read about Caligula, the more I read that it's believed that it's possible that all the crazy stuff about him, like you know him naming his uh, horse to be like a priest or something like that, and uh, and some of the more crazy sexual stuff, uh, was some say that was like a smear campaign that was ran against him after his death mm. to like make him look like it because you know they they killed the guy and like and, and everything, but then. He did do some actual crazy stuff that's historically like <laughs> documentable. Like uh, there was this senator who said, like Caligula will be emperor. Uh, yes, he could do that just about as easily as he could ride his horse across the river. <laughs> and Caligula became emperor, and he built a bridge across that river and rode his horse across it. <laughs> like, like it was like a it, it, lots of stuff like that that he did. He only lived oh. to be twenty-eight. Yeah, Caligula. Isn't that crazy when you when you read? Or like you watch a show or something about someone in history times and it's like they did this. They fought in this battle. They forged the agreement of Tuscany or whatever the mm-hmm. hell. They did this and that. They were the first one to have their face printed on a uh, coin twice during their reign or whatever. And you look at it and it's like died at at 
at 26. No shit. <laughs> My God. Like, when did this guy start going? Like, it makes you feel like a real loser. But yeah. uh, I think it was because the but, life expectancy was so much lower, right? So, like, I've the heard that's, that's, uh, that's not true. What The reason for that is because huh? uh, infant mortality was so high and they that. just aggregate it. So, really, people were living, like, you, you would find, like, if you found someone who was rich or well-off or they had a good, comfortable life and they weren't slaving away, like, you'd find, like, a 70-something-year-old guy, 70-something-year-old, 80-something-year-old lady, you just would also have, like, oh, lots of babies died today, too. Let's oh, but you would out. definitely have a a lesser 70-year-old man in those times than you would yes. today. So I, like, I think like, the thing I talk is, to my you dad would about this. this time at 75 in Roman days, I would think. Yeah, my dad's, like, 62 or 63, and he was like, you know, I feel pretty good. You know, I'm, I'm still pretty strong. I can lift stuff. I, I never have any issue with anything. And, you know, my, my, my knees still work. He's like, I remember when I was younger, I thought of a 65-year-old man as, like, handicapped. He's like, but I don't feel handicapped. You know, I, I you yeah. do stuff. I, I remember our, in history, like our teacher was saying, this is like Revolutionary War time. They're like, average guy lived to be like 44. And if that was true, it was because of all the dead babies. Yeah. You know, once okay. you make it to if, three, um, you'll probably make it to 50. Wartime stats are a little different because obviously it's like oh, one demographic yeah, going yeah. to war, young men. And so it like really skews that. Because like in Russia after World War II, like they lost like something like 20% of their young males to the war. Like it, I don't know the actual percentage, like the, the number of in the millions, cause it is in the millions. Like they, they lost so many people that there was a problem for decades of not enough males in Russia for how many women there were. Cause yeah, they just, I read they that recently. there weren't enough people. Yeah. I read like that the recently. opposite of China's yeah. problem. I, I was some guy, I think it was on Reddit. So it's guaranteed to be true. And he was, he was talking about how the harem system in like some Middle East countries where men marry like five or six women, he's like, this totally fucks over men. You'd think it would fuck over women, but he's like, 80% of the women are fucking 20% of the men, and the rest of us are out in the cold. And it was like, damn, I hadn't thought of it in those terms. Like, it would really suck if one guy could pick up like four or five women on yeah. average. Yeah, that that's would, evolution. I never that's thought like about that, right? This is Negan in practice. Like, mm. like the, the alpha male in, 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 in the wildlife almost always collects a herd of females. I mean, there's plenty of animals who, pit, who are monogamous, right? Um, there are birds who do that. Penguins, I think penguins are one of them. Um, or, or I think condor, a lot of raptors uh, act that way. Um, and, and they practice monogamy. You know, one, one part of it, that's it. The dinosaur? Uh, birds of prey. Oh. That's what the word means. That, that, really? And, so like yeah. falcons, eagles, hawks. I literally thought yeah. raptor just meant the dinosaur from Jurassic Park. It nope, does, but, you know. but the word raptor means bird of prey. It, mm. um, Sam Neill explains that in the first Jurassic Park. He's like, well, it actually means bird of prey. And because he's talking about the evolution of the, the dinosaurs into the modern day birds. And because and, and, especially back then, I think that was new science. Yeah, that was breaking edge. Like, they still didn't know the feathers thing. Thank yeah. God, because that would have ruined the film. If they, I still imagine dinosaurs as not having I, feathers. I don't care if it's not realistic. They will never have feathers in my head. Have I would you, like oh, to see I, them like, reimagined. Have you seen the new Little Dicky video? I still no, need it's to watch good. it. Oh, it's so fucking... It's called Pillow Talk. Um, and it starts off with, like, a pretty, like, dirty sex scene with, like, the chick's butt all in your face and his butt all in your face and him fucking her. And then, and then the sex stops, and they just start having, like, uh, they start rapping back and forth with, with pillow talk. And they get into this conversation where, they, where she's religious, 
and but doesn't believe in aliens. And he's like, he's like, what? You don't fuck with aliens? And she's just like, I just, I just, and they go back and forth. it's fucking hilarious. It's really good. I like Little Dicky a lot. Yeah, I think all his songs are pretty funny, or all the ones I've heard. Those funny. videos are great. It, like like that. It's like a 10, 11 minute video. Yeah. Like, it's like a. I watched short. the whole thing. I, I was laughing my ass off. Like like it. It, it genuinely is like his best video yet. And that's saying something because this shit's good. I, yeah, I like Big Wax, man. And he's been on the show. Or is it Big T? Who's the guy we've had on that has that Rosanna single? Big Wax. Big Wax, right? right? Wax. Wax and Herbal Tea. So I wax think, and Iced Tea. Nope. I think wax it's and Wax herbal and tea. Herbal Tea. Yeah, and, and he has a song no, called Rosanna yeah. that's amazing. I've watched it like... Oh yeah, I know that times. Yeah, because yeah. she's about a very hot videos. sexy lady. Yeah, chick's really sexy. Yeah, she's she's a dime. Chicken, this little dicky uh, video is fucking hot. Uh, she looks really nice. She's like yeah. a redhead, uh, like in a in a thong uh, the whole time. Do you want to um, do an ad and then a new topic? Yeah, I'll uh, I'll do smart mouth. <clears throat> this episode of PK is brought to you by Smart Mouth. Bad breath is an embarrassing problem faced by the majority of people on a daily basis. It's caused by naturally occurring oral bacteria consuming protein particles and releasing foul-smelling volatile sulfur compounds. Masking the smell with gum or mint juice-style mouthwash can actually make your breath worse, since it can provide a new food source for oral bacteria to produce sulfur gases. To solve a real problem, you need real science. That's why every bottle of Smart Mouth actually contains two different liquids, a green zinc activator and a clear oxidizer. The oxidizer instantly eliminates exi existing bad breath while the activator releases billions of zinc ions that naturally bond to bacteria in your mouth. The bonded zinc ions prevent bacteria from eating protein and producing those sulfur gases, keeping bad breath away for 12 hours. Go to smartmouth.com and read about the science and how it's able to deliver such an incredible result. Visit smartmouth.com by clicking the link in the description and use coupon code PAINKILLER for free shipping. Once again, that's smartmouth.com, coupon code PAINKILLER for free shipping or Pick it up at Walmart, Walgreens, CVS, Target, Amazon, or your favorite store. Check them out. Promo you, code you won't regret it. You know you're curious. Check it I out. Need a new we've been, we've been talking about know. sex. We've been talking about sex for like the last hour, as we are oft to do <laughs> on this show. And if you want to get laid, this is a great product for you. Because you're not going to with nasty breath. No one likes it. And nobody will even tell you when it's happening, at least most of the time. They'll just go to their friends and go... Hey, you're talking to that cute guy? Yeah, but he smells like an asshole. Oh, gross. <laughs> like, and then you're, we were, you were one bottle of Smart Mouth away from, from getting laid. Don't cheat yourself. I'm going to order some Smart Mouth. I'm all out. Uh, I ran out a little while ago, and uh, I don't like it because my breath definitely smells bad right now. I just drank three cups of coffee. I can taste my breath. It's disgusting. Don't think yes, you're impervious to coffee breath. Um, new topic? Uh, yeah, or I can squeeze another ad in here. Do you want to do the uh, the Dell thing, and then that okay. way Anthony's not around to mess it up, potentially? <laughs> Roger that. <laughs> I'm ready. <clears throat> Dell Gaming creates machines to make every experience more intense and real. From powerful Dell Gaming PCs with Intel Core processors to the ultimate Alienware VR-ready experience, there's a PC designed to bring your best game at every level. Because the best feature of a gaming machine is the power to make you forget it's even there. Don't just play, game. Visit Dell.com slash gaming to learn more. That's Dell.com slash gaming. Yeah! <laughs> I, uh, I, I like Dell computers. They work great. Uh, Love them. Love them. Love Dell computers. Check them out. Dell.com slash gaming. Good stuff. Uh, um, do you want to talk about the UFC stuff? Um, hmm, the uh, maybe have... that 
the slow mo for that. Yeah, I. So maybe you should lay the case out. But but my question to you is, mm. isn't I'm not sure. I am. I have it in my head that I've seen this happen before. That when an, when someone is struck by an illegal blow, if they are unable to continue, they get the win. Have I seen that before? Am I imagining that? Like if, uh, if you that's illegal actually John elbow. Jones's only loss is from an illegal elbow. Exactly. Yeah. That's exactly it was it was the twelve to six elbow mm-hmm. and they gave him the loss. Now that, in my opinion, is exactly what Chris Wyden was attempting to to to, to do here. Mm-hmm. Um he, he he thought, oh, and the ref even tells him, Whoa, illegal knee. You've got five minutes to recover. But in the back of his head, and what's not said is if you can't, you win. And so he says, Then I can't. Yeah, and then they go over and look at a. Uh, a Did you know he didn't know what day it was? He claimed he didn't know what day it was. I heard the, the audio, time. and uh, the, the doc or the ref—I forget who it was—you know said he doesn't know what day it is. And his corner is like he never knows what day it is. That means nothing. And uh, but you know, it, look, the answer is Saturday. This is a date that he's had burned in his mind for months. Yep. Healthy Weidman knows he what day it is. Saturdays, right? Yeah, he only fights Does he ever fight on a day that's not Saturday? Not in years, right? So, <laughs> so either he's gaming or he didn't know what day it was. One of gaming. those two things. He's gaming. Let, let me finish my little thought here. I think... What does uh, gaming mean? So here's what happened. Uh, um, Chris Weidman uh, got kneed in the head. It's illegal if he has both hands on the mat simultaneously uh, supporting some weight is what some guys say. Um, some guys say it needs to be the palms that need to be on the ground for for you not to be able to knee that man in the head. So if he's bent over and you've got him in like a choke or something, if he can put two hands on the ground, you cannot knee him in the head. It used to be, and this rule just changed, that one hand on the ground was enough. And so in these clinch scenarios, a guy would just put his fingertips on the ground and say, ha, I'm safe. Like in baseball, when you put your, your foot on first. It's not that the guy can't there, push you right off first. It's that you're there. I want to add something to that. So Kyle's right. People used to just sort of tap the ground and like be safe, unsafe, safe, unsafe. So almost like bait you into trying it. The other you thing, though. What, what position are they in? Like, like someone's on top see, of you and you're like, you just reach back and go like that. The same position you had me in when we rolled years ago. Kind of a front headlock thing. Oh, yeah. Yeah, yeah. yeah. So, the, so the guy would put one hand on the ground so that you couldn't knee. The thing is, when it was one hand on the ground meant you were down, he was also able to protect himself with the other hand. And they felt like what was going on there was unfair, so they changed the rule. Now it's two hands on the ground. And if I'm right, and I, I think I'm on target with this, it's either two palm, uh, it has to be a palm or a fist. They're both the same. It's not fingertips. So that's, no, that's notable. Palm or fist, fingertips is not a hand on the ground. And uh, it has to be two. So now a fighter is forced to choose to either protect himself with his hands, you know, like this, or to protect himself with the rules and, you know, make a ref stop him from kneeing you. And yeah. it looked like Weidman was doing the latter. Like he was trying to prevent the ref from, he was trying to get the ref and the rules to prevent him from being kneed instead of. He's trying to touch him. first base, make himself safe in that position uh, and not catch the knee. Um, what happens is he throws a knee um, at a time when Two knees. he throws some knees, hits a guy in the fucking head, and uh, the ref says, whoa, illegal blow. You, sir, Chris Weidman, have five minutes to recover, but what's not said is if you can't, you win. Um, and so he has that in his head, and he's like, I can't fucking continue. Is, what's it, a Saturday, Tuesday, Monday? What year is it? 
I'm glad Hillary won. You know, he's he's just like he wants this <laughs> Wait, to be so the if, end of the match because it minutes, wasn't going well for him. So after mm. five minutes, if he's like, man, I just I can't keep fighting. Uh, my head, I think I have a concussion or something. Yeah. They go, okay, fight's called. You win, you win. because that was an illegal knee, and it Correct. forced you to. Not, oh, what? A, oh, that's shitty. But here's what happened. And yeah, how do you know if he's faking? You don't. Well, you don't. And, and and this is how, as Woody said earlier, that's how John Jones has his only loss. He threw an elbow that went from twelve o'clock to six o'clock straight down, which is illegal. The guy feigned like he'd just been brained, but with a like a, a cudgelers or whatever the fuck. And like, like, oh, back I can't keep going. Like he was yeah, kind of. I mean, he did take a blow. It was John Jones elbowing the man in the skull. But I just think he could have continued if he'd really wanted to. So what happened here with this uh, Weidman fight was while he's laying there pretending to be just brained like a soccer player they go over and look at the instant replay which you are not allowed to do in the state of new york i've heard it's both on to, that i've heard you can and you can't but carry on daniel white said you're not you, you can't um that, and, and bad and, source and, but i hear you i heard it from multiple sources i mm -hmm. but 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 let's just say you can't because i say so okay <laughs> they, mm -hmm. they they go over they look at the instant replay and then they come back in and say actually that was a legal that was a legal knee and like you just explained and proved to us with your act and your inability to remember what day it is, you cannot continue. You cannot continue because of a legal blow. That guy wins. You lose. So that's what happened. Um, nobody is exactly innocent in all of this. Except so that's what ended up happening in the end. Yeah, Whiteman lost. So New York so says that they correctly used instant replay. The New York State Athletic Commission has come out. It's, it's found like... A, 70 sources on it like something outrageous okay. so apparently so joe rogan said in the pay-per-view that it wasn't legal so everyone assumed that that joe would be right on that but i think joe rogan made a mistake uh, i actually have the um the knees that i could show everybody I, I looked at one that you linked there oh that is it yeah you have to scroll down uh to the second like image there i'm going to show it to everybody mm -hmm. and um it clearly yeah. shows that he was hitting the head and his fingertips were still down. Like at yeah. the, the very last frame shows the head getting jarred and the fingers still on the ground. The thing is, it, at least to my perception, he has one, I'll call it a fist, and the other, I'm calling it fingertips. Like that's not a yeah. fist or a palm. Now, Did if you hear you look, what Big John McCarthy <clears throat> said about all this and how he calls that scenario? No, but let me he just... Says that, go ahead. Musasi, if, 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 while people are watching this, Musasi's pulling him up. He has a, a fist and a palm down, in my opinion, and then he lifts him and knees him. So he has fist and fingers. Like Musasi brought it to a legal knee, which I guess is legal, but that's that's yeah. how I see. Get it. up here so I can hit you. <laughs> so what was Big John saying? Uh, he said that uh, he wanted to see if the hands were supporting weight. That that was what was relevant. That 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 he doesn't care if, if you're in a position where you're just touching the mat to like make yourself safe. He doesn't care if it's palms or knuckles or elbows. Like. It, that it, you need to be supporting weight. It needs to be. You need to have a reason for having your hands down there. You know, you can't just safe yourself. Was was what he said. Hmm. To me, like it, this is just Woody talking. I think he was supporting weight until Musasi lifted him. I think that's legal then if he did that. Yeah, that's the way I see. It's a really big fight. This guy Weidman was the champ, and he lost two in a row against two monsters. And in both cases, he was. He was winning. Like, he was beating – he was turning everything around against Rockhold. In my opinion, he was starting to win. And then I don't know if he gassed or this, he did the spinning wheel kick thing. 
Rockhold laughed it off and started beating the dickens out of him. And everyone's like, if he didn't throw that kick, oh, my God, he was doing great. Yoel Romero beats this guy for two and a half rounds. Uh, with half a round left, Weidman goes for a takedown. Yoel, like, sees it coming, knees him in the head. Just the, now, all of a sudden, his, his brain is mush. This one, Weidman wins the first round. And then Musasi, I, I feel like, was winning the second round. You know, things were starting to go his way. And then this knee happens. And as Kyle laid out, we don't really know what's going on between his ears. Whether he was just like, I'll take the, you know, the disqualification win. Or whether he was dazed. or Now he's saying he, he wished he could have kept fighting. He didn't mm. get what he wanted. Yeah, of course he didn't. But he took that <laughs> risk when he... Uh when he uh, feigned injury like that. Like, I, if he'd stood up and been like, I, I can fight, I can fight, I can fight. Uh, yeah. Saturday, let's go. <coughs> fight. Like, then you're still giving yourself an opportunity. I love Weidman. Always- I'm a Weidman fanboy. But he should have channeled his inner Lozon, right? When Lozon had that cut on his forehead, and he's just dripping everywhere. The, the mat was so covered with Joe's blood they mailed it to him afterwards. They're like, here, Joe, here's a souvenir from like the bloodiest fight in UFC history. He's got it at his gym. When the docs were like, hey, you know, how you doing? Joe is like, I'm doing fucking great. Let me at him. You know, I'm going to murder this guy. And the doc is like, go get him. He's right there. Right? Wyman, on the other hand, I don't know what day it is. I'm not feeling my best. And you really take a chance when you're trying to win by means other than fighting. And that's what yep. Weidman was doing. Musasi's trying to fight this guy. Weidman's trying to play games, and he lost. And I, this is yeah. coming from a Weidman fanboy. Uh, if you, you know? knock that guy out, you win. Well, unless you're Anderson Silva. But most of the time, <laughs> if you knock that guy, <laughs> I agree. With I that hate decision. Michael Bisping. I really hope GSP beats him up. I, I want won't. to like him. He just seems like a cunt. He just seems like a cunt. It's not that he goes and says ridiculous <laughs> things that aren't true necessarily, or that he. He like is is poking people in the eyes. Well, he pokes them in the eye literally, but he doesn't uh, metaphorically poke people in the eyes at random. Like, like in I prefer to be I metaphorically just, poked in the <laughs> eyes. Right? He, he does his literally. Um, but but I just find him to be a douchebag. He just comes off like like such a dislikable person. I don't, think I don't of like him. As an him. Eye poker. Michael Bisbing. Yeah. Yeah. Does he poke eyes? I don't think I could be wrong. I think he does, but I can't mm. remember the particular fight. I'm remembering him fighting a white guy and poking him in the eye. Right? There are tons of examples of Bisping being a cunt, but that's kind of what I like about him. He's a yeah. Oh, he's the guy with the fucked up eye now. Yes. <laughs> yeah. yeah. Okay. He, yeah. Uh, he's always got one eye on the prize, this guy. At most. I wouldn't say that if he were here. No. <laughs> Not even Actually, if he were on, no, no. Show, if he were on the call, I might. Oh, yeah. Okay. Dude, I think if, he uh, would roll with the punches. <laughs> he's clever like i don't know if you guys had the same experience but whenever a british guy would talk trash in a call of duty lobby i would just know that i was outgunned never fucking talk trash with a british guy in a call of duty lobby i've the- heard you say this before and i totally disagree really totally disagree because there huh. are a lot of british people out there at least the kind who talk shit on xbox who who try and get by on the fact that they're british and so every one of their insults is fat american and keep in mind this is dated because the last time i spoke to random <laughs> people on xbox live was 2008 maybe <laughs> yeah, like right. I, just, I just i don't do it so, so it's been about a decade so the, <laughs> the, the, the british people of a decade ago on xbox live it was just the same shit like kyle can you back me up a little bit like it was just fat 
and stupid and that you would say they had bad teeth or yep. something if you wanted to take the sure. lazy route. Yeah, but yeah. Uh, no, I, could I would usually you, you brag about my sex life. You know, they would come up with something <laughs> and I'd be like, I had sex earlier today and you and, and true or not, uh, it does well in Call of Duty lobbies. Did you <laughs> ever uh, did you have to like hedge it a little bit where they're like, you're probably an adult with a wife and you're like, no. <laughs> no, it's my, it's my uh, girlfriend, and I, I don't have a job. I haven't been a sysadmin at Cisco for 12 years. That's ridiculous. <laughs> I remember we used to get DDoSed a lot. I think it might have been true that day, but yeah, they were just they were DDoSing me, and I was angry, and I was like, and I want you to know this, and I'm telling you this is the goddamn truth. I've had sex today, and you haven't, and, and uh, it went down in infamy. People liked it. <laughs> it was really rare that I, I got in like trash talking spats with random people on Xbox Live because if someone bothered me I just muted them and and didn't really think about it you know like yeah it, we try I try to mute people or stay in a private chat like like toward it wasn't long into my Xbox career that we just stayed in a private chat because we played Surge and Destroy and the private chat didn't go away when you mm. were dead, right? You could right. still talk to your friend or you could press Y, rotate the camera 180 degrees and watch your buddy's back. You'd be like, oh, he's behind you! And then, you know, your buddy yeah. turns around and kills the guy and it would be impossible for him to ever kill. It's, it's a lot of fun to play that way. I talk um, some trash. People would pick on me. I don't know if it's because, like, I don't know why. Maybe it was my gamer tag. Maybe they started to know me because of the YouTube thing. But like early on, my gamer tag was Matt Woodworth, and that would just get noticed a lot because people don't use their name. Uh, and early on, I wasn't good. And then like then I don't know I don't like it got to be where I was better, but mostly I rolled with killers, and that was always fun because I could talk trash, and we would be virtually guaranteed to win the game. It was very uncommon. We probably won a hundred to one. Like like it would, we just win all night. And uh, so then I could talk trash. And then it got to be, like, especially towards the end, like, you know, if I would just put on a good gun or something, I could usually lead a lobby. And I could talk My, trash. I remember, that. like, when, we, when I first started playing with you guys on Modern Warfare 2, I think, and it was you two and Wings and a couple other people, maybe Socrates or whatever. And every, like, if you looked at my win-loss ratio in that, like not playing with you guys just overall it was probably like 0.19 or something <laughs> bananas because like if i died in the beginning of a game like it was almost like an impulse to just like start up a like but like never nope did I'm, that. I'm done I, I did that constantly and so i would have to catch myself when i played with you guys like anytime yeah. i die in a stupid way i'd hit like start up uh nope nope <laughs> everybody do does that so many of us would because there'd be so many situations where like somebody'd be like uh you're going to have to pick me back up i uh I reflex rage quitted. <laughs> like, 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 I forgot I was with you guys. <laughs> I, I never I did upset. that. <laughs> I, I don't rage quit. I finished the game. I had plenty of comebacks. You know, I, that was the thing, too. I used to be envious. People would get higher scores, but they didn't play the objective, and they quit every game that didn't go their way. And I'm like, man... You know, and I don't know why I put these handcuffs on myself. If you played by my self-imposed rules, you'd be terrible. It, not terrible, <laughs> but they wouldn't. Like the gap would be closed. Like, yeah, if it, it, Kyle's nailed it. You know, if you I would, played the way I wished you to play. Uh, yeah, I would handcuff myself, finish every game. You know, I, we'd be down like domination, 198 to 100. I'm still in there trying to triple cap. You know, and uh, you know that it's like, oh man, this game was. I'm really struggling right now. Oh, I see. We're playing six to four because two fuckers quit on me, but I never do that to them. I am the ultimate, you know, I'm the guy you want on your team. For like, uh, you know, if you were on like, um, oh, f pipeline and you jump on B 
This is COD 4, but you get the point. You jump on B in Pipeline right off the start, and someone sits behind those barrels to the right of you, and then right as it's a, a, a sliver away from doing it, they jump in and get the points and then run off. Mm. Like, I always wished that there was a way to, like, just announce to everyone, like, oh, 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 Sneaky Salmon 69, he just jumped in. He didn't actually cap it, guys. He didn't actually cap it. He's a pretend <laughs> player. He's not actually going for the objective. He's, he's a ruseman. Like, I didn't like that. I always thought but, about uh, that. Like, what would be the right way? Like, should you get half a um, kill streak? Should you get half the points? Should the points be proportional? Because I should definitely get full points. It just bothered me a little bit, but <laughs> yeah. I took advantage of it every time possible when I saw, you know, Squirrely Man XXX <laughs> capturing it, and I jumped on at the last second. So See, I didn't jump on at the last millisecond, Like, but I, if you had, like, a quarter to go, I'd put myself at risk and, and you know, help you get it. And you'd probably, I mean... If it's a quarter, you're probably grateful that I sped it up. You know, I did how my about part. This? How about this? It, how quarter, about definitely. if, like, uh, what What if you made capturing a flag a cumulative thing? Like, you hop on a flag and you mm. start earning points immediately, and they're rapidly accruing like a stopwatch. And if you capture it fully, like, from start to beginning all by yourself, you get a 100 points, right? Uh, yeah. Like, 100, which equals a kill. But if you're Sneaky Pete, who jumps on at the last second, you get 20 points out of 100. Like, like let, let's... Just for easy math, it takes five seconds to capture the whole flag, so every second is 20 points. So if he only jumps on for a, for one second, he only gets 20 points. 1.5 seconds, 30, 30 points. points, and just keep going. Perfect. That makes sense. I like it. That's a good idea. Let's let's get someone on the line. <laughs> Do any of us play Call of Duty anymore first? No, but I know some people. I can call either 402 or, um, or JD2020, and I'm sure they'll ah, get that implemented. A couple of ex-employees. <laughs> ex-employees I haven't been watching for quite some time. <laughs> yeah, yeah. I, I know um, Dave Vondahar. That should count for something, yeah. I guess. He could, a good word he could help. He'd be the Mayhaps. guy. I, um, I wonder, like, so... What is it? It's April, and the interest in the next Call of Duty should just start to be happening, right? Like, yeah. first trailers should be coming out now. I feel like COD is so done that, like, th there isn't any interest. There, yeah, I can't tell if it's done or if it's just me not mm -hmm. being interested in it at all and not paying attention. Because, honestly, like, I didn't follow it close enough that I watched all the trailers as soon as they were available even for like Black Ops, Black Ops 2. But I just don't hear anything about Call of Duty anymore. I heard. Oh. Forget... We lost them both. Because I, I like that. I like the historical aspect of the game. You know, basically cosplaying your way in a virtual reality to like going to Omaha Beach or, or you know, liberating France or whatever you're doing. Uh, so I like that. And I like what, the historical weapons. The, the... I heard that, it, that World War II in the next Call of Duty or, hmm. or something of that like. That's what I heard, yeah. But I don't Who's have any like next one? Sledgehammer. Oh, no. Hmm. Uh, I don't know. I, I'll have an interest in it. I feel like I bought one or two games I didn't play, and I'm like, am I gonna do that a third time? No, nope. I'm not gonna buy the next one. Uh, I bought this last one so I could get zombies, and then I never played it because I played COD Four. Um, and if I'm gonna get back on, I'll play COD Four again. I have literally, I really stuck to my word uh, this time around. Like, I, I, I'm not sure what the new Call of Duty is called, the most recent one, but it's the one who they came with COD Four as a, yeah, know, a little add-on. I still have an uh, two games, one. three games maybe in that, uh, and I only did it so I could play zombies. Like I said, and I played a little bit of multiplayer, and then went right back to COD Remastered. Yeah, I think I played I like. four. I'm like in the middle of my fourth Prestige or yeah. third Prestige on uh, Remastered. 
and I haven't played in months now, but Same. I still haven't installed the game that came with it, the new Call of Duty, because I just I had no interest in it. Like even zombies, I was like, if I, I were to play right now, I probably won't end up playing that much. Black Ops Two, that's the one that I. Th- so I don't know the current ones, but Black Ops Two to me was the best COD ever made. I like the balance. I like the way it played. I like the smaller, tighter maps. I it I, I felt like, like the way it played before they nerfed the kill streaks. I could succeed rushing in Black Ops Two. Whereas like Black Ops One, for example, I felt like I was always like there's always some pasture for the baby buffalo to run across and it's a pain in the ass. It was at AK seventy four U just <laughs> so sweet. And I remember before they nerfed the chopper gunner that uh, what they did, yeah. I think, I think they added a period of invulnerability. Um, yeah. But that was back in Modern Warfare 2 is, is how they fixed it. I think the way they fixed it in Black Ops was they didn't put the red right. player indicator on the enemy soldiers uh, for like three seconds, which gives you time to spawn and then relocate, run into a building or something. I, can, I just remember them spawning behind that trailer. And in the good old days, it, it was like... And, and it... it that, that, that hit marker noise that it makes as you're just rapidly hitting like six guys with splatter spray and stuff. And that was a really satisfying, best moment of the night kind of thing that would happen. And then they took that away, and the game was just less fun for me, like on the whole. Mm. I, yeah. I like Black Ops 2. That to me was the when I play When I play Solitaire, it's all about that moment when the cars go... When I play Magic the Gathering, it's depending on the deck I'm using, it's all about me playing my like combo or my ultimate or whatever it is. It's about building to a point and then knockout blow. Like like you know, it's that ha ha yeah. playing that big card that like, they don't see coming and just wipes the board or like crushes them, whatever it does. And in the same regard, in Call, in Call of Duty, it was all about let's work, let's scrimp, let's save, let's get a chopper gunner. And then let's mow people down because that's what it's all about. Like I don't care about capturing flags. I don't care about getting a single kill and a double kill. I don't care about quick scopes. I want a chopper gunner, and I want to control the 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 this the pace of this entire game because that's what happens. You know, when you call in a chopper yeah. gunner back in the day, it was like Kyle's running the game now. Yeah. Everybody <laughs> else can literally sit their controllers down that that's on my team because I have them spawn trapped. Now they're spawning over there. Now they're spawn trapped there. I can just point to their spawn points from up there like, God, you know, you don't need a team. But then they took all that away. I don't know. I love big, powerful kill streaks that are attainable. Yeah, I liked uh, how easy it was to get to that chopper gunner in Modern Warfare 2 with the Harrier strike. Because, like, it was almost a guarantee first. that you would get. Like, at first, yes, before they changed it. Because at first well, I used to run Harrier, Pavlo, and then uh, chopper gunner. Because it was so easy to get to seven. I used to run that Predator missile, and then the Harrier, and then the Chopper Gunner, and then I switched to Pavlo. But at first, the Harrier was a monster because people didn't shoot down choppers in COD 4. Uh, I did because I have these self-imposed rules where I'm a very good teammate, but other people just fucking ignore the chopper and stay inside and let someone else deal with it. They go to Modern Warfare 2 with the same philosophy, and the Harrier would just take people out left and right. You get in a few months in that game, and the Harry is not worth much more than the airstrike. You know, John, people, yeah, yeah, it's people. just hit. And mm-hmm. you saw people like Excal, who, like, I don't know how many uh, Harriers you guys got at night, but none of us got as many as Excal would at night. So someone and, who's rinsing and repeating that so much, he learned, oh, fucking Predator Missile, then just regular plain old five kill streak airstrike, and six. then, like, he only used kill streaks that couldn't be countered. So that he could just fucking get them out there, get them doing their thing, and then go back to killing. A couple things yeah. about Excal. 
even though he's never nice to me, I'll say good things. No, about he's him. dick. He's such an <laughs> asshole. Oh, he's an never. asshole. He might not I be an asshole now. Skills I like to think he grew into a non douchebag. Like man, now maybe really? he's a decent adult. But you know, I, I, it's, it's my hope for him. But as an adolescent, <laughs> such a cocksucker, the fucking mouth pirate. Anyway, so uh, uh, pirate. Mouth I don't know. Pirate. I was going for cock holster and butt pirate, and I somehow put them together. I don't know. But <laughs> mouth, mouth pirate. <laughs> but uh, anyway, uh, he was he was an absolutely awful person. But um, but he was very good at games. And not only would he, the two things I'm trying to say. Not only would he just destroy everything, but he played by my self-imposed rules. He had the same ones. He would get 140 kills on shipment from the B flag. And it's like, mother, like, wow, mother of God, that's impressive. He's just and spinning in circles yeah, like Neo just, in the Matrix, just like, no. Yeah. He's just destroying them. You we know, played like, this open lobby one time with like 18 YouTubers <laughs> slapping hands and stuff. There's not a weak player in there. It, like, there's just not. And he came in and on Rust and all of us. And, and like up until he came in, you know, every now and then somebody get like a fucking uh, Predator missile and drop it on the crew. Somebody might have called in a, a, I think that was it. And then all of a sudden, this motherfucker's up in an AC-130 on Rust in an 18-man... I think that was my lobby. Yeah. <laughs> Dude, he's really good, right? And there's other, like, all the other YouTubers are there and stuff. And But that was at the time there was a Rust glitch, and people would get sucked into these 18-man DOM games. And apparently, XCal loved that, so that was his home court. Whereas if I got sucked into a glitch game, I'd usually exit. I had no experience in it, but he was just awesome. The other thing, not only was he good by playing with the Woody rules, he... um. It made sense for him to run kill streaks that didn't take long, because the most lethal thing on that thing was not a chopper gunner; it was Xcal and an AK or whatever. Yeah, like Xcal yeah. and an AM4 poses a bigger threat than a chopper gunner. You know, because yeah, it's like, like why don't we just have the like pave doing its thing? In the world thing. Of a marine in his, in his weapon, the most dangerous thing in that game was Xcal and his weapon. It wasn't a pave or a chopper gunner AC-130. Just let that man play. Yeah, yeah, it was, yeah. Uh, that Pavlo doesn't shoot indoors. You know, like X Cal oh. shoots indoors. It's awful. It's. Uh, I remember watching the shield video he did so <laughs> long ago, where where he did the like, and the what you do is you bounce him twice and throw the C four or whatever. And I tried it like three times, exactly the same way, where I was like, and a one, and a two. Oh nope, I'm putting it away. Fuck. Oh, oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> and then be like, all right, one more time, and a one. And it's C4. Oh, and it's oh fuck, and I'm dead. And I was like, this is stupid. I'm not. I'm not X Cal, and I can't do this. And I'm not gonna. I'm just gonna use a gun. This is fun for you because the gun was too easy, and you were bored. It's, <laughs> the gun's fine for Adches. me. What? What you say? Adches. Oh, Adches. Um. Uh, what was I gonna say? That X Cal. Yeah, and X Cal also played like like Call of Duty is the easiest fucking like game to play. Like like God, it's easy. Children, babies, anybody can do I it. Don't you agree. Can play it. Oh, it's so fucking easy. It's hard to be good, but it's easy to play. Yeah, it's hard to be good, but 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 and that's what makes good games great is that you know you it's easy to play, but it's it's hard to master. And he like really mastered it. But he played games that are hard to even fucking play. You know, he would play those stupid like Ninja Gaiden games and uh, Dark Souls and stuff like those those really difficult to play video games where you're throwing shuriken and dancing off the walls, dodging shit constantly. And he's like a machine. He's like a machine and on that he's, stuff. He's Asian. It's just cheating. <laughs> he, fair. Uh, fucking X-Cal. <laughs> He's Asian. I mean, think about it. Most of the YouTubers who... I'm changing my mind about X-Cal. Here's what happened with X-Cal. Mm -hmm. 
the, the YouTube scene of like a bunch of COD gamers and then XCAL come and then and then there's XCAL who's like the, the the greatest of them all is exactly like if back in the day in Indiana the Indiana All Stars were out there playing fucking basketball and then one six foot eight black guy walked in. Is he the best basketball player? No, but he's six foot eight and he's incredibly athletic athletic and he's gonna stomp you all. That's what he's now the best is. basketball player in the room. Yeah, he's got that. He's got that Asian advantage. Unfair. That's not a thing. <laughs> you know what? I will say, if you look at like the pro cod scene, yeah, mostly white guys. Mostly white guys. It is. I like yeah. to see that a lot of them Makes don't sense. seem to be. I, I like to see that they're they're not all big fatties because I yes. feel like that really. <laughs> I mean, seriously That's though, true. like like if you're gonna go on like a big stage like that where people who aren't in the know are gonna see, oh yeah, that team right there, they are the champions of Call of Duty. And you're going to look at these people, you kind of want them to be ambassadors for your sport right, or right. your activity or your product, whatever it may be. And so if they look like that guy from South Park who's like, <laughs> like if you look like that guy, that, that's not good for business. You know, you can't no. put that guy on a can of Mountain Dew. But if you're a good looking, like, you know, 20 year old white guy who's, a, who's the best in the world, then, oh, that's marketable. That's brand. I've work. always thought that helped the optic brand. Like, uh, I feel like the, um, the optic team in terms of their success was high. They, they were always a successful team, but I felt like there was always another team you could argue was just as good. You know, there, was it, uh, the fan base, was, that was what really what was the team with parasite on it that seemed to just dominate everything for a year. And then it seemed like there was always another team that was as good as optic, but no one is popular. And it helped yeah. that like. You know, they made a beat of cod. Yeah, they were the Yankees. And, and they would, I remember there was footage of them doing like push up contests at gaming events because these guys were fit. And I always thought it helped the brand a little bit that, um, that the players were in shape like that. It, it absolutely does. has to. Like, like so, someone is going to capture the female audience that comes to COD events. <laughs> the one percenters. Right? Someone's going to get those eight people. Someone's going to get them, and it's not going to be Fear Moho. It's going to be someone with, uh, with some abs, maybe, uh, you know, who doesn't look silly up there. Doesn't look silly up there. Just saying. I mean, and it, it, they don't help themselves with some of those um, uh, jerseys they wear. I don't know what you call the uniforms or whatever, like the teams wear. Well, you game at that not, level, you can't wear cotton. they're like... Often they're like microfiber. It takes and so a high they, performance they show, fiber to play cod. They show man boobs and rolls like nobody's business. And it's they like, are dude, very cotton on these people. Get the, you need a natural fiber. <laughs> like, on a related topic. All right. So they're, look, they're burning. Like it, it's it's so ill fitting. A lot of those shirts. Yeah. Like it doesn't. It's not fitted. It's not. It's like when you put a shirt like that on, it's like wearing a mesh tank top. Like if yeah. you're in great shape, you're gonna look. You know, magnificent. But if you're not, you're going to look as bad as possible. I need help. Let's make this about me for a second. So, <laughs> it's all about me. On Friday, I'm going I'm going to do more paramotor training, right? It is going to be between like 84 and 88 degree highs. And I am not in the same shape I was 10 years ago. Wish I was. Whatever. I don't know. Made money. Got fat. So, <laughs> what do you wear when you're me? If I walk into Dick's and see that Under Armour thing on the mannequin, it doesn't fit me like that mannequin. What is the outfit for me? Um, what are you for, trying, and what is this for, the activity, the flying? It, it's it's for paramotoring. Outside exercising, paramotoring. I wear, um, 
I wish I knew the the Hanes maybe makes them. I, mm-hmm. I've got a bunch of different shirts. I've got a room now that's my closet because I just ran out of closet space. So now I just made a bedroom my closet and put all these hanging <laughs> racks in it. Um, and and I have so many goddamn shirts that are for hot weather. I they run the gambit of all those microfibers that are that are moisture wicking. And there's two or three different kinds of the, that microfiber. There's the Nike Dry Fit though. It's more flattering. Mm-hmm. Uh, I like Nike Dry Fit. I think they spell dry. With it's not as clingy. It's not as clingy, and it doesn't get sticky as the really thin, breathable stuff. I like Nike Dry Fit, and I like uh, I think Hanes makes a like moisture wicking shirt that's very much like a cotton shirt, but it has a slightly different feel, and it really is a cooler shirt. Like if you're outside working, you'll notice that like ah that feels cold yeah. right there because it's you know it's evaporating the moisture away, creating that- infection, making it cold. That uh, the high performance fabric, like the dry fit and that family of things, like it, it is a massive difference between that and like a thick cotton t-shirt. Like, but again, the the issue is that at least for me, is like any hint of a man boob you have, mm. if you don't have like fucking pecs, like like it's gonna if fucking. If you're not like, ripped, look, it's not a good look. Yeah, it's not a good look. You and look and some of them are so thin you can see chest hair through them, and and at least on oh, my, it, it doesn't look good. The chest hair goes through. No, I, I, I see the ripple <laughs> of it. <laughs> that is worse. That, but what I'm actually seeing Ow. is like, like I don't, I'll just I'll just lay it out there. This is not flattering, but there's like nipple, maybe even you know hard one, yeah. and then around it, chest hair, and if you can see that through the shirt. It's not the look I'm going for. I've never been able to see my chest hair through a shirt. I, I, that, that's I, I that's not much of a shirt at all. I've, I've right? absolutely but it's, it's, been it's cool. able. Woody, you're 100% right. Because when I wear like Under Armour or any of that more like porous uh, uh, performance wear, mm-hmm. I, if I look down and like you make like your chest tight up against it, you'll just see like a crop right here of like <laughs> sprigs of hair coming out. And it's like, I can't go to the gym like this. Look like an asshole. I don't think like, I have what it takes to make this happen. I, I, I just don't think so. I, I just got it's not very much hair here. Yeah. Hair. I, I think I'm in between <laughs> well, the two of you, yeah. but I, yeah. All right. So I will, I think I'm just going to go to Dick's. I should lay it out there for the salesperson. Be like, look, this is what we're working with. No, nothing nothing makes you, you take your love handles more seriously than putting on a t-shirt of performance fabric that is one <laughs> size too small. I recommend everyone do it. If you're a little bit overweight, put on, put that on, turn to the side and look in the mirror and go and look at yourself and don't look away. Make yourself <laughs> look for a little bit. Make yourself look, look at the curvature of that fucking fat, you know, like that. It helps. So, so uh. do that. Self shaming works. I'm hoping that the uh, the CPAP machine is part of it. I, I feel like um, you know, I'm going to sleep better, have more energy. I, so far, it's been good. I haven't lost weight, but I've been feeling better. I'm hoping that this is slow. Well, we should all lose some weight, get in better shape, be accountability buddy. Yes. Anthony Cumia has joined the call. By the way, Woody, I would recommend that shirt. Yes. This one I'm wearing? Anthony, you there? I think it's warm. When I link you guys, can oh. you hear me? Yes. Yes, yes, we can. Cool. Okay. We are already in the middle of the show. So Sorry, I just got home. Oh, oh no, no worries. worries. What were you up to? Uh, doing the show, and then uh, I take the train home, and uh, yeah, that's always a treat. Oh, you're in New York. <laughs> or you're, you have a place where you do the show now that's not at home, don't you? Yeah, good and a drag, kind of. You know, I kind of like uh, just rolling out of bed and doing the show, but we haven't done the show from... Uh, from my house in over a year, so it's back to uh, Manhattan. It's just easier to get guests and 
and whatnot. But um, yeah, the train. I like driving in, but whenever it rains, like people think it's a, a meteor shower, and and it's just the worst trying to uh, drive. So I try to save that for nice days. And you take the train. Is that is it a nice train? The it's, New York train there. It's the Long Island Railroad. So it's uh, it's been there for years. A lot of old equipment. People on the phones that just don't like. Here's me on my phone on the train. Yeah. Exactly. Okay. No, I'll call you later. I'm on the train. Yeah. <laughs> but there are people just like, well, Jack, that business deal we got, and and it's, just, <laughs> it's loud, obnoxious. I don't care what they're saying, and you just got to put up with it because public transportation. And there's always a couple of gentlemen with their Beats by Dre loudly playing music that they think the whole cab will enjoy. Like, yeah, yeah, that's, it's, yeah, great, great, my type of music. I, uh, I love it. Yeah, you know, whenever you're playing your music and other people hear it, the thought process is they're going to like this as much as I do. Yeah, I'm sure the rest stuff. of the cabin will be like, brown-eyed girl, that guy has the makings of a DJ. You know, thank you so much. I like that I, too. I don't even leave my fucking music on when I'm going through the drive-through and I'm giving them money or getting the food back because I just don't mm -hmm. want to be that yeah. guy. Because I guarantee that there are people who pull through with it just booming, being an asshole, being like, "Oh yeah, I'm getting my fucking McRib like a boss," oh, yeah. and they grabbing it. And no, nobody Anthony, likes it. can that. you shift to the right? I've got you half cut off on my layout. Oh really? Yeah, or, or point your. Now it's worse. Did, like, did I miss? Wait, wait. There you go. Ah, <laughs> yes. That's better. Thank you so much. <laughs> no problem. Like, I'll, I, just, I know you. how much that was fucking bothering Woody. <laughs> <laughs> oh. Yeah, it, uh, it, you know, it's, uh, I, I got into a bit of a, a trouble with my car, um, and I, I might get my license taken away for a little while, but... Uh, so I'm kind of getting used to public transportation. Is this the kind of trouble Ooh. you might get into while drinking and driving? No, not at all. Like, okay. I, that. I never, I, I really don't do that uh, anymore. You know, when it's sport. <laughs> so did, you were driving I, like an asshole. I was allegedly much too fast. <laughs> I, I got two speeding tickets in one month, both Ooh. of them over a hundred miles an hour. Ah. So. Uh, that could be a problem. Well, what kind of car was it? It's uh, the uh, Jaguar uh, F-Type. Um, well, yeah. that car is fine at SR 100. I bet right? it felt like 60. Yeah. <laughs> it really is. I tried to tell the guy that like 100 is the new 50. Yeah. Uh, if you're going 100 but... in my 14-year-old Tacoma, you're being reckless. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> But in your jet, and they know exactly where to stay. I was taking the, um, I was taking a ferry from uh, Connecticut over to Orient Point, Long Island, and you get off and, like, you got to drive behind a line of cars that just got off the ferry, so it's one lane that goes for miles and miles, and then it opens up to two lanes, and that's where the cop sits because he knows people like me are gonna. <laughs> Jam on the gas, try to pass everybody, and that's exactly what happened. And uh, he he totally nailed me at a hundred, a hundred and three. 
You have so much experience with getting speeding tickets. Like at this point, when you get one and you see those lights flashing, do you still get like upset and nervous? Like, God damn it. Or do you just think like, this is kind of the life I lead. I drive fast and this is the penalty. This is the life we have chosen for ourselves. Yes. (laughs) No, it's uh, actually, I don't, I don't think I've had a cop put the lights on me in like two years, three years. I know it's happening. I see the cop coming up on me. I know it's me. So I just pull over before he even has to put his lights on. And uh, that's what happened. He, he gets out of the car, and I don't even have an excuse at that speed. He's just like, is there any reason you were doing 103? The other I'm people like, oh, were also John. slow, officer. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I tried to tell him that. I go, I got off the ferry. I was behind a lot. He don't want to hear it. And then they got to get to the safety speech. You know, a lot of, there's always something. Like, I know, I was speeding, it's against the law. That's all I need to hear from this guy. But it's like, do you know there's deer around here? And if it ran out on the road, and he's these hypotheticals. You know, if a plane crashed in the middle of the road and you hit it, uh, it could explode into flame. I, I, I was speeding. Give me the ticket. <laughs> there's nothing worse when you're getting pulled over for speeding than when he's like six cars back. And you're just thinking, like, maybe there, a guy close near me has a taillight out. Like, that could be. I don't know. Maybe he thinks that. he's me, right? I've yeah. had that one, too. Yeah. There's well, another the black people, car. Maybe this guy's not too bright. Yeah. The people that you've obnoxiously passed for the last 10 miles <laughs> are now looking at you, like, driving by, ah, here's that asshole. You know, terrible. Uh, so, it, uh, I don't know. Great. I got, a, I got a, like, court things and stuff, a uh, lawyer taking care of uh, that. I'm just hoping to, you know, so I don't have to go through the suspended license thing. Uh, how many how many times have you been speeding that, that you get your license suspended? That's a lot of speeding. Well, no, for two over 100 mile an hour tickets in a month. Oh, they, they will, yeah, that they'll, fast they'll tracks you to getting, mm. okay, I see. Yeah, that's <laughs> what it is. So I'm hoping to get it, you know, I'll pay whatever fines they want me to pay. I get that, you know, revenue, whatever, but uh, it's the points that add up to getting your license. I had it happen once with speeding tickets, and I had to take an online um, safety course, uh, which is ridiculous. They used to send you to an actual like traffic uh, classes. You'd have to go to the, the court. And it was kind of fun. You hang out with a bunch of dirtbags, much like yourself. <laughs> that's what you got to do. But uh, I, I ended up uh, taking this online test, and you'd think it was good because you could just like whiz through it, it's an eight-hour test, but I'm like, oh, I can get right through this thing. They make it where you can only finish a certain amount, and then you have to keep pressing buttons to make sure you're sitting in front of yeah. your computer. <laughs> oh, I rigged this shit up. I am familiar with this experience. I had an ex-girlfriend who uh, she uh, she didn't move over. There was a cop who had someone pulled over on the on the highway, and she didn't move over. We have the move over law. If you don't get over in the other lane and give that guy some room you're breaking the law and she was like doing makeup while this happened which is why she didn't notice him i never heard and that he, part like, of the story <laughs> and he fucking sees it go down and so he hops in his car and fucking stops her and everything and she's not even aware of the law and uh we, we had to go to traffic court and this whole thing and i'm in there like like waiting to see what they're gonna do to her and while we're sitting there a cop recognizes me and like the bailiff comes and taps me on the shoulder and they're like they want you in the back and I'm like, I'm just here to watch. What, <laughs> I, what, what could this possibly be about? And like, so I follow the bailiff out, out into this like side chamber, and there's like three cops in there, and they're like, "Told you it was him." Hey, man, nice to. And I start, and I'm like, I'm like, they're like, "What are you here for?" And I'm like, "Well, my girlfriend's out there. She's in a bit of a jam." X Y Z. I lay it out to him, and he's like, 
huh, uh, she'll be okay. I'll talk to the judge for you. I'm like, yeah, thank you so much. And I'm like signing shit for him. And t- we took some <laughs> pictures together. And we're talking about guns for five minutes. I go back into the, the courtroom and I'm like, you're golden. So they <laughs> give her like a ton of this, on- this online class you're talking about. And, uh, and so we get there and we start looking at this thing. And I'm like, we're going to jerry-rig this shit right the fuck up. Now all you got to do is every time this, this thing over here goes, ding, click this button. And so that was her community service. There was a timer. It would ding every 90 seconds. <laughs> we, we, we were watching Netflix and we go, click, tap the button. And that just kept rolling through her learning her lesson. And <laughs> after a weekend or two of that, it was all over. Yeah, a that's weekend or two. It's crazy. They make <sighs> you sit there. You can't get through it like in uh, you know the worst an hour. Part she wasn't learning traffic stuff. She wasn't learning driving rules, regulations. Oh, oh. They accepted a mathematics course as her community service. She took she took some advanced math class. That's what it was. Wait, how does that help you not I drive don't too know. close to I cops? I swear to God this happened. Well, the, the cop's right there. My trajectory due east. Hey, you know, if he's yeah. still and I'm going 60 miles an hour in this direction, you know I'll hit him right now. I like to think it's not that advanced. And it's more like uh, 70 is more than 55. <laughs> <laughs> I need to slow down. Yeah, cop number one kicks Rodney King seven times. Cop number two kicks Rodney King nine times. How many times has Rodney King kicked? Yeah. <laughs> as many as he could take. Yeah, probably like they, 60. And then some. They, they started community service, and I found out that that qualified as community service. And what it really is, I think that company's based in Florida, and they're accredited to like send you this piece of paper that a judge will look at and say, oh, yeah, you did it. So all you got to do is like go through their fucking course, and they send you this paper. Cost about 60, 70 bucks to take the course. Um, so yeah. Dude, <laughs> I, I, I got a thing for this, I'm sure. So, no. dude, so in Jersey... <laughs> Uh, you, you would go to a driving class. This is a long time ago. It may have changed since then. But I would go, and it was funny. The guy would – he's teaching us how to drive safely, and the whole class, including me, are just a bunch of fuckwits, like, scoffing at his driving advice. You know, and, and that's the thing. And then I heard this – I saw this uh, TV report on California. Now, California had privatized their driving classes. So the, the fuckwits who drive poorly – would get to choose their instructors, right? So out of the gate, it's a bunch of like driving instructors. And then it's like, hey, our class is taught by a magician and our class is taught by a comedian. You <laughs> took like capitalism and driving classes and they just like lured customers in. <laughs> they have like talent shows and shit that people would have to sit through. And it, it sounds great, but terrible. What used to work, um, well, and it still works, but it's not, not for like crazy speeding. Uh, in New York, especially New York City, uh, no civilians have firearms. Just none of them. It, it's almost impossible to get a, a permit. I happen to, to get one. So uh, when I get pulled over, I hand them my license uh, registration, and I also hand them my pistol permit for New York. And I go, I just want to let you know that, um, you know, I'm carrying uh, so no one gets nervous. And it starts this whole conversation about guns and, you know, oh, why do you have one? And, and I'm like, well, security for, you know, I, I have a lot of uh, people that don't like me. <laughs> a lot of enemies. <laughs> and it starts the whole thing. And usually they're like, oh, yeah, cool. All right. Well, just, you know, take it easy or don't do that or so. But for the really crazy speeding tickets, they yell at you like you, you're not even responsible enough with a car. You have a fucking gun. To it. <laughs> so, yeah, that doesn't work well when you're really 
breaking uh, the traffic laws. <laughs> so it doesn't work well when they pull you over going 110 and you go, I also have a gun. Yeah. Uh, not only was I endangering people's lives with this giant machine, but I'm armed, too. Yeah, it could have gone worse. It's good you got here when you did. Yeah. <laughs> I've been really lucky with the speeding tickets. I've never had a really severe one. It's always been like just on the cusp of being what Georgia calls a super speeder which is like 22 <laughs> or 25 over the limit, something like that. And it's that, uh, that, that, that cutoff point where they start really nailing you to the goddamn wall. Yeah. And I've, I've surpassed that limit before. I've gone whatever it was, 23 over, 25 over, whichever. I've done it a couple times. And every, and it, every time it's happened, I've been like, immediately when I get pulled over, they're like, you, you know how fast you were going? And my car has that thing lasered up on the windshield. So I'm like, 93? <laughs> he's, he's like, yeah, exactly yeah, 93. And, and I'm like, yeah, I got no excuse. Uh, it, it, it feels faster than, it feels slower than it is in this car. Uh, you know, I apologize. Uh, I, I certainly didn't feel unsafe, but uh, glad you slowed me down. And every Ooh. single time I fucking say that, they're like, you know, ah, let's say you were going 18 over. That way you get you on down the road and this costs you 180 bucks and you keep your license. And, and that's, that's been good. the deal. Uh, like every time it's happened. The first, the first one I got uh, over a hundred uh, before the one coming off the ferry. It was on the uh, parkway in the New York City limits, which is forty-five mile an hour speed limit on on that. So it was twice anything twice over the speed limit. He goes, I can't arrest you right now. Yeah, and I was like, I'd appreciate if you could find some other way to to handle this then. So he, he wrote me up, but. Um, Oh my God! It's uh, this this one's gonna take some. You're like I was trying to hit triple the limit. <laughs> yeah, yeah, triple. Come on, this can do it. A friend of mine, when uh, on my it wasn't a school hockey team, he played on one of my other hockey teams when we were like 16. His dad was like loaded, but not in like the. My dad has an awesome pool loaded. Loaded is in like he's got a Bentley, he's got an Audi R8, he's got. He's kind of his own subdivision at the back of this other subdivision, that kind of thing. And he, at 16, on a road that has 45-mile-an-hour speed limit here in St. Louis, got pulled over going 120-something in the R8 and got arrested. Because I guess being like, hey, I'm 16, isn't enough. When they're like, ah, no, 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 you're coming. we got to get this straightened out. This isn't the kind of car you speed in. This isn't a Tacoma. And he had to keep coming to our hockey practices and because his dad was like involved and loved it and he made his son sit in all of the locker rooms and get dressed in all the stinky shit just to sit there and watch everybody else play for like weeks weeks on end to punish this kid like like not only like, no driving no doing anything you have to get dressed and just watch your friends not even on the bench you have to stand like where the parents are dressed up like an asshole and watch <laughs> that's <laughs> and great he, 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 he didn't speed anymore so there you go that's cruel, man. <laughs> well, it's, it's, it's fucking topic. dangerous. You know, I always talk about my buddy in high school that fucking died like that at 18, you know. It, yeah, cars are fast. knows someone. You're barely, you're barely an adult. We you had know, a couple guests, too. You know, it even in Ocean City, so the, some kids who went to Ocean City High School came from uh, offshore and uh, onshore, whatever it is, the mainland. So they would have to come over to bridge to get to our island. And the, this, like, driving into the sun like that, it blinds you. And it mm. seemed like every year, some like they're new drivers, right? So they're just learning. They cross the center line head to head and die. Mm. Oh, see, I, I don't like speeding 
on highways uh, for any length of time. I like acceleration. Like that's the that's the fun part. Getting up to a speed really fast, uh, and then I'll I'll back it down because it's impossible, especially in this area, to really just go balls out for any length of time. Mm. You're going to hit some traffic. But like passing a few cars and then you see an open stretch and just want to hear the engine and, and get pushed back in your seat. It's it's a blast. Like I, I just you know I, it's hard to uh, hard to <laughs> I put hear it in you. Like well it is it is illegal and it might yeah. be officer open. You just do it and then oh shit I got got caught again. So my Tacoma <laughs> doesn't really do that. But I will say this: sometimes I measure my forward progress by the cars I'm passing. Like if I was just to be in traffic at the same speed as everybody else, I feel like I'm not going anywhere. I just need to be, like, even if it's just walking past the other cars, that's my normal state. And, and as I slowly pass cars, I sort of know where everybody is. Like, all right, I just exactly. passed that guy. Now I know that that blind spot if has you're kind of been wiped off. through the traffic, you're, you're, you're completely, you know, every, you know where everybody is oh, in yeah. relation to you at all times. If you are just sitting in the pack, then people can move around forward mm -hmm. and backwards, get in your blind spots, and you constantly have to be checking and craning your head. To, but if you're going a solid 10 miles an hour faster than anybody, you const, every time you pass a car, it's in your head, that oh, car yeah. tracking backwards behind you, and the knowledge as you watch it pass in your mirror that, yeah, now I can move this way and that way. Yeah, that guy's like, gone. All right, yeah, that guy's I, I out like of that's my freaking hair. Me to say Driver. Yeah, if, I almost don't have the skill set to be an average speed driver. <laughs> you know, like I, I have to look around like crazy. I don't know where they are. I'm double checking. There's a spider on me. And uh, yeah, yeah. kill it. <laughs> I don't kill spiders. Whatever. He's it, fine. It, sometimes they give you powers. <laughs> right? You don't know. <laughs> don't fuck him off right away. That might be a good one. <laughs> it was a wolf spider. They're invited around here. So anyway, yeah, that's how I like to drive. Just a little bit faster than everybody else. Yeah. I like looking, you know few moves ahead like all right i can see the speed of that guy compared to that there's going to be a space by the time i get there i'll be able to move into it so yeah constantly assessing what's the most do fantastic you, do you really not be oh go ahead. go ahead with your question i was going to say to woody because i you said oh i don't kill spiders i always meet these non-spider killer folk who are like i'm like oh it's gross kill it and they're like oh i don't kill spiders i release them harmlessly out into the wild so they can continue to do god's good work or whatever nonsense it is like i i always have it in my head like yeah that's a little bit humane next time i see a spider i'm gonna do it i never it's my first instinct of oh is all like I'm always like ah oh, fuck now it's too late Wait for the next one. you know like I they no I rarely they kill bugs um most of the time I don't I just don't want to deal with it if I if I if it's a moth or a stink bug or something I throw it out the window if it's a spider I might do that or I might just let it take care of moths and stink bugs typically yeah I don't kill what's much. the most fantastical movie that you could show to some primitives in the Amazon rainforest and they fucking buy it. And you could totally blow their goddamn minds that this is the new way of the world. This is what it's like out there now. Like, could you show up uh, in fucking New Guinea somewhere with, like, Independence Day and show that shit and be like, and be like we've come here because... The big white man cities are all gone. <laughs> like, this is what happened. And the, it gets to that scene where Will Smith goes, Psh, welcome to Earth, and like punches the alien out, and, and all of the, uh, like the, the Indians like, ah, demons, demons from the sky, it was foretold. They, and they see the tentacles, and they're like, ah, oh, it is the snake god Ramakan, he is here. Like, you 
could we like, what was the most fantastical movie we could show them and make oh, planet of the apes fuck with them for sure oh, because if they're if they're like already primitive one. and you're like man <laughs> these these uh these chimpanzees came and they took us over and we didn't know what to do they're so fast and strong and they'll be like we warn you many times about the chimpanzee and no white man listen to us they say it is not a threat we keep them in the zoo and I say, you just wait, white man. Uh, the chimp will show you sooner than later. Leave it to Taylor to go straight to the chimp, right? He's yeah. like, oh, Planet of the Apes for sure. Yep, of course. Taylor's got a monkey yeah. thing. Yeah. <laughs> Planet of the Apes movie, like this new class of it that they're making the trilogy out of, and that CGI is so fucking good. They'll buy it. They'll be. They will like start screaming at the sky when they see oh, that yeah. ape start talking. Like they, 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 their minds and, and it would be shattered. I'd like to do that. That sounds pretty fucked up, but I'd love to go to one of those places and, and maybe not show them Independence Day or Planet of the Apes. But I, I think I've talked about it before. I saw that YouTube video where they just showed them the moon landing and like enormous air, uh, gardens in like Dubai and, uh, and you know, uh, artillery fire and war uh, and shit like that. Honestly, I would start with one tribe of people and I'd show them Lord of the Rings as like kind of a barometer for how ridiculous I can go. And if even them were like, there's no trolls here, man. I'll be like, all right, all right, you, you caught me. Yeah. All the elders gathered around, like, like they're in the hut. There's smoke, fire by smoking some herb or something as they're want to do. And, 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 and the film ends, right, you know, for the eighth time. And it's finally all over. And the, I can just see him looking at you, smoking his peace pipe. Like, Why did Gandalf not... Have the eagles fly them there immediately. Fuck! Where's the next closest tribe? You know? <laughs> <laughs> and don't send a runner because I can't beat him there. You fucks are quick. Like, <laughs> <laughs> Taylor, what is the answer to that? To the eagles thing? Yeah. Honestly, like I've heard explanations from big Lord of the Rings fans. <laughs> I'm a huge Lord of the Rings fan, but none of them to me seem acceptable. Like it does like they'll be like, oh, well, the Eagles weren't available then. It's like, well, did they have an appointment? Like, couldn't they have just pushed back <laughs> yeah, the returning of, of the ring? Like if that was the issue and Gandalf was like, hey, head Eagle, like I need you Tuesday the 17th through Friday uh, the 19th or 20th. Uh, are you available? No, I'm going to have to do the next week. All right. I'll just tell Frodo to hang back. Actually, he doesn't even know the ring's magic yet. I won't even tell him. To, you know what? This is going to work out better anyway. I had something planned. OK, excellent. Like, <laughs> like that's what it would be. But. The actual explanation is not does not hold water. So yeah, that is an easy thing to poke through in Lord of the Rings. They should have just flown at least. And I've heard people say they couldn't have flown the eagles in the mortar. The Nazgul would have killed them. They probably would have. Yeah. But the eagle could have given them like, like a shuttle. You know, like way way closer. Yeah. Get me within fucking eye shot of the thing. Like get me to the Black Gate. Get me uh, through the swamps. Get me so that it's two days ride. Get me to us Gilead at least. Let me skip Moria. The Nazareth. Yeah, they're Gideon. the little. Whatever, the like they're in the robes and they go after you and stuff. They're based yeah. dragons. Yeah, yeah. yeah. Well, well, the, I don't know why they're so much more susceptible to them on Eagleback than they are walking no. around. No, no, no. It was just like when people say like they could have just flown them right to Mount Doom. It's like, well, the Nazgul would have killed them, and when they go into uh, Sauron's realm, all their like magical eagle shit would have made them weaker or whatever because they're around all that dark magic or whatever. Yeah, but, I've read that before, something yeah. about, you know. But they could have like, dropped him off past Moria. Like, just, like, take me one stop past Moria. I will appreciate it infinitely. How, how about this? I, I, I was just thinking this, because I love the movies myself. Hmm. Maybe Gandalf kind of knew that unless Frodo had suffered and seen the, the evil and, and really experienced what it was 
to carry this ring so far, he might have been tempted at that last minute to not throw it into the... I like uh, that. I like that explanation. That's the best but, explanation I've heard. But the problem with it is the exact opposite proved true. Frodo was Frodo was could have easily handed the ring off early in the story back when like he he was willing he to tried you to know, give it to the he elven woman Galadriel he offered Bro. the ring to Galadriel take it take it you would offer me such power I would be a queen as <laughs> terrifying as the dawn or whatever I would be a queen <laughs> so goddamn hot Kate Blanchett is the villain in the new Ragnarok movie the Thor movie so pumped for that she still looks so goddamn hot she looks as good as she did as Galadriel in this movie that's coming out in 2017 pumped for that. But but yeah, like I, in the end, he was like, "No, oh, I'm keeping the ring because it had been too long." It, it's hard to write yeah, your way yeah, out of that this silliness, but it's required that he suffers through that, or you don't get yeah, the whole something. story. Well, you don't get the story. It'd be a story like what is it called? The a wonderful MacGuffin? and very brief tale of Frodo. <laughs> 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 yeah. The reason you need it. Everyone is... was anticipating this war would get really out of control. Thank God it never really took off. You know? <laughs> the Great Cold Orc War. <laughs> a lot of forces built up. No, no triggers pulled. <laughs> oh, All right. So, uh, Governor steps down over marriage allegations. Yeah, what? did you hear the audio uh, tape? No. What did he do? So, so um, he was carrying on. A, I hope I'm right about this. He was carrying on an affair. I think it might have been a staffer. That's what it always is, right? Which right. I think is code for a lady I gave a job so I can fuck. Um, and, uh, uh, you see right through it. Yeah. Right? And, uh, <laughs> and whenever I hear, hear staffer, that's all I hear. And, and I think that, that someone recorded a conversation between the governor and that woman. And in it, he, he says, you know, when I'm standing behind you and I put my hands on your breasts and I pull you close to me, I I love that. I love it. And it's, and it's just, it, it's it does not, sound it's not nice. Dirty. Like, it's not nasty or anything. It's, it's just, it's him telling this woman, he's like, I like being with you. When I'm with you and I touch you, I love it. And, and, but, but he's a married man. And so in an effort to try to keep this recording on the down low, however it originated, I don't know that, he, he seeks the help of law enforcement that, that work under him. He's like, find this tape and, and destroy any copies you may find of me talking about titties and such. <laughs> and, uh, and I think that, that abuse of power and then the lies and then, of course, the hypocrisy that goes along with all this because this is that anti-gay, you know, mar real marriage is all that matters kind of Republican. Uh, yeah, well, the, phobia, see, the thing is this. He claimed back. if you let gay people get married, that it would undermine marriages, that marriages like his, you know, wouldn't be Sacred. what they used to be. <laughs> yeah. And I feel like, you know, that happened, what, two years ago they made gay marriage legal? And now his yeah. marriage is already ruined. He's proven right. Yeah. Honestly, <laughs> you're right. You know, we, you can't prove that gay marriage didn't ruin this man's, you know, <laughs> yeah, relationship. That's so, what I'm saying. I all those queers are getting married. It just shouted all my I've been married for 48 years. I thought, I'm going to grab some titties, goddammit. <laughs> 48 <laughs> years, never a problem, right? Now, now he gets to 50, and all of a sudden he's grabbing titties and hiring staffers. And it's, Maybe he it's was the sitting gays. there thinking, like, God damn it! now even the gays get to Fuck whoever they want. You know what you and I'm stuck Here's in this what I'd have done. Fucking next level politician mm -hmm. right here. Mm -hmm. I would have said, I would have came out and released the recording myself publicly. And I'd be like, many of you may have heard this recording of me speaking in an untoward way to one of my interferers. Let me play you the rest to the tape. And it gets to that point. But he adds on and doctors it. So, so when it normally cuts off, he's like, and I'm glad I found that lump. 
and saved your life. <laughs> and, uh, <laughs> and I know, I know that uh, you know you'll live many years forward in God's grace, and, I, and I'm glad I was able to to cure you. <laughs> that would be it. If everybody found out this man they're trying to throw under the bus was actually just a friendly guy giving titty exams on the fly. Right? I wish you that know? we had that Dr. Tape ready for the show. <laughs> now, a lot of people might think it's odd for an old school Republican Alabama governor to just go off reading his own romantic fan fiction to his classes <laughs> in the office. Just because he said does not mean that it was done. You understand? It's a way that I get off, so to speak. You know? <laughs> Gloves on. He's like, oh, health care program certainly does not cover uh, many things, but, but <laughs> that coverage. Didn't he oh, say man. that? Didn't he say that he uh, he wasn't going to vote for Trump back then because yeah, he uh, did because of uh, Trump's uh, scandalous uh, grabbing remarks. He's a titty grabber. Yeah, yeah. Right. Well, at least uh, yeah. I, I, I doubt this guy had an open relationship with his wife. I very much doubt it. Right. Well, she no. did leave him over it, much like Trump's first two wives. It's kind of a thing. Yep. Not Melania. <laughs> you know? He's not. But, yeah, that, uh, that's, that's pretty funny that the guy who was all pissed off about sanctity of marriage ended oh, up hey. not oh, sanctifying right? his own marriage. Oh, my God. I feel like the new gay, like, remember it used to be, like, like the effeminate accent and stuff like that? The new gay is now, like, Gay hating Republican. Quiz. Yeah. Like if you if you pass some anti gay laws, you're so gay. <laughs> it's always the way. The the ones that are uh, the sanctity of marriage, they're the out there just screwing everybody. Uh, the ones that are so anti gay, they're uh, out in the uh, rest stops tapping their feet underneath the uh, the bathroom stalls. Yeah. <laughs> I've invited five prominent members of the gay community, the most promiscuous as such, to come privately into my chambers and explain to me in great detail what their concerns are yeah. and see what I can do to remedy them. Uh, do not bother me. This is going to be a long meeting. Any noise you will ignore. <laughs> the guys that are interested in, uh, in like children's groups and helping kids are always, oh my God, literal children fall out of their computers not even pictures right. yeah. we all know nice guys right like like my, the nicest guy i know i know who it is it's richard ryan he is the nicest human being i know oh, for, for your benefit anthony he's, he's i thought it might YouTuber. have been me when he was going but okay yeah richard beats me uh, he works the discovery channel he does slow-mo photography really intelligent bright guy incredibly hardworking, and like he'll drop at the drop of the hat, he'd fly across the country and help me with some shit that I needed to do in my backyard, and he'd be here in two days. I know he would. And it's not that we're best friends or anything. He's just that that cool of a guy, that great of a guy. I don't see him doing any children's charities. He's not that <laughs> great. Nobody is that great. You see them devoting all their time to the little boys' clubs, and like they're playing t-ball on Saturday, and, uh, and on Monday they're at the little boys' club of America with like the hurt kids, and like it's like. This guy is looking for kids who are vulnerable a, and right. in there. Like, 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 there's plenty of scenarios where he is just the nicest guy in the world and he wants to help kids. But I don't. I think they're rare and far yeah, and few. It's, it's the kind of guy who would volunteer to coach a t-ball team, even though he has no children. Yeah, he just he just oh, wants to help the coach. Yeah. You know, <laughs> I just enjoy kids and athletics, and I like you know really manning them up. Like. <laughs> <laughs> The real the, the guys that really help kids are just the ones that write a check and send it off to the Shriners Hospital yeah. or something. Never, exactly. never ever seeing one of them except on television or something. But that's about it. 
The second you get personally involved, you're suspect. Yeah, <laughs> it's like, yeah, people are still surprised. Fuck kids. Wait, all well, I heard is Kyle raise his hand and say, fuck kids. <laughs> I said, got... never see me helping some fucking kids. Oh, dude, everything but fuck kids got cut off. <laughs> all right. Kyle well, just goes, fuck kids. If we want to get that out there, I'd like that out for the record as well. <laughs> you know what? I, I would know something was wrong if Kyle sent me like a text one day and it was like a picture of him and a kid and he's like helping him dig a hole or whatever the fuck you do with kids. And like, like I would be like, what the, what's wrong with you? Like you've taken a turn in life, and I don't, I don't like it. Yeah, if I just started hanging out with a kid, like, like I'm gonna give you an example of a guy who I don't think has any ill intent. Cody Garbrandt, the uh, 135 pound UFC champ. Mm -hmm. um, he's got this, this like 12 year old kid with cancer or leukemia or some shit. That like he's one of those make a wish uh, kids, and you know how those fuckers be lying about that shit just to get in on. Oh cool yeah. Stuff. Notorious but the kid lies. It, like, genuinely, although I am starting to suspect because this kid has been with Cody since before he was champ. Like, like, and every time he wins, he's like brings out the cancer kid and like puts a belt on him or like puts his arm around him. And, like, this is the real champion. Or like, you know, the kid will come out when they're walking out. That kid survives through two more title defenses. I'm calling bullshit. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I'm calling bullshit. Like, he's, he's got a bald head. I get that he's not. He doesn't look like he feels good. But I <laughs> and he, he's wearing that belt well you know he's not collapsing under the weight kid's hair is kid like patchy <laughs> he's like that was, that was the first that was the first the make a wish kid that was the first make a wish kid and he wished for more wishes and so they had to uh, be like fuck i can't believe we okay well yeah you got us all right write that in from, from now on <laughs> so, so he's just there now i like to think I he's like a, a goldfish like like the kids actually died a couple times they just found like a, a replica and they tricked cody garbrandt weekend at bernie's <laughs> they're just shaking this dead kid's body like, you know, you know, you know the goldfish dies and the parents just buy a new one and tell the kid that that it like, didn't like morris the cat or air bud or any one of those <laughs> yeah. <laughs> like, yeah, I, I went on like a YouTube seat. tangent of uh, Make a Wish videos of like a month ago, maybe. And good God, was that a mistake? Mm. That is just so sad. Like even watching it, you just you want to cry almost because some kid is like, and for some reason, kids who are dying of cancer love professional wrestling. I have no idea why, but they love <laughs> it because it's uh, yeah, they do. Like it, yeah. it, every other. Make a wish is like I want to see John Cena or I want to see The Rock or whoever mm -hmm. other wrestlers. Are. I don't know shit about wrestling, but yeah. they love it. And God, it's so sad Tell seeing kids like totally crippled and being like, "Are you enjoying yourself today, oh. Susan?" And she's, oh, she's loving it. She's loving it. It's, it's like, oh, this is so sad. I just saw John Cena with a kid, right? So the, I just saw the, that today. Yeah, too. I I think the kid might have had He's cerebral palsy or something. Like the kid just yeah. did not have control of any of his body. And yeah. and he's like I don't know he's just the kid's really in a bad way and then he's juxtaposed against John Cena who has like well I don't know one of the better bodies on the planet to have ever been <laughs> yeah. a body and uh, yeah. he's just like hey you know how you doing this that it's like oh my god you have so much and he has so little it seems yeah. wrong <laughs> but it is what it is but it makes you yeah. really like it. Because you watch those guys and you're like, man, I don't know shit about wrestling, but John Cena, I love that guy now because he seems like a genuine, good-hearted guy. Yeah. Robert Downey Jr. does that shit too. Remember when he uh, went and gave that kid with no arm an Iron Man arm that they had made for him? And he even he shows up like he's Tony Stark, and the kid ain't buying. It, it kind of ruins the video, if I'm being honest, because the premise was this. Uh, Robert Downey Jr. is like, 
I'm going to fucking go in there as Iron Man. I'm going in as Tony Stark wearing the suit, hair quaffed, being, being a, a kind of like kind of a dick. And I'm going to give this kid an Iron Man arm and he's going to be blown away. And he gets in there and the kid's like, oh, shit, it's Robert Downey Jr. Hello, sir. I love your films. You know, he's not like, oh, my God, it's Iron Man. Like he's too <laughs> yeah. old to buy into their horse shit. But they play it up anyway because they put this whole thing together that way. And there's lawyers involved. You know, <laughs> like, like there was a contract sign. Like, like, like this was a thing. There's this gaffers was in production. Uh, technically, bringing Mr. Downey and Iron Man would be two wishes. And so you get one. <laughs> I'm so sorry to be that guy here but rules are rules you know <laughs> that, like, like the, the kid like have that. to be like i'm sick not retarded i know you're an actor like, like <laughs> did you see the clip of the kid uh he i guess he has cerebral palsy or something and uh he was a i guess wanted to be a wrestler wrestler like real wrestling high school wrestling and they just laid him on the floor there's a video of this they lay him on the mat and a real wrestler kid from the school comes in and he's got to pull the kid on top of him to have him pin him so he wins the match. It was uh, so, like, it, I, I, I see what they were going uh, for, but it only showed how, like, oh, stop, uh, this is terrible. Yeah. <laughs> Although it's like I've seen similar but better. Finds up what weaker for that one to beat up. <laughs> Sometimes That's they the do it way. in basketball <laughs> and like like the game's virtually over, right? It's like thirty points score different or something, and they just keep feeding it to this guy. Like miss, 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 miss. His fifth shot goes in, and every the crowd goes wild. Oh yeah, that stuff's kind of cool actually. But, I do like that. <laughs> like you have to like put yourself. But not even in the position of the person who's being kind of glorified, I guess, because you can't understand fully because they're dealing with something like cerebral palsy that's just awful. <laughs> but like, you, it just helps to believe that they really are enjoying it and being like, ah, oh, that, that this really must be their best day. But when you see something like what Anthony's talking about, where well, that person with cerebral palsy has to be laying there being like, you know that my mind is fine, right? You know that yeah, it's my yeah. body that's fucked yeah. up and everybody is cheering at me like I'm retarded. Like, yeah. you know what the like, worst and, thing? Like, you have to be furious. It, in my opinion, the worst thing that people can do to you is pity you. That's the worst. I, I would prefer you to hate me. I would prefer you to think just about anything of me, but don't fucking pity me. I there never was, There was a kid in my that, grade that, that, that with, with cerebral palsy, right? So he had a nurse with him all the time, push him from class to class, whatever. She kind of served as a private tutor almost. Like, you know, the guy's out there teaching in the class, but she'd be like, are you sure you get this? Whatever. And he did great in school. He did fantastic. And all the other mothers, including my own, was like, this kid is so smart. It's such a shame. Like, he would be president, world leader, greatest guy ever. And, like, me, as his peer, is like, what? That teacher's assistant helps him on the tests, right? Yeah. She, she sits there and makes sure he gets everyone right. It's fourth grade. We could all kick ass in fourth grade, right? We would be oh. incredible at it. And it's like, he's not that smart. He just got a fucking tutor who teams up with him on every test. Can Woody, have you ever seen um, My Left Foot with Daniel Day-Lewis? It's been forever. Plays... I feel like I don't know it. Um, he I bet plays... you've seen it because you're a movie buff. He... So, so in My Left Foot, he yeah. plays this, uh, this guy, a true story about this guy with cerebral palsy who only had the use of his left foot, and, uh, and he became a writer and a painter and a number of other things. And, and Daniel Day-Lewis looks like he has cerebral palsy in this scene. I don't know if you want to watch it or not, but it's... I mean, 10 seconds of this, and, and you'll be like, whoa, that guy looks like he has cerebral palsy. That, that's incredible. Yeah, um, I think he won an Academy Award for that. He did. That won yeah, it for yeah. 
Yeah, I'm just watching yeah. it on silent, just getting like the first 10 seconds. He's got the whole like neck tension and like the, <laughs> the, the, the yeah, like the neck tension, the, the tight platonic love. Yeah. Like he's just coming on. Dude, that, that's got to honestly be one of the worst fucking things to deal with ever is cerebral palsy. It looks exhausting. Yeah. It does. Like you got, you're constantly moving. You don't even want to be moving. Like you don't, yeah. you have, don't find motor skills. You need help with it. Oh, that's oh. kind of torture. Where and he's, he's drinking out that straw, and the woman is telling him basically that she doesn't love him, and he, he's like, "You said you love me," and, oh, and she's like, geez. "I just love you," and and he's like, "Platonic love." <laughs> oh no, platonic <laughs> love is the only love I've ever had. <laughs> And he's like drinking this out, and everybody in the whole restaurant is like, and he's no, that's in a restaurant. Yeah, and they're like the whiskey. They're like, take the drink away from him. Take it away. He's like, no, no. And it's just, I cry four times. Wait, how how is he drinking it? Or is someone else? They fucking. He like leans down and drinks from the straw. His whiskey. Ah. Yeah. Okay. I need to watch this. You told me to watch this recently because I was trying to watch Daniel Day Lewis things. But this this just looks so. This is gonna make me real sad, and I don't want to watch it. Let me tell you the beginning, and maybe this will get you started. As a boy in Ireland, they thought he was retarded. They thought that it was in his head. That was the issue, not muscular dystrophy or or, or, um, or excuse me, um, cerebral palsy. I think is I think is what it is. Um, and so he just kind of rolls around on the floor in their home and like. I don't know. I don't recall the year, but it's it's not modern day for for, for by any means. Um, and he's just rolling around on the floor down there while they teach the other children how to read and write at the kitchen table. And a piece of chalk rolls onto the floor where he's laying there, and he manages to manipulate that chalk and like write, start writing letters. And they're all just like, everybody, come come look, come look. And like when they see that he's able to, I don't recall what it is. Maybe he writes his name. Maybe it's like I'm in here or something like that. But the dad, who thought his son was just an embarrassment and a disgrace and all this, is overjoyed. He just lifts his child on his shoulders and runs to the bar where he like frequents. And he's like, "This is my boy! This is my boy!" And like, like it's 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 so triumphant for this little kid to to just to make that step from. Being living, being locked in his own head on the fucking floor in the filth, and everyone thinking that he's basically a shell that isn't—it's hardly even human because there's no brain in there. That's what they thought at the time. To to suddenly realize, oh, that's my boy. That's there's nothing wrong with him. He just has a, he just can't use his hands. He, like he can use his left foot. That Look at him go. So depressing. <laughs> it is so depressing. Here, here, maybe this will make you want to watch this movie where your yeah. reservation is that it's sad. Well, it I starts out where the guy, the, the handicapped man is rolling around, writhing on the floor, and everyone's <laughs> ignoring him. And then he, his alcoholic father, I'm going to infer that because it's a sad movie, runs into the bar and says, this is my boy. This is my boy. You're, you, you think your son's so great because he can play football. Or like whatever he says. Like, that's not... Is this is going to be sad. I don't even want to watch it. You should watch it so you see Daniel Day-Lewis do his thing because this is probably his best performance just because yeah. of what he's doing, because he's doing that cerebral palsy thing while portraying the character. And it's not like he's doing a cerebral palsy accent of himself. Like, he also he hits that, like, early 20th century Irish accent. Like, he researches these accents. Oh, wow. and lives you got to do an the- accent and give it cerebral palsy. <laughs> yes. That's acting right there, man. <laughs> that yeah. is, Meryl Streep's never done that. No. 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 And it, 
and of course he believes in method acting and he so he lives in those characters and, he, and he's obsessive about the accents and stuff i'm blown away by that guy i watched there will be blood and lincoln and my left foot uh there will be blood is correct yeah that's yeah, just incredible twisted <laughs> yeah i want to watch more of his I, I think uh I, I like movies that are like that they have the sad but they have that like you know at least entertain like sling blade comes to mind as one that made me sad but i also really really liked I love you Whereas more. this one, my left foot, makes me think it'd be way, <laughs> way sadder. Carl. Yeah. <laughs> you sound like a police car. I kind of want to put my arm around you for a minute. <laughs> boy, I love you, boy. <laughs> when he says, I love you, boy, the tears are dripping off my chin. <laughs> At about that point in the film, like, like I've stopped wiping them away, and I'm just, I'm just like, yeah, my tear, my, I'm just, I'm just teary now. This is where I am because it's so goddamn <laughs> fucking sad. I, I have a real hard time watching that thing, but I love the movie, and I've seen. Is it there a, bunch a movie of times. you put on like when you want like an emotional cryy movie that like you're like a go to, or do you just? Uh, I don't care for that. Um, I, I, I really don't like crying at movies. I do it a lot. But it, I try to avoid the movies that, that make me do that. Um, Schindler's List makes me fucking cry. You know, Sophie's Choice, of yeah. course. Um, any movie where, like, there's a, um, that scene in the Will Smith movie uh, where his dog dies when they're fighting the zombies. Um, um, it was that remake uh, of uh, the Legend. Charles Heston movie, I Am Legend. Yeah, like, like, that makes me cry. Often when animals die. Like I've never animal cried as an animal die. Yeah, so, you know, Old Yeller <laughs> gets fucking shot as a kid. That's a tearjerker. Um yeah, man, I, I cry a lot of movies. Let me I do, do a, too, uh, but it's about the victory, not the sadness. I, I cry when, like, Mulan wins. I cry when, like, Elsa <laughs> says that she's going to let when it go. Yeah, yeah. I, <laughs> oh, there was a second there during Mulan where you really thought that she was fucked. <laughs> <laughs> when, uh, I'll make a man Remember the Titans, you. you know, like like that. Oh, when, that's a good Yeah, it's, it's not when they're, like, upset or losing or that. That's not the stuff that gets me. Um, it, it, didn't a guy get hurt? When they the cripple Titans? that guy, yeah. that's yeah. what's sad. When don't they give a fuck. The, the don't QB give a fuck. Show me well, when they that's win. The that's when I get tied in. I get sad during the crippled part. When they won, I was like, <laughs> yeah, but your friend's crippled. Mm-mm, right? No, we won. Fucking high school, you dummies. He's crippled forever. Remember this in six years. You'll be saying, man, that poor fuck who got paralyzed when we drove recklessly. And it's Texas football. We always win, but he'll never walk. He'll never walk. <laughs> yes. <laughs> yeah, it's about. Let the me win. do an ad read here. Go I want to tell everyone a bit. I want to come list. back to sad movies. Oh yeah, I love sad movies. When you drive for the right uh, ride-sharing app, every trip can feel like a walk in the park. With Lyft, you can pick your own hours and work when you want. Lyft can make driving the best job in the world. Only Lyft drivers. Uh, only Lyft offers in-app tipping. When you drive for Lyft, you, you keep 100% of the tips. Drivers have been paid over $150 million in tips since the feature was introduced. Express Pay lets drivers get paid almost instantly instead of waiting for weeks. Lyft has even taken the guesswork out of pickups. The new AMP device uses color coding to help passengers find their drivers. You can earn hundreds of dollars a week plus tips. Want to earn more money? Just drive more. It's never been easier to give yourself a raise. It's a simple formula. Happy drivers mean happy passengers. Maybe that's why 9 out of 10 Lyft rides get a perfect 5-star rating. So... Join the ride-sharing company that believes in treating its people better. Go to lyft.com slash pka today, and you can get a $500 new driver bonus. That's lyft.com slash pka, lyft, L-Y-F-T, dot com slash pka. Limited time only. Turn to apply. It's the future, Lyft. Check them out. Absolutely. The, uh, the, 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 
tipping uh, thing is, is definitely what sets them above and beyond anybody else out there. Uh, it's a really big deal. Are you just doing one ad or two? I'm going to do two. I was, I was pausing for a moment, letting that really sink into the list. Yes. I leave that little pregnant pause there so they know what's up. <laughs> well, I'm going to make it easy for you. Pro Flowers is my go-to for flowers. They're fresh, priced right, and are a perfect gift for literally anyone. And they get delivered straight to the recipient's door. How easy is that? Pro Flowers bouquets are guaranteed fresh for seven days for your money back. Their website is super easy to use. You can schedule your delivery ahead of time for any date you want and get back to your day. And right now, Pro Flowers has a special offer just for our listeners. Get $10 off your purchase of $29 or more. This deal works on best-selling gifts like their 100 Blooms bouquet, a dozen roses, or even their totally unique plant gifts. To snag this great deal, just go over to proflowers.com and enter code PKA at checkout. Do yourself a favor and help out our show by supporting Pro Flowers. And, of course, Mother's Day is right around the corner on May 14th. Don't forget uh, don't forget about your mom. Make your life easier and still make your mom happy by using Pro Flowers. So right now, get $10 off your purchase of $29 or more at Pro Flowers. Uh, but this deal definitely won't last long. Just go to proflowers.com and enter code PKA at checkout to get special Moms I love flowers. I'm sorry, what were you saying? I have used pro flowers before. Anytime I have some sort of an argument, with a, especially with a lady or something like that, like you just go online, you spend a few bucks, and flowers just show up somewhere. You'll forget that they're going. You'll forget you even fired that bullet off, but it'll hit in a day or two, and then you'll get it. Oh, all is forgiven. Yes. For for the low low price of you know just a few few bucks, so Pro Flowers definitely excellent at smoothing over rocky situations in your life, whether it's a an angry girlfriend or uh, uh, you know your your mother on Mother's Day or or you know anything, so uh, definitely the way to go. I really feel like as I'm looking at our list of sponsors here, right? We got a mattress company, a mouthwash company, a flower company. There's the there's the computer thing, Lyft, and the watches. They all in one way or another could help you get laid. Absolutely. <laughs> that's, that's why we pick these sponsors. And we, we, we all have a select group of sponsors in, and uh, through partnering with them, we, we're all getting Except for Woody, who is satiated. He's got all that he needs. <laughs> uh, so, Taylor, want to talk sad movies? You want to do something in between then? I have. What you got? Let me see. Ohio woman guilty of raping a male taxi driver? Ah, did she penetrate him? I think that that's usually the, the what's required for rape. You know, we were talking about manslaughter versus third-degree murder and like that earlier. She He's blew got him. to be penetrated. She blew him. Is that... That's work. not rape. That's not that's rape? Not point. <laughs> yeah, so, so what happened was uh, there was a third person involved. Uh, the, his name was... Fuck. His name used to be in here. Anyway, I remember it being a guy's name. And so I think there's a Carter. The Carter was, wait, Brittany Carter. Corey Jackson was the other guy. Corey Jackson held a knife against the taxi driver's coat. Mm -hmm. He's 20 years old. Held a knife against his throat. And then uh, Brittany Carter performed a sex act on him, which I interpreted to mean blowing. I don't know where I got that from. Yeah. That's got to ruin a blowjob to feel like you could be killed at any moment. Yeah, it could make it better. 
I don't think it was no, a blowjob. I mean, uh, David Carradine disagrees. Yeah, you're being a little judgy, Taylor. Yeah, uh, that I, definitely <laughs> not a blowjob. Something else happened. Like, she could have fucked him with a dildo. Like, that's what rape would be. She'd have to sodomize him um, or, 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 or or something like that. Like, like I don't think it's she still, blew him. Uh, I'd be mean, like, you can get rid of the knife, man. Like, like I, I'll just sit here. <laughs> it's, still very rapey. it's still rapey if she blows him. It's just not legally rapey. That's not right? legally yeah. rape if she blows him at knife point? Because no, rape, absolutely. She is it? Yeah, that's that's rapey rape rape. Right it's there. gotta be rape. <laughs> how you so can be rape. pro knife blowies? I don't know. This goes right <laughs> no, no, we're back. Not to pro. We're just saying legally we don't degree. know. No, no, I'm pretty fucking sure because like like I think there has to be penetration for it to be a rape. Now yeah. you can force sex acts upon someone, but if you don't penetrate them, then you have not raped them. You've done something else that's also illegal. But what about if someone leaves like a mean comment on Twitter that you don't like? That's, that's rape right. too, right? Mm. Yeah, that's right. <laughs> or if what happens to you when you play me in Call of Duty? That's rape. That's rape. <laughs> <laughs> they, they, I, I, I heard this story. They they uh, also stole like thirty some odd dollars from them, which almost seems like this was a real hard sell prostitution thing. <laughs> like, like, hey, you will. Let her blow you, and you will pay her $32. Um, <laughs> but then somebody else suggested that perhaps this is one of those, like, gonzo sex videos. Like, the guy recorded it and wants to, like, sell it online or something or put it I, up on a website. Have you seen the video? Because in both articles I read, it's an unspecified sex act. Yeah, I have not seen it. I, I assume it was a blowjob, too. Yeah, I don't know where I got that, but I really want to know what the sex act is. Anything else would seem a little too complicated. Right, a knife against the throat? Like, I, yeah. I don't uh, know. I, We're all just thinking about it. All, <laughs> I, I'm thinking about what man do you have to put a knife to his throat to give him a blowjob, right? Like, like that seems like the rarity here. That's the surprising part. You tell me a woman raped a man. I'm like, oh, really? But then you tell me that a man had to be held at knife point to receive a blowjob. Yeah. Man, I, I call horse shit on that. The whole thing if about you tell it being... Me so easy for women to get laid, I think is only partly true, right? Like, I feel like if a girl goes out that night hoping to have sex and she's even average looking, she'll probably nail it. But she might have to work a little bit. If, if you just raise your hand at a restaurant and say you'll fuck, will there really be a suitor? If you yeah. did it that way, then there would be. I would stand up and say, yes, right over here. But, it, but realistically, what happens in modern day, I, I know for a fact, is that, you know, you hop on Twinder, Tinder, and uh, you'll find it got real fucking quick, and it'll just be over. Or what girl who's an attractive 20, early 30-something doesn't have, like, eight dicks in a bottle that she can text, right? <laughs> There's, like, eight fucking dudes on her phone who want to fuck her, but she's not fucking them, and they ain't going nowhere. And, any, and if she wants to get fucked, she'll text one of them because she knows that guy. She knows he's not going to get rapey and, like... Uh, or anything like that. She's not going to steal her shit if she meets some stranger off of Tinder. Like, I don't think there are women struggling to get some dick. I saw a YouTube video where a guy tried to pick up girls by asking them out, right? And, and you know, as soon as they're filming it, whatever, and he's like, hey, you know what? You look really nice. Would you like to go get coffee or something? And everyone was like, oh, my God, you're so brave. You're doing this old school. Now, I've been out of the game forever. <laughs> Is it really that, like, outrageous to talk to a stranger and ask her for coffee or something? Yeah. Yeah, I think it is. I think we've reached the point where uh, no one would do that anymore. Why? Why would you? It's like, oh, People let me just 
no reason start a fire with two sticks here on my stove instead <laughs> of uh, you just turn on the knob. So what I, what I don't do <laughs> I like is your like rant. I, I don't remember the last time that I just approached a stranger, but there's definitely been plenty of times where, like, I don't know, maybe the girl you see every day at the gas station or the girl who does your coffee every day, like, you're not building a relationship, but, like, you see that person every day and, and say, hey, have a nice day, and, you know, here's my $3, and et cetera, like, totally ask that person for their number before. I've done that a bunch of times. Like, a person you see every day, but you have no idea what their name is or where they live or what they do outside of this, or even if they're single or committed or whatever, you're just... Going, but but yeah. approaching a direct stranger, that's that's a pretty that's kind of back a in the nineties, like you'd see a cute cashier and be like, you know, you look great. Do you, do you want to do something? Now I guess that's down near rapey. <laughs> <laughs> I guess girls in your class, sense. you can still ask out girls you're in school with, right? Like in college or high oh, school. Oh yeah, of course. You know, like, I don't uh, think there are any girls you can't ask out unless they work for you, <laughs> unless the staffer. <laughs> yes. You've already asked them out. That's how they got the job. That's how they got the damn job. Yeah, Anthony, right, let's talk about House of Cards. Do you have any more sad movies that uh, that you're thinking oh, of? Table? Any more sad? I was thinking movies? of uh, Green Mile, where um, that man, boss. Yeah, yeah. Oh, oh. When Percy kills that rat, I get so like, like <laughs> I I so rarely stand up and like get upset at things on TV. Like I used to, and I was, I'm a blues fan, so I do. I used to a lot, and then I was like, "This is it's never going to get better. Stop stressing yourself." <laughs> and, <laughs> and that's still one scene in the movie where like I'll stand up and get like angry. I'm just like, "God damn it!" Like you, not because of the rat, because uh, John over there, that's all he wanted. He just wanted a little bit of companionship, and Percy, that little cunt, had to take it from him. Oh. Oh, that was Jangles to go to the rat circus. Yeah, that wasn't yes. no rat. That was that was Soika's mouth. Yeah, that was Soika's mouth. Soika's mouth. That's it. Soika's mouth, boss. That that Cajun oh, shit. All he did was cheer uh, everybody up. Liquor show. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's that movie is so goddamn sad. It's great. Um, great movie. I mean, Forrest Gump makes me cry too. You know, for, which part like, of Forrest like, Gump makes you cry? Where like he realizes that that she's not into him at all because he's mentally retarded. There's a bunch of scenes, just kind of the way he gets treated by Jenny, and it it's, it sort of like builds. It's not that like a thing happens and I cry. It it like builds over time. Like he's in Vietnam writing her these letters, and you see that she's just fucking running around fucking Black Panthers or whatever the fuck taking, <laughs> like, like taking taking twelve inches of Black Panther cock somewhere while Forrest <laughs> is over there fighting Charlie for our freedoms. Dude, I. I, the parts that I like about Forrest Gump, like um, when he starts running and all of a sudden like running is a superpower and the braces like fly off his legs into some sort of yard sale scene and, and he just tearing off. And then like I think he instantly ages and like zips by a football field and they're all like, God yeah. damn, right? Like, that's I don't remember shit. much of childhood. They say it's because of my brain. <laughs> That's pretty good, actually. I yeah, remember things when he well, rescues I'm all those retarded. people in Vietnam, like those are the scenes about Forrest Gump that I that, like make me excited. A tear General said, "Thank God you're too dumb to be scared." <laughs> <laughs> I think I think the saddest part of that one's got to be when he uh, meets his kid, the little kid from Sixth Sense. Oh there. yeah, you're right. Now that's the moment that triggers the yeah. crying. That and the preceding scenes where he takes the, drops the kid off at school and yeah, you yeah, remember yeah. his first day at school and then yeah. and then and then the, the the point where I start audibly crying <laughs> is when he visits fucking Jenny's grave. He's like, "I try to do the best I can with our retarded <laughs> 
<laughs> but I'm I'm not very bright, Jen. Eh? I wish you were oh. here. And it's just like, oh my god, this is fucking sad. You got Apple money. Get a smart bitch in there. Yeah. <laughs> just lined up to fucking Mobile to get a hold of that re- retarded cock. <laughs> Forget her ass. Oh, there is this mother. Oh, they're probably like six like presidents, four fucking hero, like like. Like mil- Apple millionaire, you own Bubba Gump Shrimp Corporation. You could get some pussy for us. You don't yeah, have to fuck that been... ass, nasty bitch, Jenny, who's been fucking you over since day one. They would have been around the block trying to get that shrimp money and that in- undoubtedly <laughs> enormous retard cock. I read the sequel to that movie. Like, there's a book that was a sequel because I wanted to know what happened to Forrest Gump next. Uh, he plays some pro ball. He... um. <clears throat> He invents new Coke. He eventually covers an entire oh, town that's a with failure. shit. Yeah, or maybe he prevent. He tries to tell him not to make new Coke. I think he uh, he at one point like the town needs an energy source, and he figures out that the methane that the pigs are creating is an energy source, and then everything blows up and the entire town gets covered in shit. And uh, <laughs> that's the sequel. Wow. <laughs> Well, they didn't make that one into a movie. That would not. Dude, have he been curses good. constantly in the that book. That one, he seems more like an, a public nuisance. <laughs> yeah, yeah, he's a little different in the book. They made him nicer for the movie. Do you think that there were re- actual retarded people who watched Forrest Gump and were like, "Finally, thumb one for us." Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> <I hate what. laughs> and then they and then they uh, they googled Tom Hanks misspelling both words and they realized he's not retarded. <laughs> they see him in big dancing on that big piano and. Yeah. and he can do anything. He's <laughs> <laughs> been cast away, like, beard and everything. I hope he make it out. You know, like, like his whole, they're following the entire arc, like, back to World War II, saving Private Ryan, and they just cry and cry. Like, that's the last one they watch when he dies. They never mention what our people sacrificed in the war. <laughs> we were sent in at first as meat shields. You know, <laughs> told to use nothing but our brute strength to tear them limb from limb. Yeah. <laughs> I have hockey talk queued up. Oh, fuck, yeah. All right, Taylor, yeah. I want you to watch this scene with me. It's a fight involving a goalie. And I think I take the unpopular opinion that the goalie is the real fuckhead in this thing. As Kyle leaves. A, as Kyle <laughs> leaves. It's a hockey fight, Kyle. This, that's what you like about this sport. Yeah, it's the best part of hockey. All right. So uh, you got the link. Yeah, yeah. What, I got it. This for is the a, people a watching, league. yeah, what's going to happen is uh, an asshole in black is going to skate by a goalie. The goalie's going to try to trip him. He goes back again, and the goalie hits him with like the back of his stick. He goes by him again. The goalie hits him with the like the toe, the tip of his stick. And then he starts beating up the goalie, in which huh. the other team immediately gets enraged and has a problem with it. Let's watch. Ready, set, play. So there it is. The goalie's tried to trip him. And there he is. The goalie hit him with the back of his stick. And now he hits him with the front of his stick. Camera goes off, but when we pan back, he'll already be kicking goalie ass. It looks like the white jersey's beating him up, but he's actually trying to pull him off because the black jersey's just staring him apart. <coughs> Taylor, goalie have it coming? Uh, somewhat he did because he tried to trip him there with, uh, with his pad around the net, but then he, uh, the player 
also tried to trip the goalie. If you watch as he, the player skates through the crease, he gives the goalie's right uh, skate a kick with his left foot, like a nudge to try and kick his feet out from under him. And so they were both asking for it in a way. <laughs> and that's really shitty. Oh, I see it. For, I see it. Yeah. Yeah. yeah that, that's really shit. He tried to slew foot him and slew footing a goalie is incredibly dangerous because they don't even have as much protection on the back of their head as players because they don't anticipate to get hit there. And so, and it's also bad because like as a goalie, you're an incredibly specialized position. So you can't just be like, ah, our goalie's hurt. We don't have anyone else. Let's, uh, you just put the goalie stuff on. Like, <laughs> if no, I'm a defenseman. I can't do it. I literally can't. I'll, I, I won't know what I've to tried do. It. It's harder than, it's like, so much harder than you it's think. It's different. Yeah. I always thought when I was a goalie that I would be especially good at stick handling compared to most goalies. And then I realized you have to hold it backwards and you have like a, a glove instead of like, <laughs> like normally have a catcher's mitt instead of a glove. And I'm just like, oh, I don't know. I suck all this sudden. And yeah, yeah, it's, it's tough. So they were both asking for it. <coughs> the biggest douche in the situation is the player though, because if you're going to get in a fight with a goalie, you have to at least like be, do the respectful hockey thing where you throw your gloves down, you square up and you get ready. And then you go, you go at it. All he did was just tackle the goalie onto his back. And it's like, oh, well, this fight's already won. Like, this guy can't get up in this yeah. position. I weigh too much and his pads are too heavy. And usually you don't hit players who are down in hockey. Usually, no. uh, like, once one guy, once the fight goes to the ground, that it's over. In this situation, that was, like, the start of it. The other thing, what about third man in on this? Because there was instantly a third man in. And, of course, you protect your goalie, but you also never third man in. I, I don't know where I stand. No, that, that's just that's just it. That's why he he did that because there's no squaring off to fight with a goalie. The whole other team jumps in. You cannot. The goalie is the prima donna of the team, man. Right, not a third flyers goalie. Will jump in. So you, if you want to get a shot on a goalie, it's got to be cheap because the whole team's coming after you. <laughs> Hextall, that's true. Like I, Snow, that's being, those guys would dude, fight Hext like regular players. That was a different era. Like Hextall was a monster. He loved to fight. Patrick Waugh loved to fight. A lot of those older goalies like to fight. But Anthony's right in that I spent so many years playing goalie. It was nice to feel like a chick at a bar where <laughs> if anybody does anything to you, like I could be totally shitty, like in my crease, just like hacking with my stick on someone's legs. And they're like, ah, fuck. Like, yep. And then if they turn around and do anything, push me, it's like immediately a ton of white knights. Like, hey, <laughs> get away from our pride and joy. He, <laughs> he, we're here to handle this for him now. And it's like, oh, you guys, you shouldn't have. And it, <laughs> it was nice to feel protected. But you're right. Like you need to if you are going to square up to a goalie, you need to know that it's a goalie that, like when Hextall fought, the Flyers goalie that Woody's referring to, when he fought, the Flyers knew, like, all right, let's not invade Hextall's fighting space because he will be mad. He wants to fight. Like, he wants to fight. <laughs> Garth Snow, not too. Not just Hextall. Yeah. Flyers, uh, they're bad motherfuckers. I want to hear the Canes led the league in penalty minutes this year. I think that's no, true. No, the uh, Calgary Flames, not the Hurricanes. Oh, they might have been second, and they were number one in penalty kill. Something like that. Maybe I'd have uh, to look it up again. Yeah, the uh, the Flames this year got this new guy, uh, Kachuk, who's the son of the Keith Kachuk who played on the Blues for years. And he immediately came into the league as a complete piece of shit, just being so dirty and everything. And, like, single-handedly made Calgary a team last year who had, like, one of the lower penalty minute teams. And he just, boom, soared him right to the top of penalty minutes. But uh, anyway, Kyle's back. And I can see that look on I his have, face saying, what, what have, have you done? This is my reading look. I'm reading intensely, looking for the you're wearing a, questions. You're wearing a Blackhawks. I've got one more topic, though. Blackfeet will stomp all over you. It's yeah. going to be rough. <laughs> I, uh, I put my, uh, my bracket Bart. together for the NHL uh, playoffs. 
Um, uh, actually, oh, the, yeah. the Hurricanes were first in penalty minutes. They were. Oh, yeah. I'm, I'm wrong then. I thought the Flames were first. Yeah, no. And they were but... sixth in penalty kill. So, um, yeah, the... <clears throat> go ahead, sorry. Uh, Probert, did you see they scattered his ashes? Yeah, Bob uh, Probert, Probert, he was a, a notorious fighter, <laughs> and For the uh, they spread his ashes in the penalty box. It was really <laughs> cool. They were like, I, I, tell me if I have this part right. Were they retiring Joe Louis Arena? Were they like closing it down or something? Yeah, so Joe Louis Arena, where the Red Wings have played for a super long time in Detroit, yeah. they're shutting it down, moving to a new arena. And, and so uh, they did it. His wife hadn't planned on doing this or anything, but she had a locket with his ashes in it. And uh, they did like this ceremony, maybe last game or something at the arena. And, and sort of spur of the moment, she was like, you know, like I. I think this feels right. And she spread his ashes in the penalty box. Oh, <laughs> shit. Yeah. Am I the only one who holds this for eternity? <laughs> I, am I the only one who holds no like, respect or regards for ashes of a person? Like, they handed me the box of my grandma uh, mm. after she was cremated. And it, it, it looks like a, a Chinese takeout box, but like bigger, you know, like maybe almost maybe 10 inches by 10 inches square and then tall. Um, and I was just like, this isn't my grandma. This is all that other shit y'all burn up in there. Like, like, I don't care what we do with this particular. I could dump it in that trash can over there. Oh, I, you know, I, sure, when I, what we did is we took it to her grave and buried it there, you know, by her head marker and everything. But if it were me, I'd be like, fucking dust bust me up. Like, to, just fucking throw me anywhere. Like, throw me, just throw me away. It's, I, I don't get it. And, and yeah. I just... I, she should have really held on to that locket. Throw me in the trash. My personal theory is a locket full of ashes was not her entire stash, right? Because uh, don't they give you like a around. cubic foot of someone? I feel like she could yeah. refill that if she wanted to. That's true. He was a big man, so there's more <laughs> ashes. That's science. Ah, good good point. Ashes. Yeah, I mean, who gives someone a pinch of ashes? And you know, like that's all hey, you, you know do. What? I uh, I bet the guy who collects the ashes after like week two is so fucking jaded that he just has like a pile of anonymous ashes that he has that he just scoops from the thing in there just ashes you know it. like it because they're never going to know so they're gonna be like, this doesn't smell like his shampoo that. yeah all right so there was this this guy in georgia um and this came out maybe eight years ago and uh he was running a crematorium but he but his furnace his cre cremator or whatever had broken down like five years ago and apparently it's very expensive to get it going again. So he just started dumping the bodies on his property and giving people boxes of ashes. I remember um, this and he, story. And, 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 and what he would do with... Wow. Uh, and he just had a pile of ashes there, like you said. And he was just like, oh, a heap for you and a heap for you. And this, and who cares if it's a little Joe and a little Sally and a little Billy Bob and a little Dave. Like everybody just gets a cubic foot of something. You know, and uh, and someone I remember they were they were they were searching his property, which was rather large. Let's call it 15 acres or something like that in the ponds, buried in the ground in the woods and <laughs> like barrels and shit. Just people buried every fucking where. So, yeah, what you said about like maybe you just get a scoop of something. Absolutely. And, and that just further like adds on to my thought process of like, I don't care about those ashes. Like, I'm not quite sure what the process is for for cremating someone. Do they wheel in? Do they put a naked body in there, or are you in there in a cardboard box or a wooden box? Like, what On are those TV, ashes? It's are always they... the actual coffin. Yeah, right. And so when I see that, because I don't have any real-world experience of seeing an actual crematorium, I'm like, well, that fucking box is full of burnt, very expensive coffin. 
Mm-hmm. Like you just you just spent like four grand on a coffin, then burn it, and they gave you and they're they're to charged you a, maybe a grand to burn your four thousand dollar coffin, and then they gave it back to you in a but it's like insult to injury. This whole process. There isn't some I, kind I of a, a coffin rental place. Like you would it's think illegal. You, you rent the coffin, you have the body in there for the showing and everything, and then when they cremate it. The coffin goes back, and you rent it out to someone else that doesn't want to buy a coffin to burn it. Or I think you can't. I, That's a good I, idea. I, I hear you. I based on you know television, where I learned most of my Law and Order <laughs> stuff. The, you, only one body can go in a coffin. You can't reuse a coffin. And well, who's gonna care? <laughs> <laughs> you know, like hey, I thought that time? too, yeah, right? One at a time. Like at first, you're like, dude, you just let reuse the coffin. No one cares. The dead bodies, etc. But what if the bodies are a little? imperfect right what if they leak a little bit right what uh, if they they're suck all that out are you familiar with the embalming process like you change a only at a high it level <laughs> and you change the liner after the rental you know <laughs> it's like a toilet they, seat cover you just pull it off yeah, yeah, yeah. their body in <laughs> the more that's good idea the though process is morbid as fuck like the whole securing of the eyelids and plugging of the buttholes and like all of that stuff. Actually, like, can, can uh, we talk more about the butthole part? I'm curious. What, what kind of plugs <laughs> do they use? I don't know what kind of plug they use. It's it's not a Doc Johnson or anything. Uh, nothing familiar nothing with. from Dragon whatever that website we got. Ah, yeah. The, uh, oh, man. We were looking at this uh, uh, dragon Bad Dragon. Dildo? That's Bad the name dragon. of the company. Yeah, Bad yeah. Dragon. And they make dildos and other sex toys <laughs> that are... See, so normally, normally a dildo looks like a cock, like a human being's dick. Or something very phallic in, in general. Maybe just maybe it's smooth and it doesn't look like a realistic penis, but it's phallic and it's generally the same shape, it's size, etc. Yeah. Dickish. But Bad Dragon makes like fantasy cocks, so maybe they make like a demon dick that's got like some like nubs sticking out of the bottom, or they make like like dog dicks and horse dicks and dragon dicks. And like all kinds of like half man, half dog dicks <laughs> that are like this weird monstrosity. They make them that ejaculate. So you got like a pump of goo that, that, that you're like <laughs> to make the thing like bust a load inside of you. Like it, all kinds of crazy shit at the Bad Dragon website. So Man, my... having like a dog dildo is so much weirder than just going to the fantasy creature, isn't it? I think, like, I think so. yeah, that's a niche. <laughs> it's definitely yeah. niche. We spent a while on they... the show talking about this and it. It is. Uh, some of those are intense, like the size of a yeah. a, a, a traffic cone. Intense. My um, oh, some of the- my house is hot in here, so my computer gave a message that it was overheating, and I was like, "Oh no, I totally can't like have the show stop recording midway or anything." So I turned some fans on, turned the AC up, and I opened my door because this room heats up from all the electronics in it. And my wife comes in, she brings a fan. She wants to close the door. I'm like, no, no, computer's overheating. She puts a fan on the computer, wants to close the door. And I'm like, no, no, computer's overheating. Like, I got to let the AC in, whatever. And now I realize, like, oh, it's probably the content of this show. (laughs) (laughs) My nieces are here. My my (laughs) sister-in-law came to visit. They're, like, nine years old. My my mother-in-law's, like, I I could throw a tennis ball into her guest room. And, uh, yeah, yeah, so tell me more about the dragon dildos. (laughs) (laughs) So, but, but yeah, now I'm like, that's why she's so adamant about shutting my door. Yeah, because you're talking about... Werewolf cock. <laughs> One of them is a werewolf cock, and I think it's called Fenrir, uh, which may, which is probably some like mythological wolf being or something. F e n r i r. Yeah, they're they're all terrifying. Um, I don't. I, 
just get regular dick, right? Like, like <laughs> I wonder who that is that's really in, like, who really wants one of those, you know? Like, like who goes from the step of, like, oh, like, I, oh, th- this human-shaped dildo just won't do. Like, I need something like a dog or a cat or uh, whatever a minotaur's dick would look like. Like, things <laughs> like that. Cam whores. Cam whores need these things. Yeah, that's one of them. Oh. And, and, of course, they are fulfilling the wants and needs of the creepy guys of America and the world, you know, who yep. also want to see those things. But there's definitely girls who are like, yeah, I want that fucking wolf cock. Nothing turns me on like some wolf cock. Maybe she's like, she has this little red riding hood fantasy. She's always like, <laughs> she's like puts her hood on and gets that big wolf dick out. She's like, <laughs> she likes to walk alone in the park wearing it. Like, like she hears a dog bark in the distance and gets wet. Like, like she, you know, these people exist, I'm sure. I'm sure that it just seems like man, that that's a lot of product for what seems if like it should be a very small group of there people. There wouldn't be a website devoted to fulfilling this need. Yep. There's the a rule thriving is capitalism. Yeah, if the market decides. Yes. New topic. Oh. Yes, please. Sure. So I something think that I... your nieces would like more. <laughs> oh well, perhaps they're into police brutality. <laughs> so, I <laughs> uh, I haven't seen this one in a while. But if I recall correctly, a girl doesn't respond properly to getting uh, ordered, ordered by the police. Let's see what we're dealing with here. I'm on my second watch here. We'll do one more. Oh, the sound. The sound is the yeah, worst part. Hey, that uh, cop's a dick. Do you guys think that he, dummy. he used an appropriate amount of force? See, that's no, that cop's thing. a fucking asshole. Like, like, look at her <laughs> shoes, all right? Like, like, if you know anything about fucking shoes and what, and what it's like to walk in those goddamn shoes, you know that if you try to throw this bitch like you're Ronda Rousey, she's going to take a fucking header. Like, he could have let her down easily. I could take... Real skinny. With, with my limited martial arts training, I could take mm-hmm. this girl down, and it would... When she, it would be very slow and gentle, and she'd be down, and she would know it was all fucking over. She needs to be arrested. She's drunk. She's probably belligerent. We, we didn't get to see what happened before this, but the cops are there, and they're like, hey, you're coming with us, so something happened. But she didn't deserve to get dropped like that. Look how skinny her legs and body are. This chick weighs 105 yeah, pounds. Yeah, yeah. yeah. I, you know, I've said this before, and I don't know how to say it in a way that, that doesn't get misconstrued, but... I feel like there are people you're rough with and people you're not. You know, if, if there's a 12-year-old emo kid on a skateboard, uh, on the sidewalk where you're not supposed to be skateboarding. That's who you lay into. <laughs> you know, like, that kid can be brought to tears with right, your yeah. voice. Like, you don't have to rough that guy up, right? If there's a girl, like, she didn't hit, she didn't scratch, she didn't pretend that she could take the cop. She was a little resistant, I thought. You know, he, he was sort of pushing her around and she wasn't like, whoa, whoa, let's talk. What can I do for you? Like we talked about earlier in the show. But also, you know, the, the way he slammed her is more appropriate for a guy who's trying to pick a fight with a bouncer. Yeah. That... Yeah. He threw her. He threw her. He threw her to the ground. Uh, that's not cool. Uh, way too much force. And it's just another reason why, like, our cops need to make more money so that we have a higher caliber individual filling those roles. <laughs> Same with teachers, right? Like, everybody's like, oh, the police. Like, like, everybody wants to defend the police at, at every turn. Same thing with teachers. But the real answer to both those problems is those people need to be making $85,000 a year. 
and then we'll get some real fine fucking high caliber individuals filling those positions that won't throw bitches on the ground like this. Yeah, I mean, devil's advocate, Kyle. Those heels are pretty sharp. They can be dangerous if used mm. as a yeah, what if she, what, He was afraid of the up kicks. That's what it was. So he wanted to make sure that when he threw her, he knocked her unconscious. I see. Yeah. I don't know. She looks like a threat. I have, to, I have to relitigate this question. Um, Anthony, <laughs> help me with this. Let's say hypothetically we've got a healthy human male with a knife in each hand, right? And a tiger with no teeth and no claws. <laughs> now, he has a knife in, now he has a knife in both hands. I'm just saying for the record, that's the situation. So you let me keep going. I'm going to start off in a rear naked choke on this thing. <laughs> <laughs> but but anyway, you, got, you got a knife in each hand, a tiger, no, no teeth, no claws. Who wins this fight? Wow. I, I got to say the, the guy with the knife... Yes, that's what I'm talking about. I'm on your side. And they all yeah. thought I was crazy. Knife guy. <laughs> that was enough for Kyle to leave. Yeah, <laughs> Kyle got disconnected you off of that. Get, you, you'd get banged <laughs> up good. You know. like, I just, but I'm like, the only guy with I, death we, blows in this fight. No, we're, no you're, we're, you're woefully underestimating the strength of a fucking tiger. What's like, he going to do? You, I, no no, claws, no, no. If no you teeth. look up a picture of a shaved tiger and then see if you're as confident because it's not just cat body. It's jacked out of its mind. Like, it, it doesn't need claws to deal yeah. with you. It just, like, it hits you with, like, the meaty part of its hand. And first of all, it's coming at you faster than any human is able to react. So just, like, you're, you're done. And you're immediately knocked out. It's, like, what cats do is they jump on your back they, he, it would gum the back of your neck pretty bad, <laughs> and I bet that its jaw is still strong enough to break your neck. That's not a shaved tiger. <laughs> That's, you know what? If you fight that guy with two knives, I got full confidence in you. <laughs> 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 kind of you know, he could, too. like, there are some subtleties there. Is it, do you square off right, right next to each other? Because that thing can hit you like a freight train if it has running room. Like, so if, if he's coming at you from 50 yards away, I don't know. Then maybe I might have to give it to Tiger on the first hit alone. But if you're starting off right against each other and, and you know, the cage door opens up and you're right there, I don't know. I'd give it to Knife Guy. Imagine taking a headbutt to, like, the chest from a tiger like charging game. at you. Just giant but, tiger <clears throat> skull. Look, here's one right here. You're done. I still feel like, you know, the oh, tiger's so fucked. Wow, I have to fix the cameras. I don't know how That's long a Kyle very will be. big cat. He's cold. Beavis. Right, Beav. Um, I would love to watch it, like someone fight a tiger, but they would never allow it because, like, one animal expert would come in and be like, I know a lot of MMA folks feel confident about this. I assure you the tiger <laughs> will win. It's not an issue of if, it's an issue of when. And my when is three seconds after it begins. You know, like, <laughs> that's what it would be. Are we, are, we, are you still looking up shaved tiger pics? Me? No. Well, because Kyle left. The cameras are on the wrong place, so I'm trying to fix the... Kyle, you, oh, here's a picture of a lady who turned herself into a tiger. Oh, not God. in the real way, in, like, the crazy way. Like, insane <laughs> yeah, people. Yeah. Let's me link you to this. Uh, oh, my God. She even put... Or he, she, I have no idea that the gender of this individual because they are unrecognizable at this point. Yeah. Look at That's, those metal studs as whiskers. It's freakish. Oh. I don't know what people are thinking. 
I know Caitlyn Jenner finally got the uh, the surgery. Got what the, surgery? Yeah, got turned into a, a female with the, all the uh, got the male organ eliminated and finally went the full distance. Oh, Jenner. I is that true? I, had, I didn't know that. Oh man, yeah. that's sad. Did she keep know. it? Bruce Jenner. God's sake. What they do with it? <laughs> what would you want them to do with yours? Like, oh, like, I'd, uh, wanna, I'd wanna keep it. That um, guy from the shopping channel might have it. Bruce Jenner's penis, ladies and gentlemen. <laughs> One at a time, I, limited <laughs> offer. I feel like it'd be a really cool idea to have a mold taken of it so you could still fuck people with it. <laughs> yeah. They, I mean, I, hopefully he did that, right? You know, they make those, it's called Clone A Willy. That's the product. So you can take a mold of your own cock at home Shit. and then they'll make a dildo of your cock. So that, like, when you're away uh, and the wife must play, you know, she can find something familiar, I guess. Oof. Well, they, yeah. they don't even t cut it off. They turn it inside out Yeah. Uh, inside the guy. And then they, mm -hmm. they take the scrote and they make, like, the various things. It's just the weirdest. Oh. They peel that bitch like a banana and then stuff it back in oh. and you fuck that. <clears throat> like, oh. have you ever watched footage of a surgery? And like your any kind of surgery, not just gender or sex reassignment, whatever, like where you imagine surgery being like, oh, and then they cut deftly into this and then they put that back in and they move this here, move <laughs> that there. I watched a fucking knee surgery gif and this guy had a metal rod and just a hammer. And it was like yeah. a surgeon trying to hammer the knee back into its place. And he's just, ah! <laughs> <laughs> Look at John the Henry, the surgeon. Around. Yeah, the nurses are standing around, which tells you, like, this is normal. This is what <laughs> they do. And it's like, oh, my God, this is not the year I thought it was. It's like, not delicate, it man. They, especially with those joint surgeries. They do. They take hammers and these big, like, chisel-looking things. That bang, bang, bang. This is fucking surgery? What? Yeah, it's crazy. I, I'm and so I'm the, nervous for the guy because I'm like, you're gonna chip off too much. The osteo like, guys are like the jocks of the surgery world too. Like they're always the big strong ones, <laughs> the ex athletes, and they're the people who like fuck with big shit. You know, they're not like sewing vascular stuff back together. Hammers, screws, and nails. They're construction workers. Yeah, they're with, using with, hardware. With surgical yeah. masks. Yeah. I, I, it seems like a DeWalt would be a totally, totally appropriate tool, you know, for those oh, guys. Man. Every time, every time in a movie or something, I see them break out the bone saw. I can't oh. help but think, like, man, I bet that's better than a fucking DeWalt. Like, I've got a reciprocating saw, but there's no way it's medical grade. I'd like to get my hands on that thing right there. I've even got an air-powered reciprocating saw, but there's no way it's as good as what that doctor is using Notch, to cut off that human leg. Notching some plates with a bone saw. I was thinking about the bone saw when I was watching Lincoln a few days ago where there's the, the scene where the guy sees like that pit of limbs and I'd never yeah. thought like I, everybody knows when it's like Civil War shit it's like you get shot or you get a bad scrape it's like well because we don't understand what germs are it's all gotta come off <laughs> like and so they did that and like I never thought about like how many people would be walking around without limbs and like there'd just be pits Full of arms and legs that people yeah. lost. Like it's holy shit. That like I always thought like World War One would have been the worst war to fight in. No, Civil, Civil war, war changed my mind. World War One is is a second place, but Civil War would be the worst for sure.
Yeah, I remember. I've heard about it recently. Someone was was telling me about something they'd seen on the Civil War and something about this big battle where there was a no man's land and the the uh, the northern the Union troops had to like go up a hill across exposed territory for like a couple hundred yards into southern gunfire and they're just getting massacred in this field and night falls and they're all out there moaning and begging for water yeah. and one southern soldier is out there like going from man to man giving them water and nobody would shoot him and I think they called him like the saint of whatever battle it was you know let's let's call it the saint of whatever hill or whatever the fuck as he was out there and God the suffering and all that and and Man, that was yeah. That was a really shitty war. Uh, I, I think I about like the impact of those slow-moving, heavy musket balls, and it's it's just so much nastier than a high-velocity rifle impact. It's. I don't it's, know. I know through my experiences uh, playing Battlefield One, that's a pretty mm. crazy war. Uh, World War One. Yeah. <laughs> when they break out the Martini Henry, the, it is. Yeah. That, <laughs> all the trench foot. black powder, motherfucker. That's the. Gun- <laughs> You ever see Zulu where they like slaughter three thousand? Oh yeah. yeah, that's insane, Thank Zulu. God. Yeah, oh, true just, story, isn't it? Just slaughtering yeah. waves of these guys. That, yeah. I used to wonder what that looked like exactly because when I hear about old school battles, right? Like, like uh, what was three hundred? The Battle of Thermopylae. Do I have that uh, right? Um, um, yeah, <clears throat> yeah, the Thermopylae. The, uh, the the what do you call like it? The gates. small pass and the whatever. hot gate. Yeah, the hot gates. So. Weren't there like a hundred thousand Greeks? I can't think of many modern no. wars with a hundred thousand. There, there no. were three hundred Spartans, and then there were like a couple thousand other uh, Greeks from city states. But there were like, like they they say millions of Persian soldiers, but that's probably like old timey math Crazy. where they're like, right? how many could that be? I mean, nobody's ever counted this. High. <laughs> like, <laughs> what could it be? What's what numbers high? What's the highest number we have? 900,000. What, what would be higher than that? I don't know. A, a, bu- a, bu- a million? Like how many, how many people did were in Normandy, right? Like 10,000. I don't even know what a good number would be. Oh, way more than that. The invasion was huge. It was tens yeah. of thousands of men landing. More. Twenty yeah, thousand, thirty thousand, more, more. Yeah. Well, 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 you got to like, like the initial beach invasion might have only been a few handfuls of thousand, maybe fifteen thousand or something. But they kept landing men, you know, for days and weeks to come. They, they you know, they, in in the in they call it D Day plus plus, you know, and then they count oh. the days after D Day. So it's a much bigger number than I thought. One hundred and twenty-five thousand were killed. Allied and German combined were killed, wounded, or went missing during Normandy. Almost half a million. It says this is on D-Day. On D-Day, 156,000 troops in Normandy. Um, Oh, and then it breaks it down. 73,000. What is this? The American forces numbered 73,000. 23,000 on Utah Beach and 34,000 on Omaha and 15,000 airborne. But yeah, anyway, 156,000 total, 73,000 Americans. Um, that's bigger than I thought. But like, I, I hear about these wars where like hundreds of thousands or 500,000 people supposedly were there. And I just think, how does that even work? Like, Hell, what does the front like, line yeah. look like? Are there picnics up one block back? Just like, yeah. <laughs> you know, yeah, there like, have to be. There have to be. But the supply lines have to work like that. You know, it, maybe up in front, we have just absolute hell on earth. But mm-hmm. 100 yards back that way, 
it's got to be a casual fucking conversation. It's got to be like, yes, they're dying quite badly up there, aren't they? Right? Yes, yes, they are. <laughs> I'm like, nervous like it, about it when that be. gets to us. You know, yeah. I hope our guys are really good. Because <laughs> in everything I've read, I don't think the Spartans were shooting arrows back. It was the opposite. You know, they were the ones under the, uh, the, uh, the archer fire and such. Um, and but, but World War One, they had that just a stalemate for literally years where they were on each side of those trenches and it barely moved and uh, just back behind your lines was command and control and hospitals and people just kind of hanging out. Yeah, yeah. That, I think that that's such a weird way to fight war because it seemed like in the old days it was like, yeah, we're going to war and we'll yeah. be back when war is over. But, but, you know, from this day forth, we're in the war and we're fighting. And then you look at like... Uh, I watched uh, MASH back in the day. That was Korea. And uh, you look at Vietnam. I know more about that. And the guys are like, yeah, uh, two more weeks, and then I get to go for R&R. Like, they're going to fly me to, you know, Japan, or, uh, yeah. Japan or, or South Korea or something, and I'm going to get, like, pussy and liquor and, <laughs> like, a, a nice room and, like, drink with my buddies. And then a week after that, I'm back here in hell. <laughs> Like, like that was a new thing. I think when that started happening, like, like that must have been. That's so weird to me to to put myself in that guy's shoes. To to those those two contrasting things. I certainly wouldn't turn down that R and R. Like you beg for it, you do anything mm -hmm. you, could, you could do to get it. I would think, but it still has to be weird mm -hmm. to be like, yeah, tomorrow I'm going. Just imagine how afraid you would be if like today's Friday and tomorrow, if you make it back from this mission, there's liquor, beer, and pussy oh. to come tomorrow, and, and even more. You want to raise it to the next level. We're going home tomorrow, but we got to go on a mission today. I'd be like, "Fuck today's uh, mission! Light <laughs> me up! Like, 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 take, put me in jail! I'm not going on a mission today if we're quitting tomorrow. That's fucking horseshit. I'm not going out to pitch yeah. the first four innings if you're just gonna forfeit the game. <laughs> like, after no. a weekend going to work Monday sucks. Never mind getting to leave where you're fucking and then having to go and get shot at again. Yeah. <laughs> Oh. It was better than like the way the Japanese handled it. Where like in World War II, we'd be like, "All right, you're shipping off to England for a couple weeks for to you know get a little relaxation before you're back in it." The Japs, it was just like, "Oh, you just stay in your holes, stay in your holes and fight until you die. That's if you have to fair. eat, if you have to eat one another, so be it. Yeah. But don't give up that shitty little hole on that island you don't even use for anything." Yeah. Like, <laughs> Yeah, the Japanese were fucking scary. I think the Japanese are worse than the Nazis. Oh no, better not compare anything to Hitler. It'll be a major deal. I think you're right. <laughs> I think the Japanese were worse than the Nazis, though. They 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 performed vivisection. Um, they, there's that I can't remember what it's called. It's like Unit 808 or something. That that like Japanese military medical group that tortured systematically people. You know, they freeze people to death to start a study hypothermia. They'd oh. infect you with this plague or that disease, and then put you in X condition or Y condition to see how things uh, took. And if you survived, and how long you survived, and what happened to you as you died, and like like maybe they get you to X to to maybe two hours of hypothermia, and then try to save you. Oh, we can save a man two hours in hypothermia by doing this. Don't do that Oof. though, or they die. And they would just use people like that. Now after the war, we wanted all that research, so we spared the people who did it. It's like, oh, did you torture our men for <laughs> like, for three years to figure out some cool stuff? Well, we'd like that information. We'll we'll put that to good use. And Nazis sure, you did that too, people. though, with uh, Mengele and all that, where he did all those twin studies. And we still like, even though he was an evil fuck, it's still like, well, we should probably at least get this information so that we know what he knew 
scientifically because we will never do replicate these studies because they're evil. Same thing with Warner von Braun, you know, the the guy who got us to the moon, right? Nazi rocket scientist, the guy who was designing the V2 fucking rockets that were pummeling London and causing all that mayhem. He's the one we brought over here and got us to the moon. Now, I, I'm kind of on his side and, and all of this because like, I've read about him a bit. And, you know, he's got all these quotes. He's like, you know, when he first made the first V2, he was a rocket guy from like an early age. It was his passion. It's what he loved. And when he first made the V2 and it worked and like as a weapon of war, it's this missile that fucking goes and blows some shit up somewhere. He was like, it's perfect. It's everything I dreamed it was, but it missed by a quarter million miles because he wanted to go to the moon. You know, even during the war, that was, his, that was his thought process about this whole thing. So we get him over here and he, he went to the moon. But, but yeah, a lot a of s- dirty, dirty shit happened after World War II. We're talking about war. I want to segue into World War III. Very well. The, uh, <clears throat> next week. The, the, someone on, on Reddit did this really clever, like, hey, World War III, the roster's been figured out. And um, they, they look at, <laughs> they look at who's on different sides for the U.S. strikes against Syria. And I look at this and I'm like, this is pretty accurate. I think this is about what World War III would be. Russia, China, Syria, and Iran against UK, Germany. North Korea. Yeah, I guess. Yeah, North, North Korea. North Korea will join in. Like, 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 let me just play out the random <coughs> scenario. They'll be the Italy head. of World War Three. Yeah, they would. Yeah, um, where they switch and, teams at the very end. Same thing that fucking happened to his ass that happened to Mussolini. He got caught by his own men, beaten to death, hung, and then pissed on. That's what would fucking happen to him if they ever get their hands on him after everything he's done to them. But yeah, what would happen? You know, we got 20,000 troops there in South Korea. If we're in a world war, like we'd probably pull them out and put them somewhere else and that weaken South Korea and then North Korea seizes on the moment, tries to invade and all that. So yeah, you'd have a huge, scary or, war. Or is... Uh, is North Korea, I mean, is South Korea an important launching point, like a place in that part of the world where we fight oh, China, yeah. right? Because oh, that's what I'm thinking. The you don't, most important right, so that, that, that's kind of what I was saying. It wasn't really a question. We would not leave South Korea to fight their own war with North Korea. Instead, no, we, no. Would, we would keep South Korea they would, and They'd be like our China. Israel in the Middle East. You know East. what MacArthur wanted to yeah. do uh, during Korea? He wanted to, to drop, I think it was 50. I think he was like, I need 50 atomic bombs. Yeah. <laughs> and it's like, what for, Preto? And he's like, I want to draw a line from, uh, across the Korean peninsula that the Chinese can't cross. I want to irradiate so much of the territory between North Korea and China that it is a barren wasteland a la Fallout the video game that men cannot walk across for 50 fucking years. Let me do that. And I'll solve your Korean problem. Sounds and great. You're fired. <laughs> <laughs> uh, I think that happened. was a little aggressive. How yeah. does this war go? Uh, it depends if it goes nuclear or not, right? It, it, then, then the world ends. I worry about China's manufacturing capabilities. Like that, the, the, the fact that America has outsourced making shit, um, like that's one of the most frightening parts of the whole deal. To we make. still make our weapons, though. We don't outsource that. We make some good weapons. I think uh, China, China's too, China yes. is too entrenched now in capitalism and in doing business with the world. They weren't back in the 50s during uh, the Korean War and were, were genuinely happy about uh, going in there and fighting us in, in a proxy war with Korea. But now they're a business powerhouse. They're capitalists. They're not the, the commies of the 50s anymore. They, they depend too much on stability and the United States and everything else. I can't see them possibly risking everything they've worked for and all the, the uh, movement they've made in the business world to defend 
a, a fucking tumor now is what yeah. North Korea is for them. It's a problem. They know they got to deal with it. I don't. I think they would take out Kim Jong Un for their own convenience before we ever had to. We got to come up with some kind of a deal with them. Uh, I, maybe we give them something in the South China Sea, and Japan just has to swallow that fucking pill, and they handle that North Korean situation because that's the scariest thing there is. Syria is just a fucking sandbox yeah. full of cat shit. Um, North Korea is the real like starting off point for something that's like globally scary that I would worry about or that you or anyone else should worry about. And like, like, like <clears throat> as far as human rights abuses and stuff, like. There's no clearer, like, massive scale case anywhere on Earth than North Korea, you know, where it's like nowhere else on. Yeah, they have concentration camps still. They have work camps where it's like, oh, your family. I watched some documentary with like a bunch of uh, North Korean uh, people who uh, left and now they're being interviewed by South Koreans or whatever. And they're saying like, yeah, like I, I escaped and I just have to hope that my family didn't get killed. Because the fact that I I escaped means that everyone basically in my entire circle was killed. Yeah. And and then another guy was saying like, yeah, and I'd planned to escape with my with my mom or my best friend and told my mom and my mom ratted me out because she thought that, you know, she'd be killed or maybe she might get some more rations for food if she did. And it's like, no, it's not even like you bitch. It's like the family structure doesn't even exist there, really. It's like you get the food we give you. You do what we say. And it doesn't matter that your son sell him down the river because if you don't, I'll torture you. I'll I'll publicly execute you in front of everyone. One guy told a story about his own. It was either brother or father being executed in front of their entire work camp because he had tried to escape. And it it's just baffling that we don't like. I, I don't know what can be done about it though. Like I guess China's got to take some. China's what if you kill that guy? What if we? What if we? What is if it we... as bad as it as they tell us? It, I, I don't know what to believe, right? Like it, right. throughout all it's of human horrible. history, the family structure has been important, right? Moms love their children. It's it's biological, right? King John Un can't make moms not love kids, but propaganda sites can tell us he can. You know, every time someone's bad, they tell us he's a madman, right? Oh my God. If I hear madman, that particular <laughs> insult, madman, I think you're full of shit. You have told but me this is a guy everyone's a madman. Yeah, claimed he different. invented basketball and that he did all sorts of ludicrous things. Like this, this guy is personality. genuinely a madman. Like he's, he's someone worshiped. who the entire country's under his thumb. He wants to be worshiped as a god. Like, but, have you, ever, like you, you can't make mothers I not don't love believe their kids, that but they you believe can scare that, them. Right? I don't believe that anyone believes he got an 18 the first time he ever played golf. Why wouldn't they? Why wouldn't they? Because <laughs> they're not no, none that of them actually stupid. Believe it. None of them actually believe it. They don't have to be it. stupid. It's just what they've been told always. They don't have any outside media. They're not, they're not fucking double-checking this shit. They are told, and it's fucking handed down. Because it doesn't guy down the, the street. sniff test, right? You know, there, if you told there me are, that There is Trump, a myriad of things we've all know, been told by those above us, and we all just believe them. Not, not that kind of bullshit. Sure. You ever seen Antarctica? Yeah. I haven't. But they tell us it's there, so it's there. They could do the same thing. To, Kim Jong-un is doing the same thing to them. He shows them pictures of things that don't exist. He shows them videos of like, like nuclear wars that, uh, against America. They said his body is so efficient footage? that he doesn't poop. He doesn't poop. No, he doesn't poop. They believe they, it. They that that nobody, might have come from it, the movie The Interview. I'm not positive that one's true. But I don't think most of them believe it. But at the same time, it's like n- most of them aren't going to be having conversations. of like, do you really think that he doesn't poop? Because like there's... 
any conversation you have in that world that's been created for them is potentially life-threatening if it goes against any of these, you know, grains that they have in place for you. So even talking to your best friend of, God, this place fucking sucks. I, I wish I could just run out of there. Even that little see, sentence. Did you see enough. that documentary they had on um, the people that go over there from uh, the West, from the United States or, or Great Britain, uh, eye surgeons? Yes. And take care of the cataracts? And what they do is... When they're taking the bandages off after the surgery, they have a picture of the great leader. Yep. And the first thing they see with their new eyesight is the leader. And they're just like, fuck the doctor that actually did this. They're, they're thanking the great leader for their new eyesight. These motherfuckers. <laughs> you remember what the old lady said? They take That's these crazy. bandages off. This old lady said, and she, uh, eyes. These people are. Some of these people were blind before this yeah. happened. Some had one eye. Some of them had like severe degeneration. Milky where they, vision. Yeah. yeah, they had all this. This guy, had, this guy, the guy, doctor had like three days to do like 250 eye surgeries, and he's doing them round the clock to do this. He's working his ass off for the betterment of others for free. And they, he, he gives a a church. Like imagine a church with pews. He gives an entire church their eyesight back. This old woman is is bowing down in front of the picture of of the great leader, and she says. Thank you so much for my eyes, great leader. I will work twice as hard in the salt mines now. I will mine so much salt. I, that's exactly what she said. And but when I put saw on that, a show. Like, yeah, like they have, so the when the great leader the died, there were like competitions almost to for who was wailing the loudest, right? Who was, who was showing the most people, grief? They murdered some people who didn't. There were some guys who weren't crying enough, and they killed those fuckers. Well, that, that might be true, but I, I imagine those people, in my head sure. anyway, to make sense of it, as being indifferent or just you know not showing any remorse. The people who go over the top, you know, to be crying, to be wailing the loudest on their block, are putting on a show because for some reason that's just built into the culture. I, I yeah, it's an entire culture ruled by fear, and so it's like. Of course, if you put me in North Korea and they're like, hey, this general died and you better start crying your fucking ass off when he walks out or you're in deep shit. I'm going to be wailing I like I just watched the Green the Mile. Picture, like, though. Like it, it is a huge part of it. it though, I'm not saying it's not part of it. I said it's not the whole picture. I'm saying that like, right. if I'm trying to wail the loudest on my block, I'm doing more than just not getting but in trouble. But why? You're doing that out because, of fear. Because there's a certain status of being the most connected. Perhaps I'm respected in this culture by being the most emotionally distraught. There's a, there's a competition to you know, hurt the most based on the death of this guy. If it was just fear, they'd be like the appropriate amount of wailing, and that would call it good. <laughs> That's not what I've seen. What I've, what I've read and what they always say is that there are people who go out there and, and cry a lot, and that just ain't good enough. And those people get fucking murdered, put in their gulag or whatever the fuck they, they do to you. Um, and there's definitely plenty of people who are out there like telling their kids, like, go and you cry hard. Mm. You cry so hard that it hurts. Or what happened to Jimmy might happen to you. Remember Jimmy, who just kind of cried for one day and then they, they saw him playing with his sticks as he was wont to do. He liked his sticks. He loved those sticks, but they shot him in the head. If they know. still have any, scary. If, if, if they still have any humanity left in them, they have to be able to reason it out that it's bullshit. I think it's the same thing as when uh, they heard that final shot, Hitler's final suicide shot in the bunker. The first thing a lot of them did was light up a cigarette, you know, like because that was. But wh where was the respect that after he was dead that they showed him? 
minutes before uh, he was killed. Yeah, once that's you done, think he died? then I think you, you get back to what you're doing. Who knows? If Kim Jong-un got waxed out of the whole thing, uh, would they come around and be like, oh, thank God, we can act like humans again? You would hope so, and I think a lot of them would. I don't think yeah. that if you killed him, it would be like you killing their Christ, and they would all rally That's up what I've and been be saying. like, to the last man. Well, we all agree with that, but mm. what we don't agree, but what I believe is that they are absolutely brainwashed right now. Many of them are. They believe he is a god. Especially because they the have older no, ones. They have no evidence to the, the, the contrary. They have none. Right. Very They're living cut off. They might as well be in medieval times. This th we talk about going back in time. Remember when I was talking about going to the Papua New Guinea and showing them fucking Independence Day and seeing if they buy it? That's what's happened to these people. I wonder if They've they're been that get effectively cut off. Like I know we're told they are, right? I'm not gonna. When we want to that. get shit into them, they fly helium balloons over with USBs. I mean, <laughs> there's a black market for count for for counterfeit goods and like if you want to watch The Water Boy, for example, maybe you're a big Adam Sandler fan, but you're north of the wall. They catch you with some Adam Sandler shit. They put they kill you. But they I wonder. They kill these. Okay, people. so the question is, how yeah. many people have seen an American movie? You know, like I'd say a lot of them have. Some, like I was watching one as and <clears throat> a girl was being interviewed, and they were like, "So you 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 get uh, Western media over there at all?" And she was like, "Oh, it's incredibly dangerous to get Western media, but they drop." Like Kyle said, USBs, and that's a huge black market wow. for them. If they catch you with them, you're just fucking done. Are you and she said bees that like that honeybees. She, USBs. Oh, oh, I'm like, yeah, you, like American honeybees are, 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 are like I picture them. It's like a <laughs> paramotor with a balloon. <laughs> 101st B unit. <laughs> I'm like, this can't be right. All right, yeah. So the USB, no, the thumbnail drives, I'm right? The and, They're not called the lady, USBs, but anyway. Or the woman was saying, she's like, uh, oh, I really loved Friends or Seinfeld or whatever show it was, and she's like, the only way I could watch it because I was so scared is I would take a blanket and put it over the top of my TV and put the whole blanket over me and sit there at night in the dark with the sound on as low as it would go and watch like Seinfeld or Friends or whatever like that. And it's like, holy shit. Like, and she mentioned, and maybe it was a different person, but she was like, uh, when asked about how much people really buy into the deity thing, to what Woody's point was, she was saying like, especially younger people aren't buying into it as much. Because there is, in the last like even decade, there's way more media getting in just because technology's advanced to the point where you could send someone a whole fucking season on a little tiny thing of, mm -hmm. of Western media. But old people, it makes sense that like a 70-year-old, if there are any 70-year-old North Koreans, that they would be more in it. Because if they just, if he got killed and it was ended, and someone said, yeah, your entire life has been pissed away and it was a lie. Like, of course, that person yeah. has a little bit of a vested interest in being like, no, everything I was told my entire life couldn't have Bro. been fake. I couldn't have wasted my life or had somebody waste my life on my behalf. Like, I just so can't I imagine. I can't imagine getting beaten with a rifle butt to... <laughs> 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 like, you know, your, your door busts open. I'm out that Jerry and I'm... The summer of George! <laughs> <laughs> All right, let me do a uh, 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 one more advertisement here, and then maybe you want to talk about your uh, your workout regimen over there, Taylor. Yeah. Past few months, we've been working a lot with movement watches. We love them. You guys love them. So I asked myself, why do I only have one? You see, movement offers different colored bands, faces, different styles for each of their watches. 
Movement watches start at just $95, so do some quick math. You could have a couple of movement watches, and it would still be a better deal than just one of those department store watches. Get a blue one, a white one, maybe sandstone is your thing. Whatever your style, Movement has watches and bands to match for every outfit in your arsenal. There's no hassles. Just order online with free shipping, free returns, and a 24-month warranty. So join their more than 1 million social media followers and get a Movement watch today. Go to mvmtwatches.com slash pka today. And they will give you 15% off your entire purchase. That's mvmtwatches.com slash pka. You want to look good? You want to get laid? This is the watch. Yeah. Feel free to steal that tagline, Movement Watches. Have like very great, either three or four of them now. I, I, I am a fan. So, yeah, Taylor, you've been working out? Oh, sorry. oh, I thought you were going to do Casper. I thought I'd already done Casper, but I definitely haven't. So let's talk about Casper mattresses. (laughs) Casper mattresses are obsessively engineered American-made mattresses at a shockingly fair price. And now you can get $50 toward any mattress purchase by going to casper.com slash PKA and using code PKA. It combines supportive memory foam to create an award-winning sleep service with just the right sink and just the right bounce. With over 20,000 reviews and an average of 4.8 stars, it's quickly becoming the Internet's favorite mattress. Free shipping and returns to the United States and Canada. You can try Casper for 100 nights risk-free in your own home. If you don't love it, they'll pick it up and refund you everything. Designed, developed, and assembled in the United States of America. So, get $50 toward your uh, mattress purchase by going to casper.com PKA and using code PKA. I sleep on a Casper mattress every night. I could not be more happy. Um, it, it's It's... The next level mattress, and and honestly, like as good as the mattress is, as high quality as as it is, and I will say this, it hasn't gotten the like lump in it that like previous mattresses always got. It hasn't gotten that divot where I like to stay. That ain't gonna happen either. <laughs> um, I really love this thing, and and all that being said, the best part is how conveniently it shows up, becomes a bed, and then the packaging goes away. It, it just doesn't get any easier than that. I've done it the old-fashioned way, going to the store, sitting on a mattress for five minutes, waiting on a delivery guy to bring it to the apartment, and then watching them assemble it and like disrupting yeah. our whole day. No. This thing shows up in a brown box. You flip the box until it's in your bedroom, cut it open, and then watch it expand, and you got a bed. Good no stuff. fuss. No muss. Great. great. Problem mattress. solved. You can get rid of your 14-year-old mattress. It's about time. You should. There's like 60 pounds of skin cells in there, according uh-huh. to an internet post I read uh, in 2004. And 13.9 million unborn children. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Very yeah they'll, let you, they'll let you try it out for 100 days, but I can't rent a coffin. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> That's a great line. <laughs> I, uh, I saw something before we move on to the, the workout talk. Uh, I linked it there. Kim Jong-un just ordered 600,000 people out of Pyongyang, which is a quarter of their population there. And I haven't read to see why he did it, but I thought that was interesting. We were just talking about it, and he just evacuating, did it. He's evacuating his biggest city? Yeah, 600,000 of the 2.6 million people there. It uh, says that among those who were chosen by authorities to move are people whose relatives defected to South Korea, had been jailed in a prison camp, used drugs or counterfeited money, and produced, distributed, or sold pirated films from the South. I have the answer oh, here. They, population control was the pretext of the latest order, but in reality, the purpose is to purify the North Korean capital and allow only the loyal elite class to live there. 
Uh huh. In other words, they're even they're running out of food. Yeah. <laughs> even be. the capital's running out. That's probably I didn't think about that. That's probably exactly what it is that they're yeah, like. Oh, that, uh, there's that a picture that you always see of uh, Korea at night and South Korea is all lit up. And then you see yeah. the distinct border and then darkness with just the capital kind of lit up and a couple of um, uh, things on the shore. But for the most part, there's just nothing going on up there. Yeah, it's a real shit situation. But <sighs> anyway, Kyle, so you and I recently we've been talking about getting in better shape and working out and eating healthier and, and, and the like. And yeah. I, uh, I was trying to find like the way to just do home workout shit without having to buy a bunch of stuff. And kettlebells seemed like the, the thing to do, the, mm. the hip thing. Joe Rogan's a fan. Joe and Rogan, he's neat. Yeah. And that guy's um, got abs at 50. So Yeah, and I, and I <laughs> did like some research into it before I bought him, and I've got a few now. And it, it was saying like all the things were like, if you're you know, a 35-pound kettlebell, will be enough for you get to get a fucking crazy good workout. And I'm like, I don't know if I buy this. You know, I'll, I'll buy a 35-pound one and I'll see. But I'm pretty, you know, strong, big, strong guy. Do you guy, buy them in so pairs or singles? Uh, singles. Okay. Singles. Because it was cheaper to do it that way. And I figured, you know, I'll buy one. And then if I need another one, I'll buy that. But I got this 35-pound one. And I was doing just, like, the normal exercises for, like, getting used to it. And holy shit, this is fucking hard. Like, you're holding it in a way that your your body isn't used to. Like, I, I used to work out with regular dumbbells that have a stipled grip on it. And yeah. so, you like, you got a nice grip, and you're able to, to move it around however you're doing it. Balanced. And this thing is, I got the 35-pound one right here. It's super, super smooth cast iron. And so, you immediately get sweaty trying to do this thing. So, you're holding it constantly. This one's 35 pounds, and it feels like so much more than 35 pounds and it makes you do this shit like uh you have to hold it out like at arm's length yeah and, and do a squat like 15 times and yeah, like course, maybe yeah. that maybe sounds four, exhausting maybe four <laughs> into that like and it said do it 15 times for this uh this exercise set. i got four in uh for the set and i was like oh my god like i'm in grievously bad shape <laughs> with this like it's not like like this is bad news bears for me like i, I thought i was gonna like come into it and be like all right so you just kind of heave it up and then you you move it and you're good and it and i i, I kind of went back to that exercise too much because i'm like that's where i feel comfortable just going like this <laughs> like, <laughs> i feel very good but all the exercises i'm trying where it's like what you're gonna do is you're gonna grab your kettlebell and then you're gonna pretend that you're picking flowers from something 60 feet above you and you just got to do it 30 times and it's like oh my god like this is such a these are all so simple but the fact that you're doing all this balancing at the same time makes it so hard so yeah. i'm i'm enjoying it honestly it seems like, like you it, should wear protective footwear while you do this like you need steel-toed boots for this exercise oh, I, I am i'm wearing just regular tennis shoes and that's going to be uh that's a, a one strike in your out policy for me. <laughs> <laughs> uh, i uh i would I was moving plates around the other day wearing sandals, but I was so conscious of the danger that I could potentially be in as I grab a 45-pound plate and slide it off the barbell. I'm like, I'm not going to drop this motherfucker because my toes are down there, and it will cut them off on this concrete floor. It'll just cut them off. It'll oh, yeah. cut them the fuck off. Remember that fucking Mel Gibson movie, Payback, when they're smashing his toes, and the guy goes, ooh, starting to look like roast beef. <laughs> you don't want that It's like happen. playing against Sidney Crosby. Uh, you know what I find amazing? You know what I find amazing as far as that's concerned? Without even thinking about it, when you drop something heavy, you you can just bloop 
move your foot right out of the way. Or if you drop something light and valuable, you can move your foot right over it yep. or under it to, to block uh, it from hitting the floor. So many times it's I've done that. It's just an amazing yeah. coordination of your eyesight, muscles, reaction. Until you try and stop a heavy thing. It's nothing for it to, <laughs> to move that distance. And you've made all these calculations in the meantime. Have you done that where you drop something heavy and you do the foot try and catch it move and you end up just <laughs> dropping it on your foot? And you're like, God <laughs> damn it. No. I've done that before. I've done that multiple times. Where I think like I underestimate how heavy like a box is I'm carrying, and I try and like lessen the fall, and it just ends up smashing your foot into the ground. It's. Have you ever yeah. seen someone drop something expensive? Oh yeah. What's the What's the most expensive thing you've ever seen dropped? Hmm. Uh, my friend knocked. It wasn't. It wasn't dropped. They or I guess drop is what we're looking for. So I'll or maybe mishandled. Let's go with a mishandling of a piece of equipment that resulted. They in knocked a into a. Like one of those decorative wooden tables uh, that just kind of like has something nice on it and had this giant crystal. It looked like a trophy, but it wasn't a trophy. It was like, yeah. you know, those crystal sculptures that we, if you look at it from a distance, it's like, that's an ornate vase. And then you go and look at it and you're like, there's no vase here. There's no purpose for this. This is just <laughs> a thing. And yeah. they knocked that over. And it obviously, it didn't shatter the way I thought it would. I thought that kind of stuff would be like, Kss! but no, it's just like, boom. And then like four pieces. Yeah. Like, in, in four pieces. I, what uh, were you thinking? Most expensive uh, you've dropped. Two. Neither one of these were actually drops. Um, I didn't tell anybody about that baby. Um, <laughs> there was. They one found time, out when the reading tests came around. Yeah. Um, Richard was. Richard Ryan was doing a shoot, and uh, his camera is like six hundred thousand dollars. His slow mo camera. And uh, wow. And, and the guy running the shoot backed over it with his car. Oh. Uh, and broke the lens, and just the lens breaking was like an eight thousand dollar mistake. And, uh, and the guy was like, oh, shit, did I break it? And they're like, yeah. And they're like, well, how much? And like, eight, 10,000? He's like, all right, well, I'll, I'll take care of that. You know, you know, he just wrote him a check for eight or $10,000 or whatever. But then the, and then the other thing, kind of related, we were on a shoot in New Mexico, and uh, the guy who owned the tank also owned the 50 caliber uh, M2 machine gun that was on it, and he wanted to, like, be the one to put the barrel in. To like show us, I guess, that he knew how to do it, despite the fact that like a couple of people in my party were ex-military, and I've taken an armorer's class on the M2, so I kind of know what the fuck I'm doing. He wants What's to an put M2 the barrel. Like? Uh, it's it's the 50 caliber mach belt-fed machine gun. Oh, okay. Mod and uh, when you put the barrel in, it's got this little detent, which is like a nub sticking out on the barrel, and it slides in a groove, and then it when you twist the barrel, it locks the barrel into place. And he's ramming this barrel into the, oh. the weapon until he breaks the detent off. And we're like, well, that's what happens <laughs> when you do that. And it comes down, and he's like, broke it. And we're like, we know. <laughs> we watched you do it. Oh. And uh, some, somebody's like, well, what kind of machine gun was that anyway? It was a fucking transferable M2, which means it was made pre-1986 worth like a hundred fucking thousand dollars or some shit like that like something ridiculous and uh, and he, he broke a s serious part of it that, that was so he had to buy it oh he owned it already he just made oh, it fucked up his own shit and it meant <laughs> i couldn't <laughs> that gun that day it's oh, not expensive sucks. like it, it's different it seems related to me i worked with this guy 
he'd been a Cisco guy for like six or seven years and he'd always been like a shining star, you know? So he had all these awards and trophies and like, you know, bonuses, like San Cisco gave you a bonus. They also got you a trophy and it would form like cube decorations where you'd line your stuff if you were like a superstar. And that was his situation. Anyway, he got divorced and for like, I don't know, maybe two months, he wasn't a shining star anymore and they fired him. And uh, I was there for it. And like, I, like, you sort of knew what was going down somehow. And he went into our boss's office and he came out and uh, he grabs his trash can from under his desk and he just scoops all these trophies and sweeps them into the trash can, sets it under his cube. And that was the last time I saw him. He just walked oh, away and it was over. Yeah. Well, you and, definitely wouldn't want trophies from the job <laughs> you got fired from. I had a hard time with that. Like, I had a, I had this trophy that was nice. It had, like, marble balls. And as you accumulated more of them, they, like, went up these roller coaster tracks. Oh, like, you're stacked against each other. And they were, like, <laughs> pool balls almost, you know. But And if you get to the top, you get a pizza party. <laughs> <laughs> no, they each came with, you know, whatever, like, four-digit bonuses or something. Not huge, but... But, you know, the, I liked them. And, uh, and yeah, these balls were, like, stacked up or something. And, and after I left, I was like, do I even want to? I don't know. I never did the cleaning out of the cube. I ended up just donating all my shit to other people. Because like, when I left Cisco, that is all about me now. But when I left Cisco, I didn't, like, quit. I was like, let's take a – you could do a sabbatical there. So I just took, like, I forget what it was, maybe three months off. I don't think it was six. And – to see if I liked left. being a full-time YouTuber. And at the end of it, it was like, ah, I'm done. And they're like, you know, my cube was like, I had a double cube, I think. It was bigger than other people's cubes. And I, I had like bought a couch from like home decorating stores and, and vase and like it was all decked. It looked like a den, you know? Like I remember that day. Yeah. I remember the day that you like, uh, like that was your last day or whatever. It was all said <laughs> and done uh, when you were leaving. I was in uh, Jacksonville. Seems like Georgia was about to play Florida, and it was when that fat bitch tricked me into thinking that she wasn't fucking fat. Came up to my hotel room. <laughs> oh, you were rused. Yeah, yeah. <laughs> yeah, and uh, people were just like, you know, what are you going to do with all this, like, office furniture and stuff? And uh, I was like, yeah, fucking fight it out amongst yourselves and keep it. <laughs> it's like the old days, though. You'd have to have the box with your name plate and a plant <laughs> yeah. and something, and that was like the you're fired... Uh, Leaving the office thing. Yeah, I would just bolt. Screw it. You didn't even have, like, a cubicle job. You did heating and air conditioning, and so I'm sure that... You didn't have to take a quick <laughs> sabbatical to decide if you wanted to quit that and to do the radio. <laughs> I imagine. No, I, every time I got fired, I just left whatever the hell was there. Uh, there. It couldn't have been that valuable, and <laughs> I'll just get something else. I, I, I didn't want to be reminded of it or anything. I, when I got fired from Sirius XM, there was nothing there. I'd been there for 10 years. Nothing was there that I needed. It was just... Goodbye. Really? I remember this old story from like a really old o &A you, didn't, you didn't have like a you were, picture of someone you were fond of? or like Nothing. There was not a possession. You, there were things that were yours, right? Like one day you brought in your own scotch tape or something. I don't know. You know what? Nothing that I needed or wanted. I would bring in a laptop every day uh, and take you, it with me home. That was it. You so, didn't have like a hoodie in a drawer for when that bitch turned the AC super down or anything? 
I probably did have like swag there and just bullshit that I, I really didn't even want. But it wasn't worth that, seeing yeah, people years over. And I didn't, there was not one thing there that I wanted or needed. It's kind of sad. That's kind of <laughs> where I was too. Like I was just like, I, I don't know. Like it wasn't that I had nothing I wanted. I had nothing there that was worth the drive. It was right. like, you know, like, yeah. you know, oh, did I have a kid's drawing with a thumbnail through it? Or a thumbtack, I mean to say. Yeah, probably, but, like, nothing if you're a parent, worth, children's drawings are not in that short supply. You know? no, nothing was worth me going back yeah. and having a security guard looming over me, <laughs> seeing everybody watching me clean <coughs> anything out, and taking that horrible walk to the elevator. I, I, nothing was worth that, so, uh, fuck it. I was done. What was that? Like, what was the conversation like when they said you're like, do you knew it was coming? Yeah. It was an email. It was a fucking email. I got fired by email. And then I <laughs> called up management and said, really? You emailed me my firing, <laughs> bastards? And, uh, and then they were like, yeah, well, you know, uh, you know how it is. They, it was, it was it's not me. It's upstairs. Like, whenever we were in meetings, they would always point to the ceiling and go, you know, it's, it's, who? What? what <laughs> give me a name. God? There's always you know, <laughs> It's the Lord's that will. lived above the lights. You know, no accountability or nothing. So there's no one to blame, no one to yell at, nothing. You're just... Yeah, they're structured that way on purpose. Right. That's Did why the mob couldn't take them down. I, I remember an ONA story when you were talking about your... This is an older one where you are talking about when you did the heating and air conditioning and how you would have to shit in those five-gallon buckets spackle in the back. Buckets. Yeah, in those spackle buckets in the back of a van. And I had yeah. no I, I had no idea that's what workers had to do because I've never oh, done it. it terrible. But... We would show up on some of these job sites that didn't have the portable toilets and didn't have anything. Yeah. And we were there right after they studded the place out to put the ductworks in the chaseways and everything before any other trade got in to seal up the walls or run plumbing that we had to get past or anything. So... We were there before anything was there. Uh, and, and we would have to take spackle buckets if you had to take a dump. It was uh, no privacy. So yeah. you, you have to go into the van and actually shit in your own work van. <laughs> hey, hey, it's my bucket! Yeah, yeah. <laughs> That's why you never opened up uh, a spackle bucket on the job unless you were mm. one of the spacklers and knew there was spackle uh, in it. When <laughs> I was a young teen, not pooping was my superpower. Like, I could go days and days and days. We went on a whitewater rafting trip for seven days long in the Grand Canyon. And on day one, they explained to us, like, the poop bucket and the procedure to clean it out. Like, you had to poop in a bucket and then, like, go in the river and there was bleach involved or something. And I don't even remember exactly what we were supposed to do. I just decided early on, I'm not pooping this week. Like, like, not me. I'm not going to do that once. Did you just not eat or you just hoarded like a... I, I, I was much like a musket in the Revolutionary War where I would just pack it in. I can picture Woody at the beginning of the trip yeah. going over to a tree and eating lots of leaves and things to clog himself up. Lots right. of pine needles. We need layers of cheese at the bottom here. Yeah. They form the dam. <laughs> the rest. Hey, nothing but cork for three days. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, and... Uh, and that was my superpower. I didn't poop. And then we went to the hotel and I was like, all right, now's good. And I pooped in civilization. 
I think I Man, pooped once so on that survival trip we went on. But that was just because we weren't fucking eating any food. Like, like, just, you know, a little bit here and there. It wasn't enough to need to poop. Yeah, awful. I don't I didn't poop a lot either. I pooped when I got back to your house. Enjoy that. <laughs> I tell. Yeah, right. I tell. It's, it's never been the same. Guys, I hate to have to uh, leave this party, but, uh, yeah, I have a heart out at 10. Okay. But, very uh, well. Andrew well. have you very yeah, much. Always on. do. Tell us yeah, about what you're up to. Blast, uh, hanging out and talking with you guys. Definitely, man. Pimp Anything something. Where can everybody find you? Before you go? What's that? Anything that you would like to pimp or mention before you go? Some uh, website? Just compoundmedia.com. That's it. Compoundmedia.com. And, uh, yeah, that's about it. It's cool. fun to watch where Anthony's bread is buttered ac- across the episodes. <laughs> like, oh, yeah, I want you to know all about my latest pay-per-view podcast. I want you to know, yeah. hey, compoundmedia.com is on the rise. <laughs> that's it, I'll man. check them out, compoundmedia.com. Always fun having you on, Anthony. Thanks Thank a lot, guys. I'll talk to you next time, man. Yep. Good night. All right, see you later. Do you guys want to watch this Thor trailer? I, I-, I love this fucking trailer. I'm down. Uh... I haven't watched it yet. I haven't seen it yet either, so I'm kind of excited about I'm it. I'm not going to end up liking it. Probably. I think they did a good job. I'm all, I'm all squared up when oh, you yeah. guys are. One moment, please. All right, ready, set, play. Now I know what you're thinking. How did this happen? It's a long story. I fuck her with the antlers. Asgard is dead. So badass. It's main event time. I like the Hulk dressed up in armor. I think that's yeah, him. yeah. That's because so, so it, this was this is from the comics. This is from the com- they're on this fucking planet that's like uh, they have these gladiatorial games. Like like that's they just fucking fight and they have super beings fight each other and they've captured the fucking Hulk and they got him all armored up with like a giant hammer in one hand and a huge battle axe in the other and they're Hulk sized. Oh, it's so great. And then and then uh, um, uh, Kate Blanchett looks fucking awesome. I really. I would do awful, awful things just to suck on Kate Blanchett's titty, just for a who, minute. Who, uh, who is she in that movie? Like, what's her villain name? Like, I don't remember. She... The, the, I really don't. The 
like the antler queen or yeah, that was yeah. her. Yeah, she didn't she have the antlers ant- in every scene. Not in every scene. I think that's her like uh, uh, super scion mode. You know, she uh-huh. that that's when she really ticks thing up things up a few notches. Does anyone else not that's like Loki's outfit? outfit? His his antlers. Uh, it's very praying mantisy to me. I don't like it. Uh, to me, it's stupid. And I, and I feel like the character is not supposed to be that lame. He's supposed to be a formidable foe. You're supposed to see him. He's a boss character. But in that outfit and maybe that actor, he's a twerp. Is he a good guy think? now? No, is he's he... not. He, he is a, he, he's, he's, he's somewhere in the middle, but he's definitely closer to evil than he is good. Clearly in that scene, he has like come to that planet. He has sided with Jeff Goldblum, and he's sitting next to him on the couch watching this fight go on. But look how far apart they're sitting right there. He's <laughs> definitely there to break Thor out of that planet. Like He's going, I guarantee you this right now, having just seen that trailer... Loki is going is there to help Thor because like a greater enemy has clearly arisen and destroyed Asgard and Loki wants to own Asgard. Hmm. Yeah, it's gonna be a good movie. It looks like they took a page from Guardians of the Galaxy and made it real like fun and kind of eighties retro and the music's real real poppy and it looks like the the colors even just in in, in everything we saw like those masks and the costumes everything it looked colorful which uh, like and fun. Which Thor is this? Like which, no, 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 like uh, one, two, three. Ah, uh, this is probably three. Uh, last time I saw Loki was during Avengers 1 when the Hulk beats him up. And he was definitely yeah, the bad guy. That I didn't care for him in that movie either. I think technically, I think, I think they teased Loki dying in the last one. Um, I watched the last Thor movie on a plane, though. And man, the end of it was just, when is this going to be over? I wasn't really yeah, into it. But neither one of them can die, right? Because... Thor and Loki are both gods. Yeah, you can die. Right? It, it, it depends on your definition of a god, right? They're not gods like... This isn't fucking Jehovah, right? Like, not like he, Jesus. Thor yeah, can't, yeah this, this isn't that kind of god. This is just a, a... And it's been kind of explained throughout the whole Marvel universe that, like, this isn't... There is magic, right? There is magic. It is its own separate fucking thing, though. I don't think what Thor does is magic, though. It's more like advanced technology. Like, remember when they're analyzing his hammer and stuff, and they're like, can't tell exactly how this works, but... There's something going on here that makes it work for sure. Like this isn't just magic, like like out of nowhere, like uh, like Scarlet Witch or whatever her name is, who can who like can actual actually do magic. Like I don't, so, I don't think sometimes it's- they ask you, hey, could Thor beat this guy or could that guy beat Thor? And the answer I get sometimes is he's a god, as if that ends the discussion. It doesn't at all. No. Yeah, yeah. that's he's only a god because he's from like another planet. He's an alien. He's an alien, not a god. It's just. He's a lot Isn't fucking his tougher. Dad, like Odin or something, Zeus. Yeah, yeah but he's only Odin. a god to ancient humans. When they like came to Earth back, you know, hundreds of years ago. Oh, it's it's a god because he can fly and he's got a magic hammer and if you shot him with an arrow, he'd just take it. But he's not a god. He's just a, a super powerful alien. That's if there was pick. a planet that I could oh. go to where I was the god, I, I wouldn't hang out on, on Earth anymore. I'd, I'd go live there. That'd really? Be I don't even yeah. like getting that much attention on my YouTube fame. <laughs> you know, like not, not sucking your dick like it's fucking sugar uh, all day. Like, 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 and that's what it would be? Yeah, it'd be, it'd be like, come suck on my god cock. It cures cancer. Like everybody as far sucks. as you know. I want to see a Thor movie where, or maybe an all the Avengers movie where it's like versus the judeo-christian god ah jehovah they, is real yeah they have to take on the lord uh of the jews and abraham and the christians like you gotta you gotta take them him on that'd be but, a tough fight i'm gonna give that one to god 
Does he? But I don't know. Because what kind of powers does he tough. have? Uh, omnipotence and omniscience and omnipresence. <laughs> but you have but, to cut I mean, back on some of those. I want to see him have, to have demonstrated those powers before. Like, okay, I get it, I get it. You can make it rain for a really long time. But, I mean, Aquaman has no trouble with that. Yeah, what like, you, you'd have powers? to tamp down the, the Judeo-Christian God's powers because if you just went by, like, Old Testament rules, mm. Thor and the whole gang would show up and be like, we're ready for you, God and Jesus and the rest, and, and he'd be like, like be of done with you, and they'd just explode to death. Yeah. So you have to move his power down. Mm. Yeah. Uh, I don't know how low you have to go. In the end, they're going to make Thor and them win it, which has upset a lot of people. Actually, that would be hilarious. <laughs> <laughs> if, in the end, if in the end, like, God makes a misstep and ends up beating himself. like, Oh, would God be- would win, right? And then, like, uh, here, here's how I'd write that. God wins. He kills all of the non-immortal uh, Avengers, and let's just say that Thor is a god. He goes to hell and uh, makes a pact with Satan, who's probably on the same power level as Thor, and together they overthrow God. Maybe the devil wasn't a bad guy after all. And then the devil helps him, and then, and then the devil like snaps his fingers and brings Tony Stark back and all the rest. That's like actually that. probably how they would do it, is they'd reunite with Satan, who would be like, I imagine, a cooler, more powerful Loki who didn't have to wear a hat because he just the most has horns. beautiful of all the angels. He'd be like Jude Law or something. He'd look like Sting in Doom, just wearing like a thong, like, like muscles rippling. Like, yeah, that's Lucifer, like the best-looking guy you've ever seen your entire life. I'd want John Cena to play Jesus because the way God would work is like he would, he would take form of Christ as he was talking to everyone, and then almost like that uh, chicken attack video, he just flips back up into light and becomes God again when he needs to. This, this is someone needs to be jotting this down. These are good concepts. Should know and they're going to run the at, at the render pump the and superhero movies. can bring you to the end of your luck. <laughs> <laughs> that video is so fucking good. It is so funny. Oh my God. So, so I don't know if Woody knows, but there's this like Asian yodeler. <laughs> Who's been yodeling for like a generation or something? And <laughs> okay. He's like mildly, he's very niche, right? There's like there's probably like a thousand people in the world who are like, oh yeah, Hop Singh, he's the best yodeler of all time. We buy all his all his shit. And uh, is it is it the Shmoyo guys? Who yeah, I'm it? linking it right now. I don't. I, yeah. I don't. I bet we probably can't play it because it's Shmoyo ho. Yeah, they Sorry. made a music video with this guy singing a song um, about a chicken attack, basically. And and just what he does is like. There's a ninja robbing some people, and all of a sudden, the yodeling old man shows up, walking, all like badass with a chicken, and he starts yodeling this song to him. He's like, "You should," and finally, and the ninja's like, "The fuck is this?" And he's like, "Chicken attack!" And he throws the chicken, and it transmutes into a fucking white ninja. It's a white human ninja, and that white ninja starts karate fighting him like it's Bruce Lee or something. Like, in a chicken like, costume. Yeah. In a chicken costume with like the, the red uh, thing on its head and everything, and he, he defeats the black ninja. Uh, it, it, it's really fucking funny. And, and then the yoga Sounds is, so YouTube. Like something that would never be on TV but wildly popular on YouTube. Yeah, man. <laughs> it's, uh, I, I liked it a lot. And... Uh, I, I went on and like watched all the old guys yodeling shit from like back in the day. Like Me these tiny four twenty p videos of like a young man. He's fucking you know out in a field somewhere, walking, smiling at the camera, and like just this voice that comes out of him. I'm not into yodeling. Angelic. <laughs> he has a beautiful voice. <laughs> he really does. Like the way you can like change pitches or whatever and, and that quickly just, and have it be such like a staccato kind of thing where it's like there's no amping into different 
uh, pitches. It's just yeah, pop, 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 pop. It just right up there. Of, yeah, uh, it spikes of different like tone and 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 volume. There's no like, uh, like like it's not a flowing kind of thing. It's very impressive. I thought. Mm-hmm. I don't know. And that video is hilarious. Recommend it highly. If you were to get a tattoo, right, gun to your head, do either of you have tattoos now? None. Nope. None. What would you get? I've thought about that so many times, and every time I think about it, I'm like, ah, I, I always come to the conclusion, it's like, now you're wanting to get a tattoo for the sake of getting a tattoo, because you're not even that sold on the idea you're having, mm. where I'm like, oh, I'll just get some, like, cool sleeve of designs or something, I don't know, and it's like, eh, do you even want that? No, no, you don't. You don't. You just saw someone with a tattoo and thought, that looks neat. I- <laughs> I, I, so I've had different ideas, right? If I'd ever gone All-American as a swimmer, I would have gotten this like a particular like eagle with things in his claws and shit that I would have gotten. A lot a of pair of goggles. Go, <laughs> a lot of people <laughs> who go All-American get this same tattoo. And, um, uh, but that didn't happen. And um, there was a time when I thought I was going to get the YouTube logo as a tattoo because it was kind of a big thing for me. And then I was like, the golden play button. If I ever get a golden play button, it's like my Oscars, right? That I will get that. And now, I don't know. I'm not really down with that anymore. Now you're um, like, I already have the gold play button. I don't yeah. need the tattoo. <laughs> right now, a gun to my head. Like, so I don't wear a wedding ring, right? But I'm very married. And, uh, but the reason I don't wear it is because on any given day, I could be fucking with like farm equipment or construction or paramotoring. Or you, you can really it. make some injuries very awful. Right. Yeah, you get degloved. I, you get electrocuted. <laughs> I, I've heard about electricians melting them, melting them to the bone. Bad things happen. Yeah, so I just I just feel like a wedding ring doesn't fit with what I got going on, but a tattooed wedding ring, like oh that that seems like a neat concept. I've seen it here and there, and I always thought they were really cool. And also like, there's this notion, the cliche that like the difference between somebody with a tattoo and somebody without tattoos is that people with tattoos don't judge people without them for it, right? And mm-hmm. uh, then it's like aha, but this is like. Like the like the Achilles heel of your judgment non-tattoo haver. You can't judge the family values tattoo, right? The wedding ring tattoo yeah. has to be an exception to the look at that tattooed ruffian uh, law that you have. Sure. It definitely is. That's yeah, not like, like a skull on the back of your neck or anything. Very yeah, different. That, that's, it's yeah. more very of different. an area thing with tattoos. Like it's just as much area as it is content unless you're yeah. getting something that's just bananas like a naked body or like a dick or something, mm-hmm. which of course is like inappropriate and looks shitty and trashy anywhere. But you could get the most beautiful thing tattooed right here. <laughs> And it's not going to pan out. It's going to look horrible. Like, you're going to look like... Like, I, every time I see a UFC fighter... Uh, Conor McGregor has it. He does. He has tattoo up on his neck. And I just want to, like... I would not never slap him because he punched me. Sad. But I want to slap him because it's like... Uh, Bill Burr was ranting in, like, one of his uh, Monday morning podcasts, like, a while back, about, like, uh, God, whoever the dude is who's doing all those NBA tattoos needs to be called out and punished because <laughs> those dudes have the worst tattoos of anybody on the planet and they have more money than God. And if like, and I don't know anything about the NBA. And so I like looked up a few pictures of NBA players with tattoos. It's just like, they're just bad looking. A lot of them just like ugly. And it's like the colors bleeding. And it's like, yeah, like, also, it, I, never like thought I, of, I never thought about the fact that you have to keep up your tattoo. Like you can't just get it once and be like, all right, that's good yeah. forever. That guy, it probably looks shitty or LeBron or whoever I was looking at. Like, it probably looks shitty because he's like, fuck it, I'm not getting it fixed. And so he just lets it bleed and lets it now look like trash. Like, I, I also, I, I don't mean to be racist, but I just feel like tattoos are better on white guys. Or Mexican yeah. guys or whatever. But black guys, like, there's a reason nobody draws on black paper. Like, well, yeah, it, because it, like, there's more uh, 
contrast. contrast. Yeah, yeah, yeah. What they uh, what they do sometimes is they get brands. I've seen that black guys instead of a uh, tattoo, it's a brand. Those and, look uh, awful. They look okay to me uh, if they're done correctly. I would never ever fucking do that. Like like the 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 brand is permanent. People in my high school used to brand as each other. We'll get that right the fuck off. Like there's creams, there's laser treatments. It might be a little painful, might be a little expensive, but you you, you put a dick you on my it. arm, I'll get it off by this time next year, guaranteed. You brand something on me now. That is for life. That's fucking permanent. Unless well, we start start removing sections of skin. I used to surf a lot, and uh, like as much as I was into surfing and it consumed all my thoughts. I was never that into surf culture. I always felt like I was right on the outside uh, compared to like people who were also at my, my same skill level. But there was a group of kids in Ocean City, New Jersey, who would brand themselves. And it was some sort of like, I don't, I don't remember what it was, but it meant locals only, right? And surfers are very territorial about their beaches. And when you saw it, it was like, that is one of the cool kids. That kid is in the most exclusive club in local surfing. And uh, yeah, right. Local <laughs> high school surfing. Not just high school. No, no. This thing carried on. There were like elder surfers, you know, who had had this from 15 years ago, and and you know now, you know, this batch of 11th graders is getting branded and whatever. I am really glad I didn't go for branding. Right. Like, how would I explain to you right gross. now, like, dude, you don't understand how cool this makes me. Like, in in Seventh Street in Ocean City, New Jersey, this means a lot. Yeah, yeah, <laughs> and I go talk to any of the kids walking around there today. They will know. No, not, not, not all of them. Yeah. Only some of them will know. Yes, yes, there are the boardwalk in Ocean City. Free refills all day, motherfucker. <laughs> there are when tens of people who would know what this means. And and <laughs> it's a very exclusive group. So exclusive. Most people Pepper, don't even respect. Yeah. It, it, it probably, I bet they could get endless Dr. Pepper with, it, with that thing. But yeah. um, more importantly, people who knew what to look for would know and like not to steal their waves. But um, yeah, I don't know. I decided if the blues ever win the Stanley cup, I'm going to get a blue note tattoo. Oh, I've talked about some friends with that where if with I, the year or no, would it be what with the year? Like that they win. Would you, would you do like blue note 2018? I haven't decided that yet because like mm. I guarantee what it would probably be is like, woo, blues won the Stanley cup. And I'd be like, yeah, but like, do we do we all really want the tattoo? Like, <laughs> like, like, like that kind of thing. But I'm gonna if I did do it, I don't know if I'd do like a year. I don't know where I'd put it. Like I wouldn't want to put it anywhere too prominent. On your chest as big as the one on your shirt is right now. Just like right this. there, just like that. Exactly. Just, yeah. So, exactly. So that shirt ask tell you, me crazy. <laughs> I was talking to a woman about what kind of tattoo she would get, right? And she said she would get. I forget what it said, but the it was like I don't even remember it. Fourth dishonor. She was gonna get it on where her bra strap would be, like live, across love, her laugh. chest. Yeah, that would work, right? Live, love, laugh, where your bra strap is. And I'm like, maybe I don't know. Does everyone think this? Is this not like a message to a lover? Like that's how I interpret it. Like, unless you're you like uh, a nudist or something, that's the only person who's gonna see it. But I think it's probably a message to herself. I don't, <coughs> you know, her. I'm sure um, that's how she meant it, but. I don't know. I, I, like, dude, if you get like a, a tattoo on either butt cheek that says insert wood, right? Then that's a, that's a message to me, right? If I'm seeing it, right? Jack, that's, that's definitely more intense than a little like, uh, for, oh, I have, I have a friend who has quite a few tattoos mm -hmm. and he actually, uh, was with the girl 
for a while, and they both got that kind of tattoo you were talking about. The um, ring kind. Yeah, it wasn't. You were describing just a ring. It wasn't just a ring. It was like uh, the the first initial of the person they were with there, and like very like detailed lettering like and calligraphy. Like, it, it looked, yeah, calligraphy. That's the word. It looks really nice, and then they ended up not working out. And so when I talk to my friend about it now, where I'm like, "Hey, you're gonna get that removed," and it's, he's just always kind of like, "Ah, yeah, that was a dumb one. Yeah, that was <laughs> stupid." And it's like I, I respect that a lot. Someone who has a ton of tattoos, most of his tattoos are, are great, that, and I do like them. But for someone who has a bunch of tattoos to not be delusional and be defending all of them, I liked uh-huh. to see that because it was like, "Ah, that actually lends your other tattoos more credence because you go, oh, this one, pff, I was an idiot, shouldn't have done that." Like, Did, so. Uh, do you know Casey Neistat at all, the YouTuber? I know of him. All right, so he's a I YouTuber. He made daily vlogs for a while. Stop. CNN gave him like $25 million, and then he's, now he's making daily vlogs again. I don't, I don't know the backstory, but that's the scoop. And he went to a party where they gave out free tattoos. And he was like, all right, I'm down. And he gets one, and I think it said like New York 2017. He's, uh, New York City is a big part of like his – he loves New York a his lot. Ethos, yeah. Yeah, I don't know how to say. I was gonna say sense of self worth, but more like identity. Is it New York and his identity? He's one of those people merged. like like are from New York and L.A. <laughs> where within two seconds of meeting them, they've already told you they're from New York and L.A. because it's so much of their identity. Like, yeah, I know what you're he mean. probably would be, but I don't. I, to me, I like the guy, so maybe I, I have a different lens. Doesn't but, mean he's a bad guy. Yeah. Yeah. So he got a tattoo that said New York 2017, and. Because he already has, I'll make up a number, like 12, 15 tattoos, not all of them big. It was just like, oh, yeah, I'll do that. Like on a whim gets a little thing that he's not opposed to. Where like breaking that seal is a major deal. Getting your first tattoo needs to be like like, done right. And I, I I like his tattoos. I like him so much that suddenly like they're the ones I want. But I definitely don't want to copy him. Like he has one that just says work. Like as a reminder to himself on his arm, he sees it work, like stay busy, stay productive, whatever. I have a lot of admiration for that. But if I were to get that, it would be the lamest thing, right? It's liking his. He has one. I I think he took a trip somewhere. I'm going to make it up. But it says like Augustus, you know, 1997, you know, for the time he climbed a mountain or whatever it is. And I'm just like, wow, that's a that's fucking awesome. Like, Like he just sort of commemorated a really amazing weekend with a tattoo and it's never lost. And I don't know. I, got, I like him to all tat it up. I think it's cool. Uh, I don't know if it's for me, but it's a neat concept. Yeah, it's, it's something that, like, I, I don't know. I, I, I may pull the trigger on it someday, and I know what you mean. Not if interested. I, like, if there's ever a second tattoo, it'll be way easier. But getting over that first hurdle is going to be tough because I just have so much trouble convincing myself I, would, I actually want it. Don't you the, wish you'd just get really badly burned so you'd have a, a reason to put one somewhere? No. My, my thing is the tattoo I want keeps changing, right? So the wedding ring seems like a, a go around that, right? Like I'll, I'll always want that. Um, but yeah, like the fact that I've gone from like YouTube to the YouTube play button to Hello Woodycraft's almost as eventful in my life as in terms of like the ride it provided. Um, I don't know. I've had an idea of a paramotor tattoo, which might look ridiculous to me in six years. You know, like, oh, yeah, I did that for a while. 
Like that could be me. I don't know. Yeah, that's the concern that you'd look back just and be keep like, laying them over it. one another. Imagine you used to have a YouTube logo, then it was a play button over the <laughs> fucking spot. Now it's a fucking paramotor guy. Just keep reusing the same territory. What if I just, just work my way down the arm with like passion of the year, right? You know, like you know, like, businesses I, I, I start come and go. Like people who have tattoos that like mean too much, I'm always skeptical of. Like, uh, like not to pick on Casey, but the one that says work, if that's something that he has, I see that the same way as me getting a tattoo that says on here that says, remember to take your penis shrinking pills daily <laughs> or it could get out of control. And I'm just like, you know, it's just something that's part of my life. I work hard. I play hard. Got a huge cock here. Wait, 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 wait. What am I going to do? Order special pants? So, no. So when I do look at tattoos like sleeves or anything, I always like ones that are just like, not the tribal thing, because that, that doesn't look good, but like geometric stuff and like artsy stuff. Or if someone's like, what's that mean? I could just be like, well, I thought it looked really, really cool. Doesn't mean a thing. I know I a guy like who's the opposite. Yeah. I, I know a guy who's got a tiger on his arm. It looks so fucking cool. He's got the, it's just, it's like the tiger's head, like mouth open and kind of roaring. And then like one paw sort of like, ah, like that. And it looks so badass on his arm. And he's a big guy. He works out. He's got real big arms. And, and it, it looks really fucking cool. But that's not me. And, and, and like you said, what, you can't copy somebody else's fucking tattoo. Yeah. And, right? Yeah, you know? that's a big no-no. I, my, <laughs> my daughter has an idea. Like, to be or not to be, there is no question, right? Because if, if you know, it's from Hamlet, and he's deciding whether or not he wants to live or not. And this is like a persevere on kind of message to herself. And uh, I really like the concept. But I wonder if it's original. Yeah. I also wouldn't want color. I would just want black and white or whatever yeah, it is, gray, whatever they call it. Sometimes. Like it, it, and I, I would definitely not scrimp, right? Like if there was tattoo shop A and it was $300 to get the shit done and there's tattoo shop B and it was $180, we're going to $300. Like, like, like I'm willing to overpay yeah. quality on this. Like this is what I'd, I want you. I want to walk out of here with a tattoo I'm really happy with and I want the guy who did it to be like, wow, that guy overpaid. But yeah. <laughs> like that's what I want to have, and I want it to be. I want, I want the best work I can possibly get. Like I don't. What I don't want is a misspelling. When we got Jeremy's back tattooed to make it say "Don't be," it's supposed to say "Don't be a bitch," right? Because you know, so, you know, like FPS Russia would say, "Don't be beach," yeah. right. you know. But I said it that way to the tattoo artist, so he spelled it with two e's. He spelled "bitch" with two fucking e's, like "beach." And oh. it's on that motherfucker's back for the rest of his life. And it just says, don't in. be a beach. You know what? <laughs> don't so, be a beach. <laughs> as bad as that might know? seem, uh, like, through one lens, yeah. on the other side, like, that's almost the kind of commemorative time period tattoo that appeals to me. Right? There was a time when he was FPS Russia's right-hand man. And I don't know it, about that, but <laughs> I gave him the fucking tattoo. That's the cool part. Dude, he was in the videos. He, you know, like you're shooting, he's the he's loading. You know, he's he's your definitely your assistant, uh, assistant to the FPS Russia. And uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm glad you got that. So like I like that that's meaningful at, at some level, and you know he might. He, he might not regret that. I might be like, yeah, I, I oh, remember no, the time I toured it. with Katy Perry, and you know. That I, I got the Katy Perry tattoo and it was cool. Now, he's got plenty of shitty tattoos all over. <laughs> this is not his worst tattoo, despite mm. the misspelling and the like $120 price tag mm. and the fact that I colored in the, the stocks of the AKs. Um, it's, it's that was you a colored them in? 
Yeah, that's what I, like like I, I thought in the video. That's why I was kind of like casually mentioning it. Like, go into the tattoo place, and I, I tell the tattoo artist, I'm like, I want to fill this thing in. I want to color it in when we can get my boys to to film it. And he's like, dude, first of all, I'm not losing my license. There are health concerns. Uh, there's the health department. I think he might have mentioned. And he's he's like, and that tattoo gun, you know, it was almost like the thing had a, like it was Charlene over there or something. That tattoo gun is twelve hundred dollars, and and. And if it was even dropped, it'd be ruined. And I was like, do you have internet? And he's like, yeah, yeah. Let me show you what I do. And we <laughs> go over to his computer and like pull up two of my videos. And he's like, wow, that's cool. So you hold it like this. <laughs> <laughs> and I'm like, we're in fucking business, boys. So yeah, I, the way I remember it, maybe I stepped on a pedal to make it go. Um, I think that was the deal. And I like, you know, hand in hand to be careful and like got my elbows propped and and fucking like did little circles and, and colored in his uh, his AKs on his back and say we filmed it it's in the video <laughs> <laughs> it's in the video Man, I tattooed my friend yes yeah. <laughs> fucking hilarious That's yeah funny. that was one of my favorite little days that, that was fucking silly I can't believe he agreed to that originally um, we were we were discussing the idea of that video like yeah let's shoot somebody with pepper spray a taser and uh, rubber bullets um, and that'll be a fun video right let's less than lethal kind of kind of deal and uh, I was like, but who the fuck are we going to get to take all this? And I look at my cousin Scott. I'm like, I'll give you a percentage. I was, I'm like, forget like paying you a flat fee. I'll give you X percentage of what the video makes. And it was going to make, it's like thousands of dollars. You know, mm. he's going to make three grand or something to, to, to take this. <coughs> and he's like, no, no fucking way. Three grand, please. And I think we may have even gone to five at one point. No, no, won't do it. And, uh, and we're like, we could probably find somebody in the fucking parking lot, Scott. You're telling me for $5,000 you won't take a little pain and suffering? I bet there's some guy outside in the parking lot who would do it. Sure enough, we go in the parking lot, and the guy at Taco Bell is taking the garbage out to the dumpsters, and there's like a little partition between where we are and where they are. Look over the wall, and my buddy's like, hey, man, you want to make some money? And he's like, what do I got to do? And I was like, oh, my God, we might have somebody. We spell it out to this random guy, and he's on fucking board. I can't, I'm like, I can't believe it. We get his name, get his number and everything. He's going to show up in two days. And we're going to do this thing. So I call my uh, sh- my sheriff's deputy buddy who's providing the, uh, I think it's an X-26 taser. That's the one the cops use. Mm-hmm. Um, might be an M-26, but I think it's X-26. And uh, and I'm like, yeah, we found a guy to take the taser um, whenever you bring it over. It, his name is Bill Jones. Bill Jones. He works at Taco Bell. And he's like, little Bill? And I'm like, hey, he's a short guy. I don't know his nickname or anything. He's like, yeah, I've shot him with this taser before. Uh, that ain't gonna work. He's a fucking criminal. We've had to lock him up on a, on multiple occasions. I have literally shot that man with my taser before. He won't work. And I'm like, ah, oh, fuck. <laughs> so Jeremy really came through in the pinch. I think I paid him two hundred and fifty dollars plus plus the cost of his tattoo, and he endured some it was pretty serious suffering that day. Yeah. Jeremy uh, did not go full Trump on his negotiations there. <laughs> it seems like he left a lot of money on the table. He didn't even come back with a <laughs> counteroff. It was just so he was just mm. sold at 250, and he wasn't even there during the time when we were experimenting with the rubber bullets to determine how serious of a deal they were. Because like, I just ordered them off the internet, right? It's not like we made these things. They're not mm-hmm. cop rounds. They're fucking off the internet. And so we took the uh, bulletproof vest from the cop put like some cardboard liner in it to like make it stand up instead of just falling in a pile like cloth might normally do and then popped it with this rubber bullet from like 10 yards away and it like 
pushed through. It didn't penetrate the vest, of course, because it's a rubber bullet. But it pushed the vest hard enough to like tear big holes in the cardboard, and we're all just scratching our heads like, "Ooh, that's gonna hurt, huh?" Like, yeah, yeah, that's, or, yeah, absolutely. Yeah, Jeremy's a true. Before we end, I want one more topic. I've been dying to talk with you guys about the Syria bombing. Mm-hmm. I'll tell you this: on the night it happened, I um. I thought it was a bigger deal than it turned out to be. Now, I know the school score is not fully posted, right? This game keeps playing. But I thought I, I, I thought it could have been the start of World War III. Like, World War starts somehow, and I thought this could have been it. Now, not, not like a probably, but I was concerned. And then the next day, Russia was moving some ship towards our Navy, and it was like that I could be living in the beginning of World War III. Now that a few days have passed, it kind of feels like he just bombed an empty airfield. People are acting like hardly any planes got destroyed. I've heard that more planes got destroyed than actually are in Syria. I, I don't know what to believe. That can't be true. That can't be true. Uh, obviously, that's where the hyperbole is, right? Like, you yeah. know. We were, uh, we were looking at videos of cruise missiles, and I guess the munition that they used, the particular warhead that they used, like it's an airburst thing. It sort right. of like explodes in the air and then... Like a cluster bomb sort of thing. Straight down, these these cluster bombs go off and like shoot stuff straight <laughs> the targets. And like I would imagine with like a MIG fucking fighter jet that like if you knock a hole in it, like God damn, we got to do some serious they repairs. Have to be fragile, and Bondo right? ain't gonna do it. You mm-hmm. know, like like we can't just take this to a body shop and get her like good enough. Like this probably has to go back somewhere mm-hmm. to like an engineer to fix this shit. Yeah, Maybe Russia would really. They just send more jets. Well, they'd have to buy more jets from Russia. They're not, they're not doling them out for free, right? Um, yeah. I, the Russians don't seem... I, they, call it, they even call it an act of aggression, right? Like, the Russians are going to stand up for Assad. Assad's their boy. Um, but I, I can't see him going to war over him. What's, what's really scary is that, like, now we're there, and Trump's made his own red line uh, that is chemical weapons again. You know, and mm-hmm. there's lots of clarification over, oh, yeah, barrel bombs are fine. Barrel bombs are, are towed... It's, Take a 55-gallon barrel, put some explosives and some shrapnel in it, and drop it from a chopper. That's a barrel bomb. Really yeah. nasty shit, right? Like, like we could all make it in our in our backyard. Um, you know, it's it's not that complicated. It's just gruesome and awful and low tech, and yeah, they use them on civilians. But uh, and so we're basically saying, barrel bomb to your heart's content, but don't drop a drop of uh, chemical Sarin weapon. Gas, that's a, yeah, that's yeah. A it's really saying like it's okay if you you know when you kill your own citizens. Make sure you do it in this list of approved ways, not Absolutely. in this chemical way, which is like it's understandable to want to shut down chemical stuff like right away because that is not like even a slippery slope argument. It's like, yeah, you need to keep chemical weapons on low because we all have the technology now that we could fuck whole continents up with it if we started doing it. But at the same time, it's like, OK, so they could just do this barrel bomb kind of stuff. They can just it's make their own to, IEDs yeah, and kill it, people. And it's that's hard to be not, like, oh, you can do it, but you have to use different tactics when you do it and, and understand that that even makes sense. Or that, you know, like it seems just like bad politics to me. You know, I disagree. Mm-hmm. Like, like, like you got to go back to World War One. Right. And look at the horrors of fucking mustard gas and chlorine gas that was used on those battlefields and how awful it is and indiscriminate. It's just really gruesome stuff, and everybody, and you know, Sean Spicer flubbed up real fucking good, but including Hitler, agreed that we shouldn't use this on the battlefield. Now, of course, Hitler used gas on the Jews and exterminated them, so mm-hmm. when you start 
saying shit like that during Passover, you look like a fucking For people dummy who don't at know, the least. Uh, Sean Spicer said even Hitler didn't use chemical weapons. Yeah, he didn't And then they asked him to, uh, to clarify, and he said something like, Hitler never used chemical weapons on his own people. And then I think the next day he said the right thing, which was like, you know what? I wish I'd never said that. That whole thing was terrible. I undo it, you know, yeah. and you know, like he, he really sort of said you know, mea culpa, but um, I don't get too wrapped up in. Yeah, I think it was like clearly that. a misstep. Not it, he shouldn't he have said it, but whatever. He shouldn't have said it, but but there was there was nothing behind it. Right. There was no like, oh, a little something showed through. Now we know what he's really up to. It was like, ah, he fucking stepped to step exactly. shit there. He that, didn't mean to yeah. say that. So there's a difference to me between like bald face lying about things we all know to be true about covering things that he doesn't want us to know and the he's talking to a mic long enough and you'll say something stupid and and this was clearly just that so i don't i don't yeah care. i was yeah. okay with that um but but i mean he should have like immediate as soon as he said it did I, I think all of our minds immediately went to the jews and the holocaust right right like right. um actually it, i'll admit that it took me a hitch to get there i was like did you know, Hitler used chemical weapons. I guess he's saying not. It's like, oh, right, right. The 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 gas thing on the Jews. That yeah, yeah. Like, yeah. You know, Hitler this... had fought in World War One, and I don't know that he was up against any gas any time. I know he was like a messenger. Uh, I think he fought against the French. I know this. There could have would have been. The reason he had gas. that mustache was so that the gas mask would have a seal. Yeah. Cool. He used to have yeah. a much bigger mustache. Mm -hmm. I've seen pictures of it. Um. So yeah, I, I would imagine. That if he hadn't experienced the horrors of gas and war firsthand to his friends and possibly himself, that he knew about it. It was it was well known. His uh, he knew someone who had suffered from it, and everybody in World probably War probably at that age yeah. everyone did. Like I'm guessing in yeah. the 1930s, everyone knows about this atrocity from the 19 teens. Yeah, you know? yeah. It's, it's just many of the same Fresh people fought in wars, you know, and. Uh, yeah, it's a terrible thing, but Hitler didn't use them in war. And what he said, it was factually correct. It's just fucking stupid. I mean, yeah. it's Passover. It's Passover <laughs> when, when millions of Jews are peacefully celebrating that time that their God massacred all mm. those innocent people. They have uh, they had the first Seder at the White House, which is like the uh, Passover thing, the actual uh, processions or the, the customs. Yeah, that surprised me because I figured they would have had one by now. Did you guys so, think like, that the Syria bombing that, that Trump did to Syria was as big a deal as I did, or did you kind of know that night that nothing would come of it? I didn't think anything would come of it. I didn't think anything would, Syria. but of course I didn't know. Hmm. I, I honestly didn't think anything would come of it I because it was we a hit big deal. and uh, it didn't hurt any Russian interests. We even gave them a warning. You know, got their personnel yeah. out. If we had time. killed, if we had killed a couple Russians, it would be <laughs> a huge fucking deal. But the fact that the Russians got out and no Russians were killed. Yeah, if people don't know, so. Trump called Turkey Moscow and let them know a while ago. Yeah, Trump Trump told Moscow and gave him a heads up, and. Uh, I didn't know that when I was so concerned. Putin would like that, swallow that if, pill. Yeah. He absolutely would. We could have blown that base up and killed 30, 30 Russians and there'd be no World War II. He's a pragmatist. He's not going to fucking do it. You think he cares about all he... There's already been a World War II. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> Is that what I said? Well, yeah. Yeah, <laughs> World War II. Um, uh, yeah I, I didn't think that was a big deal. I really think the North Korean thing is scary because I think Assad is an intelligent man who is fighting tactically and isn't going to do anything crazy or that we would think of as crazy but that guy in north korea is a real wild card and that we don't quite know how stable or unstable he is it's not like 
I don't speak Korean for one thing. So any footage I do see of him, I have I can't take anything from it. You know what I mean? Like when I see a non-English speaker speaking, I can't really get a an idea of their personality and what they're like because I got no idea mm. what they're speaking. Even if there's subtitles, I can't get the uh, which the words they're emphasizing. Yeah. I can't understand the cadence of how they made those sentences flow. I don't know what I, just, I it's like reading a transcript. It, it, the voice is almost might as well not even be there. So I don't know, but everybody else says this guy's fucking crazy. What we do know about him is he is regularly launching goddamn missiles and testing hydrogen bombs, uh, and he keeps his people as slaves. It's a scary guy. I uh, just don't know. believe when things get that ridiculous, and maybe I'm naive, but or maybe I'm the opposite. Maybe I'm a cynic. I, I feel like we're being lied to. Like, oh, everyone in the country is a slave. No one lives a normal life. They're all brainwashed into thinking his body works so efficiently he can't poop. You know, like, everyone in the country is blind to this reality. They all think that he golfs an 18 in the first try. On and on and on and on. I think horseshit. I don't They're think anybody thinks that rebelling. they believe that. I think it's more just that, like, isn't it crazy that he gets all of these people to agree to these bananas, ludicrous, clearly false things because they're so terrified of what will happen if they show even a modicum of doubt with these stories where if they like, I don't know, maybe you shot a 19. It's like whole family executed, done. Don't, do not crest grow. Do not collect $200. You're done. Whole family, whole line. It's just awful. They've been, it's, it's a monarchy. The guy claimed his inauguration crowds were bigger than they really were. We could That's all funny. see otherwise. He was full of shit. I, I think what's good, like, like when I think about North Korea, I think about like, and this sounds a bit stupid because I'm comparing it to The Walking Dead. But okay. The Walking Dead in some ways shows you what it's like when the shit hits the fan and there's no rules and, and people just believe what they're told and there's no way to fact check. And I think that that's, I think that there is a definitely a, a percentage of North Koreans who are, whether it's because they benefit from the current system and society, whether it's because they're, they're, they're just so ignorant, they haven't have no way to fact check this shit they believe it I, I think that there's enough people who believe that this is a guy as a god or um, omnipotent or whatever the fuck they believe that there's it's a fact that there aren't enough people to stand up and say no he's not and drag him out of his palace into the streets and and pull a mussolini on him you know there's there's enough people that that are on the uh, on his side of the fence that that shit don't happen and hmm. it's probably not because yeah. he's like you know, the next Alexander the Great and so inspirational. I doubt that if I did speak Korean, I'd be like, wow, he's making a lot of sense. Did you see the CPG Gray thing about how to be a dictator? No. Yeah, we talked about that. Yeah, yeah should... we did. Or maybe we talked I, about I it. I think we might have talked about it, but Kyle said he didn't see it. And I think you'd like it. Uh, CPG Gray videos are amazing. And uh, he really talks about how important it is. Like, you've got the dictator, but below him, you have the guys with the, the key to power. Key. Oh, yeah, yeah. yeah. The, 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 the switch pullers. I think or, he calls uh, them the, the key holders. Yeah, something like that. Yeah. And, uh, and how, you know, you have to pay them enough and how, you know, like, the complexities that you have to deal with not to get overthrown and to keep this thing going. And I feel like that's true in North Korea. He is managing something correctly, or there's somebody with the actual power who's, who's keeping all this going. Otherwise, he'd get overthrown. Otherwise, the key holders would take charge instead of him. Otherwise, these things would happen. He, something is going to... There's someone right underneath him that commands the army. That person must be kept happy. Otherwise, he'll be in charge. And 
he regularly purges <clears throat> those fuckers out. He's like Stalin with that shit, with the amount of people who go... Di- you're always hearing about, like, oh, this general or that general, this cousin <laughs> or that brother-in-law, like, oh, they must have stepped out of line. Now they're just gone. Like, like he... Hmm. It's a scary fucking situation. He's, uh... I wish that guy would die, and then maybe, yeah. like, uh, this general that we just mentioned, this, this mystery figure, would be like, ah! Western world. My name is Dave. <laughs> Nice to nice to meet you. I would fucking love an iPhone and a Cadillac. Can we work together? Like like if that happened, like you know, the floodgates opened. Like imagine the untapped market that is North Korea for all the things that we make or manufacture, or you know, the whole world does. Like they don't like, have any you money. Would think it, they buy our if, grain. We would buy things from them, right? Like 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 China wants their coal. I guess I read the other day that 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 it was passed down that China should start. Tell, like returning the payment for coal or whatever, like, or, or the other way around. They should start uh, not buying coal from them or something. They're gonna like like put the kibosh on that because I guess that's a big part of the Korean economy is coal. Mm. Um, I I keep reading about how China's going solar and they, 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 like oh my god, how amazingly they just flip Dude, the switch. I watched a, Go on. I watched a PBS uh, documentary. I think it was PBS anyway. And it's a three-part thing I watched on Netflix. And the first, per- first part is gemstones, all about gemstones, how, where they come from, how they're found, business of them, gem cutters, etc. And then it was like metals, and then it was some other thing that we get from the earth. I don't remember what. But when they got to metals, I think maybe uh, we, got, we fell into the elements, and that led us to that gigantic Chinese solar plant where they have acres and acres of these fucking solar panels, and they have enormous factories that are just rooms upon room full rooms full of batteries and not just lithium ion batteries although they do have so uh, they have this thing that a man can hold he said it's the power of 500 lithium uh, 500 iphone batteries he can hold it he slides it into a cabinet that's full of them stacked as deep as you can stack them then it zooms out and he's like this whole room is full of these and there are many of these rooms in this building <laughs> and then they zoom out a little more and this is how many buildings we have. And every building is full of many rooms, full of many cabinets, full of many batteries. And then they show this bell curve of uh, the daily's power consumption and the daily power provided by the solar. And of course, there's a big peak in the middle of the day at high noon, right? Mm-hmm. And every time a cloud comes between the sun and the solar collectors, there's a little spike downward. So to make up for that spike downward in power coming in, the battery station bumps up and meets that spike so that, so that we keep constant power throughout the entire day and they said the amount of battery you needed to out mm-hmm. offset that was like w- was negligible like they were and they were working on that ratio and those percentages the batteries they had wasn't just the lithium ion because they're like trying to find the best ways to do these things they had like an acre or two of uh lead acid batteries the mm-hmm. big ones like you'd the see in your car but of course yeah. they're not the little ones they're the big ones like tractors use these really long ones uh and even bigger machinery bigger batteries um it was incredible. And I immediately was like, we've lost. We've lost solar. No, we're going cold. Fucking, there <laughs> we're going to bring back West Virginia like jobs. That. There is nothing fucking like what I saw in that Chinese uh, solar place here. And there's certainly not the thought or the will to make it. And the scientist in charge of it is like, we got a smog problem here. And in the window behind him, you can't see a block away. It, mm-hmm. he's, he's like, this is very important to us, and we're trying to lead the world in this. And I'm thinking, oh, this is, I feel a little ashamed watching this. This is fucking crap. That's... We invented electricity. We almost, we probably invented the, so- 
I don't even know who invented the solar uh, collecting cell, but it was probably an American. You, you, like, you say and, and, who invented something, America's usually a good guess. You know? Yeah. It, it, not always right. I'm not pretend we invented everything. But if you had one guess and you had no idea, America's a good one. Yeah, and if we didn't invent it, we invented the thing they used to make it. You know what I mean? It's like, oh, yeah, we invented that. And it's like, yeah, because you used our system and electronics and our code that we wrote and the machine that makes it and that, in, uh, that plastic injection mold system and all that shit. We made all that. And by we, I mean some people that have nothing to do with me. <laughs> yeah, I, I don't know. Just like I, I've said it a hundred times. I, I hate that America seems to be focusing on legacy energy and... Uh, while the rest of the world moves on by, so. All right. Um, you want? Are are you prepared to? Uh, I am. The last. All right. Let me pull that up in front of me. And, uh, I'm all ready. Yes, indeed. Okay. One more uh, little word here from Dell. Bring your best game at every level, from powerful Dell gaming PCs with Intel Core processors to the ultimate Alienware VR-ready experience. Don't just play. Game. Visit Dell.com slash gaming. That's Dell.com slash gaming. All right. Go ahead. I, uh, I thought Look that at was, us. I thought was a very good show. I uh, enjoyed having Mr. Anthony Cumia on. He's always a always. good Always. Yeah. yeah. Compoundmedia.com. Uh, for, for our Patreon members, we're going to be doing that hangout again. Within the next two weeks, I'll just leave it at that. So, check be on your, the lookout for yeah, that. Uh, check your messages. That, that message over the the next <coughs> seven or so, and because you're going to be getting one. Very good. All right, PKA episode three hundred and thirty.